Some call me the Mad Titan, but you will call me Thanos. Fuck, dude. Oh my god. Yeah, I can't even, dude, I can't even keep a straight face when I'm trying to act all badass and shit right now, right? Because fucking Marvel. Holy shit, man. Fuck, dude. Fucking Marvel. Holy crap, out of nowhere. Like, dude, like, you know, like they said, oh, we're gonna have this huge announcement and shit on Tuesday, you know? And I mean, you know, DC had their fucking announcement and shit, and it was like, okay, man, cool, all right, now at least we know what direction you're headed into, you know? They didn't announce, like, my boy Darkseid, but, you know, I mean, yeah, me and him, we kick it sometimes, you know? People are always like, who would win, who would win? Shit, man, he's my fucking wingman. The fuck are you talking about who's gonna win? Every fucking body wins when me and Darkseid go hitting the club. Shit, dude. So, you know, like, Marvel, man, holy fuck, dude. I couldn't believe it. Like, you know, I knew I was gonna be in Avengers, and then I knew that, you know, I'd be playing, like, a bigger role in Guardians of the Galaxy. So, like, I hadn't heard anything from my agent, and I'm like, what the fuck? What's going on, dude? You know, like, I'm the big badass motherfucker. Why the hell haven't they called me yet? And he's like, I don't know, I don't know, you know, I've got, I've got Kevin Faggy's phone number, he knows, he knows your number, I know his number, when, if, if they call you, they call you. And so, like, going into this, I had no idea, you know, I had no idea, and then when I heard the news, I was just like, what, oh, oh shit, I'm coming back, alright, alright, let's do this, but, oh my god, you know, but Marvel just came out of fucking nowhere and was like, boom, bitch, take that. I'm gonna shove Mjolnir up your ass! Episode 65. There's already like 7 million podcasts talking about pop culture and all that. Makes us happy like shooting at a womp rat. But it's all been done before. And we don't wanna be a copycat. We're the leftovers picking up the scraps. Drop by the cool kids. It, it, it's a trap! Gonna toss it, gonna taste it. Do we love it? Hey, let's face it. Can't erase it. Let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture. Carryover, counterculture, pushovers. Pop culture. Leftovers. And we the uncool kids. What's to say's already been said. Leftovers. sure that the only talent is the band that's singing this. Pop culture leftovers. Are, are, are you ready for the only podcast hotter than a human torch? It's Pop Culture Leftovers. Five, four, three, two, one. Hey, welcome to Pop Culture Leftovers, the only podcast that sounds even better the second day after it's been uploaded. I'm Brian. I'm Jake. And we're the leftovers. Something's up with the audio here. Something's up with the audio. Yeah, you're a little loud, Chief. Sorry about that. I'll calm fault. it down. Bring yeah. it down a couple levels. You're fine. Hold on. Out, talk now. There we go. That's better. Way better. All right. All right. Yeah. Welcome to the fucking show. Frank's here. Frank's back. Hey, everybody. How you doing? Frank is back with us. So welcome back, Frank. Sweet. <laughs> oh, peaches and cream. There you go. This is for you, Frank. Aw. Thanks. It just keeps going. That's great. <laughs> this is going to go the hell I've uh, looped it for the whole episode. <laughs> oh, Jesus. 
No, it ends right <laughs> That's there. good stuff. I'm currently making a Spotify playlist. That's the playlist of all the songs you hear when you're like at department stores and grocery stores. Right. It's um it's called Schnucks Radio if anyone wants to follow it. <laughs> That's Schnucks awesome. Radio. But it's um it's almost got about 400 songs now and they're all 100% authenticated. I can't even talk. <laughs> That um, you hear them when you're in department stores or grocery stores or wherever. Authenticated? Authenticated. Thank yeah. you. You're welcome. Is um, it a bunch of crazy off-the-wall shit? Or? It's it's like all over the fucking board. It's a pretty hilarious station. Gotcha. I mean, that song's on it. That's what made me talk about it. <laughs> gotcha. So, a lot, of, a lot of 90s one-hit wonder shit, you know? So, yeah, good nice. stuff. Yeah, welcome back, Frank. <laughs> oh, man, it's so awesome to be here. Yeah, yeah, you couldn't wait to get here. It only took you an hour. Oh, fuck. No, 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 no. Oh, yes, yes, yes. No, you told me you were going to be here at noon the other day. Yeah. And I got a hold of you this morning. And I, I know. I be here about 1230. I know. And, and it then, wasn't 1230. No, I know it wasn't 1230. <laughs> See, it turns, in, it turns into this whole thing where, like, Frank, it's like, I know it's not going to be 1230. <laughs> and then and then, then we get a follow-up text, like, hey, I'm running. I'm, I'm going to go to McDonald's. Do you, do you guys need anything? That is code for please tell me you need something because I'm going to be fucking late <laughs> regardless. Regardless, Brian, I'm going to be late whether you need something or not. But give me, give me something to do. That way I have an excuse because I'm going to be late. We'll see that and I'd be buying, so that's my way of apologizing. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> so you're, you're basically like that father that like walked out. You, know, you bought a pack of cigarettes and you never came back and you left that family. Okay. And then every every fucking five years, you send me like a Christmas card with like some money in it. <laughs> Please don't love me. And 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 at the end of it, it's like, yeah, we're gonna go to that amusement park, Johnny, eventually. And you know what? And the cats and the cradle and the and the silver spoon. spoon and all that stuff, man. <laughs> See, that's the thing. It's like it's gotten to the point where now I'm the bitter and jaded teenager that just oh, go, I don't give a shit anymore. <laughs> I know I know Santa is not real. The tooth fairy, she's a bitch, and I just hate everything. And so now, Frank, you have turned into that fucking deadbeat father. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Cats in the Cradle also on my Spotify playlist. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> so that's hilarious. Frank, we're going to just start lying to you about the time. I shouldn't expose that to you right now, but. Well, no, that's we'll... okay because I'd still try to be there because my, I'd second guess myself and be like, well, did they say that just to see if I would do it? Or yeah, what? was that a joke? Is or are they joke? really lying to me? Yeah, did they forget? So yeah, we'll just we'll just throw that in there. Yeah, no, things have been hellish for me lately. I mean, that's why I haven't been on the last two weeks, and uh, I had to rearrange some stuff even to do that that bonus episode with the birthday boys. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's been all over the board work, personal stuff, you know, family things like that. But. Uh, I, I'm just glad that I was able to finagle things to where I could be able to be here today. Well, good deal. Time to shut that shit down and let's get talking about all this shit, right? Well, yeah. I mean, we're going to jump into everything. We, gotta, we, gotta, we can't jump into it right now, though. He's not done, he's not done busting my no. balls yet. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> he's got to savor it. You, gotta, you know, give him time. Oh, man. I was actually, what I was doing was I was, I, I kind of like switched some things around on my, when you were going through your whole fucking sob story, I, <laughs> I was, I was looking for the Lonely Man theme song. Oh, uh, right. But I've, I've moved some things around on the computer and I can't find it right oh, now. Oh, shit. That would have been Cause great. no, you're breaking my fucking heart over here, Dad. <laughs> you're breaking my heart. I was just trying to cheer him up with some tough love, you know? So. <laughs> okay. 
Yeah, welcome back, Frank. No, it's good to have you back. It's been uh, two regular episodes. You missed uh, 63 and then my, my favorite episode of all time, episode 64. I, I got to listen to both of those, so. <laughs> yeah, what do you think, Frank? Was it the worst episode of all time? No, nah, it wasn't that bad. I mean, I mean, I'd still rather listen to that than anything else. Well, good. That's good to hear. It's probably fun for you to get to hear one that you're not on. <laughs> we got, yeah, we got. It gives me something to listen to. That's great. We got the Frank Hammer stamp of approval. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can find that at least. Hell yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Hammer time. See that, or if somebody's theory is true, and if I am indeed Dave Griffin, then I was never really gone in the first place. Oh, if you were domesticate, uh, domesticated, Dave. You guys, I think it was you, Jake, that suggested that we were one and the same person. Oh, yeah, that it was split personalities. Right. That's why you were never here at the same time. Yeah. See, I'm wondering if he's going to just show up because he's like, I've never met Frank. No, he's like, I've never met Frank, <laughs> brother. <laughs> I've never met him. <laughs> That's pretty good. Macho Man's coming by. Today. Macho Man. <laughs> Macho Man Randy Savage. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's great. Oh. Uh, funny dave griffin impersonations that's where we're at now <laughs> yeah <that's>, uh, <laughs> i don't know this might be the worst episode ever part two <laughs> worst ever part two no i hope not my god i can't have a repeat of last week i seriously oh. <laughs> when i when i texted brian this morning the first thing i sent him was brian i'm so sorry i hate to do this but i will be here today because the past two weeks, I couldn't go Saturday and then last Oh, week. yeah. Frank is notorious for, like, the day before text <laughs> or, like, the day of text. Well, I got to thinking about it, and it felt like that this has happened a lot, but it hasn't. I, I told you ahead of time. You were going to be a bad pop segment this episode. Oh, fuck. <laughs> like, just Shit. you as just a person. <laughs> like, not, not like, you know, your actions or anything. Yeah. Just like you as a person. Like, it was going to be like, I was going to have, like, no, we're, like, we're supposed to talk about our top three. Three superheroes and supervillains. You were like number two on the villains list. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> so you were going to come up two times. You were going to come up the villains list, and then I was going to bring you up in bad pop right after I talk about Hitler. Oh so, shit! Yeah, yeah, it's that fucking serious. God damn! All right then. Right. So, all right. Yeah, we're supposed to. Um, yeah, we're going to talk about that here in a second. But we got a, we got an email. And I don't know who it's from. It's from Mr. X. He Mr. Calls, X. calls himself Mr. X. Is it Racer X? No, it's... Is that Speed Racer? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, not Mr. X from Speed Racer. He goes, Hi, PCL. Love the show. I was wondering if you guys have the knowledge of who the first person to do a multiverse or cinematic universe in movies to date. I think that the only one I found was Kevin Smith. If not, let me know who it was. Thanks for the show. Keep it up. Can't wait to know more. Mr. X. Oh, that's a tough question. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Like, he, Okay, so basically he's talking about – and I'm trying to understand the question, number one. Mm-hmm. The question is like, you know, it's uh, – you know, like the Clerks movie took p- place in Red Bank. And a lot of those movies tie into like what happened in Red Bank, New Jersey. Like with Dogma, a lot of the characters come up. Dogma, you see like – what is it? Like the uh, Rick Darris has like a train station and you see his name pop up. And you hear the same stories that they told in like uh, – Clerks, you hear the same stories told in Chasing Amy. Well, yeah, and even in those first five movies, Jay and Silent Bob are in all of them for the sure, most part. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I guess I can't think of it. I mean, directors always use a lot of the same characters and motifs in a wide variety of films. That's definitely something that's happened for a long time. Right. But 
I don't think anything quite as unique as the Marvel Cinematic Universe, right? I mean, we're talking a dozen movies now yeah. and quickly more. The only thing I could think of is uh, Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, that's a good one. He did um, Reservoir Dogs and uh, Pulp Fiction. And Reservoir Dogs had uh, Vic Vega. And then uh, Pulp Fiction had uh, Vincent Vega. And they're both brothers. And for years, they were talking about doing a Vega Brothers movie, um, you know, like a prequel. Because, you know, of course, we all know that... Uh, they both died yeah. in those films. Spoiler. so <laughs> But they both fucking died. And if you haven't seen those movies and I just spoiled it for you, that's your fault for not watching two of the best movies ever. Yeah, I agree. So, no, but yeah, that's the only thing I could really think of. I know there was like, what was, uh, what was the other movie that was done? I, I was thinking of the Robert Rodriguez movies, the yeah. Mariachi movies, like El Mariachi and Desperado, Once Upon a Time in Mexico. Yeah. They're not necessarily sequels of each other. They all kind of take place in that universe a little bit. And I've seen both of these movies that I'm going to bring up. No, that's a good point. But the what was the what was the movie that was done? Um, the pool movie with Tom Cruise. Oh shit! With Paul Newman and shit. Paul Newman. Oh Christ! I know. I know what movie you're. Oh talking. shit! It's well, a- Paul M- Newman did the original movie, and oh. then that movie was like uh, he was uh, Tom Cruise played like his protege. You know what I mean? The original one was Paul Newman, and like the the guy that he had to play pool with was Jackie Gleason. That's right. At the end of that movie, and it was like an older, older like '60s movie, and it was done in black and white. Um, you want me to pause? Y- yeah. All right, Jake. So yeah, you got a chance to look those up. Yeah. Sorry, that was driving me crazy. Yeah. It's uh, the Hustlers, the first one, and the Color of Money is the Tom Cruise one, the right. second one. Yeah. And then uh, in the second one, it was uh, Tom Cruise, Paul Newman's back. That's you know what you know what pisses me off about that movie, The Color of Money. What's that? The end of the movie, they show him breaking, but we never get to see those two go head to head. That's what fucking pisses me off about The Color of Money. I wanted to see those two go up against each other in a pool match. <laughs> yeah, I can hear it. I haven't seen that movie in probably 20 years. Well, yeah, that's the that worst too. part of the fucking movie is you don't get that. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, it's like you're watching Rocky, and then right when they get to the part where Rocky and Apollo Creed enter the, the ring, they end it. Oh, <laughs> Just fuck. like, oh, that's the end of the movie. Fuck you. Everybody yeah. go home. Who Drive wants- safely. <laughs> yeah, I could see that as a valid complaint. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. I'm trying to think of more early cinematic universes. I mean, the Mar- like I said, the Marvel thing is 12 movies now at this point. Yeah. I mean, Friday the 13th, I guess, is nine movies that interconnect, if you- if that counts. But it's all the same movie. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I- we're talking about like completely different yeah. movies that interconnect. Yeah, so that's that's wacky. Yeah. Like, like I said, there's motifs that each director have. Like, I'm a big Raimi fan, and the, the yellow car, Ash's car from the Evil Dead movies is in every Raimi movie. And Alfred Hitchcock shows up in every Hitchcock movie in one way or another, whether, like, a character's opening up a newspaper and Alfred Hitchcock's picture's in there. But, yeah. like, Alfred Hitchcock is involved in every one of those movies. And I guess you could always speculate about what ones could be because of hints, even if it's not directly brought out, like how there's the ETs in the council in uh, the prequels. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, and then also in Indiana Jones, like when he's looking at the hieroglyphs, you see like uh, C-3PO and R2-D2 in there. And then I think it is in, uh, is it 2000, not 2001, A Space Odyssey. It's the the movie with uh, Richard Dreyfuss with the aliens and shit. Oh, what movie is that? Um, they say at the, oh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind at oh. the at the top of that spaceship. They say that they actually put an R two D two model in there. Oh. Okay, okay. So, yeah, 
Yeah, that's inter- yeah, that's something that's been going on for a long time. Yeah. Oh, uh, fucking uh, uh, what was it? Uh, uh, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom at the beginning. Club Obi Wan. Mm, that's a very good point. Yeah. So yeah, Lucas and Spielberg have kind of made some interconnectivity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it never—it's never been like it is here though, where the focal point is the you know the continuity, right? And the what happens in Iron Man three affects what happens in Avengers two kind of stuff. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. All right, uh, you guys ready? I mean, we've been promising this for weeks, but there's been one thing that has been keeping us from from talking about it <laughs> and that thing is frank <laughs> we can't we can't we we've like we've hold, been holding this off for like you know two three weeks now sure we, sorry <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's how it's so sincere <laughs> yeah, sorry. Sure, sorry. <laughs> no man I, i've missed it man this is like my drug okay all right <laughs> um Favorite three superheroes and supervillains. What we'll do is we'll go down the list. We'll go from like uh, three, and then you'll say your third, and you'll say your third. If you want to talk about them a little bit, you know, have a little speech about them. <sighs> My number three, and what number three means to me as a supervillain, and then go into that or whatever. That's all up to you. But we're going to talk about supervillains and superheroes. Now, I, you know what I mean? It, it, super? Is that? Do we have to use super? Because Batman's not a superhero. Yeah, he's a hero. He's not super powered. Yeah, Batman counts, obviously. Exactly. It's, but it's comic book heroes, right? I I didn't get comic books, so I just put in my three three favorite superheroes, whether they be like whatever, and then villains, whatever. Hmm. Okay. That's what I did. So you guys can do whatever the hell you want to, and if Finn has a problem with what I've come up with, I'll give him a comic book list if that's what he's. I did for. the same thing, and I'm trying to quickly think if all six have superpowers and. I think they do off the top of my head, but I didn't mean to. Like I was thinking about possibly putting characters in that didn't have powers, yeah, and never thinking I had any constraints where I couldn't. Well, I mean, yeah, I was just thinking like Batman's not a super powered hero, but in my opinion, he's still a superhero. Mm-hmm. So, all right, Frank, we're gonna start with you because I don't know. You might you might leave. Who knows? <laughs> Fuck, I just disappear. You might just leave. You might vanish into thin air. So we're going to start with you first. Who's your? Uh, we're going to start with villains, and then I guess we'll go to heroes. Or do you want to go heroes and then villains? Uh, let's do villains and then heroes. Okay, that'll work. Frank, villains, third. Oh, okay. Not first, third. Third. Um, I'm going to say Magneto. All right, Frank. Thank, no, yeah, thanks for elaborating on that, too. <laughs> I like that. Now, everybody knows where you're coming from and, like, what Magneto means to you now. So thank you so much. <laughs> I'm glad we waited three fucking weeks so you could just sit here, look at me, and say Magneto. <laughs> Magneto. Magneto and then pass the buck to Jake. <laughs> Magneto, I'm done. <laughs> Drop the mic, Magneto. Boom. Well, I Boom. mean, everybody knows a that was, shit. That was a mic. That was a mic drop. <laughs> mic drop. I'm going to argue that Magneto. I mean, one great thing about him as a villain is that he's a very gray villain. Like a lot of times, he's not a villain at all. He's Absolutely. like he's a member of the. You're X-Men. fucking talking about his fucking villain now. <laughs> That's what's so fucked up. <laughs> well then, well then, there do like I, I always classify Magneto as a villain. To I mean, yeah, he, he like you said, shades of gray, um, but. The the things that he's done, what he has control of, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, just the possibilities are endless. And a lot of things have been explored, you know, especially uh, all the way up to Days of Futures Past, about how creative he could be with that. 
like when he pulled um, Mystique toward him because of the bullet in her leg. Okay, so you're talking movie Magneto. Because, like, as a comic fan, I think, like, the last five years, Magneto's basically, I would say, almost a hero. Well, right, yes. Yeah, like, yeah and, and you don't know when he's playing both sides or what side he's actually on. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Sometimes he's playing both sides, but he's doing it for, like, he's doing it for the greater good of, like, what he believes in. Yeah. You know what I mean? See, but, you got to kind of acknowledge with me going in that I haven't read a whole epic shit ton of comics. I've read some, and I've been getting, you know, more into them lately. Uh, so we can, that's fine. I'm not arguing the fact that Magneto can be considered a villain. I'm not, I'm surely not going to throw him as, as in my fucking, Oh, he's number one on my hero, hero list. list. No, I'm not, I'm not trying to I know, but like no. say anything against Frank either. I'm just saying that's one of the things I, I'm a big fan of Magneto too. And that's right. one of the reasons I like him the so same much. argument would come up if I had not, my number one is the Punisher. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? I agree. So it's like, a, you get a lot of that with like an anti-hero. Yeah. So right. that's good. My number three is Mysterio. Um, I'm a huge Spider-Man fan. Um, a little bit of a spoiler for what may happen on the other side of my list, but can't help it here. And he's always been one of my favorite villains. Um, anytime they use him, it kind of forces the art game and the comic you're reading to have to step it up a little bit because you're getting to see a lot of fantastical stuff. And I really like the reveal of what was an illusion. Mysterio is such a great villain like that because you just it could be like three issues where like what the fuck is even happening in this right. thing? Why has everything gone so crazy? And then you get that reveal. Oh, it's Mysterio, and it's all been you know elaborate illusions and effects. And what's it, your favorite? Um, who's your favorite writer for Mysterio? Oh, that's such a good Over the question. Years. Yeah, um, D- JM. Demetrius, I'm probably fucking up this pronunciation. Yeah, I can't pronounce it either, to be honest with you. Yeah, Um, but he did a lot of the 90s Spider-Man, and he always did a lot of good stuff with them and everything. Um, I I like it when they... I like the classic costume, but I like it when they they change it up a little bit every now and again, too. Um, I remember Ramada Jr. I'm not even a big fan of Ramada Jr., but the way he did Mysterio for a while, when I think Dan Juergens was writing and... Ramita was doing it. Do you think that we're ever going to get to see Mysterio in a film? That's something I really want. Because they've alluded to it possibly in like the Sinister Six movie, but is that movie even going to happen now? Are they going to totally reboot Spider-Man? Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, I think it would be best done in a film the way I was describing how much I like it in the comic book where we don't have a big, like, it's not like three months of Mysterio getting like all this publicity that he's in the movie where it's like, he's the mastermind behind the other villain that's getting all the publicity as the main villain of the movie. Yeah. Like, say, hypothetically, like, even though we've had Electro, but Electro's the main villain, and then at the end you realize, like, Mysterio's been doing all this stuff, and you don't know what was real and what wasn't with all this crazy stuff that happened in the movie. Right. That'd like, be great. It'd be a great in-movie reveal. Yeah. Like, oh, Mysterio, and then you could have the next movie just be balls to the wall, like yeah. Mysterio crazy stuff going on. Yeah. <coughs> So, you okay over there, Frankers? Yeah, sorry, something got in my throat. He's, 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 got, a, he's got a new nickname. It's Frankers? Frankers. Frankers. <laughs> Mother Frankers. <laughs> Franker time. <Stop>. Franker time. <laughs> Jake's losing. <laughs> yeah, all right. My number three is... Uh, the T-1000 from Terminator 2. Oh, nice. So, I mean, um, Terminator 2 is one of my favorite movies of all time. It's probably 
maybe it's it's got to be tied as far as time travel movies go with like fucking Back to the Future. Yeah, I can't argue that. I love it. Um, T one thousand. What's his name? Pat- Robert Patrick. Robert Patrick. Dude, amazing. Yeah. Uh, absolutely love that villain. <laughs> have um, you seen this boy? <laughs> have, yeah. And he just keeps coming at you, keeps coming at you, he won't stop. Yeah. Um, and I then mean, he's got that dead expression in his face. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Arnold, you know, whether he meant to or not, always had a bit of intensity about him. But Robert Patrick, I mean, his face is just totally unassuming, lifeless, emotionless. And, I mean, that's a tribute <laughs> to, you know, it's good for him as an actor to be able to portray that. It's, it's so stoic. Do you think that that movie ruined him, kind of? Because he was so good in it that you the, can't take him seriously anymore in any other role afterwards? Like, has he been able to overcome that still? You know, I mean, he's had bits and bits, small bits in certain movies. I think he was in the We Are Marshall at the beginning. He was the coach at the beginning of that. He played a character on True Blood for like two or three seasons. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, whenever you see him, yeah, I mean, he's instantly typecast as a T-1000. I mean, <laughs> that's what everybody knows him from. Hell, even Wayne's World 2 had him in there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. As the T-1000. I think uh, it was We Are the Millers, I, I'm, I think, where he was a biker. I mean, that, okay. I, didn't, I didn't get T-1000 off of him when he was doing that. I, mean, okay. I can't be for sure if that was the movie, but, I mean, it, it was, you know, a comedy for sure. So No, I want to go over there and pat you on the back. Frank knows the movie he was in. Yeah, he was, he was in Lost for a minute. He tricked Sawyer yeah. into killing a guy Okay, in one of the flashbacks. So Yeah, but he hasn't done anything. You know, he hasn't, like, uh, he hasn't pulled, like, a uh, fucking uh, Neil Try. Patrick Harris where it's, like, he was known as Doogie for years and then all of a sudden right. he comes out as Barney Stinson and now he's reinvented himself. No, he's Yeah, he's no, still... no Travolta here. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah, T-1000, Terminator 2, probably one of the best action films ever made, dude, ever. We'll talk about – I'm sure there's going to be an episode where I talk about Terminator 2 and my love for that fucking movie. Definitely. So, all right, let's move on to number two villains. And we're going to go with uh, Frank again. All right. Uh, it's going to be Apocalypse okay. from the X-Men animated series from okay. the 90s. Uh, he was just absolutely unstoppable. Uh, the episodes that I saw him in, uh, the entire X-Men team is attacking him, and he's just swatting them away like flies. Um, I'm really excited for this next X-Men movie because I want to see what they can do, if they can make him as intimidating in that as what he was in that cartoon. My question to you is, are any of your villains or heroes not in the X-Universe? Well, yeah. Okay, just checking. Because we're <laughs> sure. now, I'm just saying, we're two for two right now, Chief. Yeah. Oh, well, I didn't oh, don't make that. fun of him. <laughs> Don't make fun of him for that kind of thing, or I could be in trouble. <laughs> oh, shit, Fuck, okay. Here we go. <laughs> yeah, no. Not I complete mean, trouble, but... Uh, my shit right. jumps around. No, Apocalypse from the X-Men animated series, and I'm yep. sure a lot of people out there would agree with you. Awesome. <laughs> Jake, here we go. Let's uh, get our next Spider-Man villain. <laughs> yeah, my number two Spider-Man villain. The Hobgoblin. Is the Green Goblin. The Green Goblin. <laughs> oh, God. You guys are killing me. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't think outside didn't of the a comic lot of, book I didn't universe. put a lot of thought into this, Brian. No, uh, I did put a lot of thought. <laughs> I'm kidding. Yeah. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's called sarcasm. Yeah, but it's but I didn't. Th- I just didn't think outside of the comic book universe for this now, at all. I, yeah, see, I was trying to. See, my number one would have been like Darth Vader probably if... I was thinking, like, just well, you can, you can, you can change it yeah. now. Uh, I don't want to change it now. Right, I, right. I want to keep it the way. Yeah, I all right, it. fair enough. But 
I'm going to say Green Goblin for my number two. He's um, always been my favorite Spider-Man villain in the entire Spider-Man rogues gallery. Yeah. So, spoiler, my number one villain at least is not a uh, Spider-Man villain. Right. Because this is my number one Spider-Man villain for sure. Yeah. And um, I love the way his image looks. I love the giant, um, the onomatopoeia haas that always follow him when he's on his uh, goblin glider. Mm-hmm. Um, he has one of the best supervillain costumes with all the accessories, the goblin glider, the it pumpkin bombs. seems like they just can't get it right in the movies. Yeah, for some reason, they can't get it right in the movies at all. Yeah. From him looking like a Power Ranger in, yeah. in the Sam Raimi stuff. Do you think that the movie, I do, I'm just going to say I do, but do you think like the, the Dark Knight Rises where they had like the Catwoman and and she had like the goggles on and she'd flip them up and mm-hmm. that, that made it look like the like she was the cat woman mm-hmm. do you think like that kind of like portrayal that realistic portrayal has kind of affected these other comic book movies into where like they're trying to make these you know classic costumes that they don't think are actually going to look that well on the screen now they're trying to make everything look like i don't know more realistic and find a way to make it look uh, more uh, screen Screen ready. Definitely. Right. I think that kind of stuff's been happening since the beginning, since even before the Nolan stuff. That's the kind of stuff uh, Brian Singer was trying to do with the X-Men movies. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. the first one that jumps out of my mind because they, they even joked about that um, when Wolverine was looking at that black leather suit. He said, mm-hmm. are you serious? And Cyclops said, would you rather wear yellow spandex? Yeah, the yellow spandex <laughs> joke. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I agree that that has definitely affected the way that costumes look. Right. But it seems like... I don't know what they were thinking in that last couple of interpretations of the Green Goblin. Like, they definitely didn't go that route either. Right. Where they were, like, trying to make it more, like, real-worldy. Well, I'm just talking about, like, you know, like, with uh, the way his hair was styled. You yeah, know what I, mean? I see what you're saying. And in this last one? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You know, his hair was styled to kind of look like the uh, the cap and stuff like that. And you know what I mean? Yeah. And specifically, um, Green Goblin, I also mean Norman Osborn as one of my favorite, like, villains. Like, yeah. that's a real big reason that it's number two is because of it being Norman Osborn. I don't just really mean any run-of-the-mill Green Goblin. I really do mean the Norman Osborn character. Right. Um, big fan of, like, what they've done with him in the last decade in comic books. They've really stepped him up as a villain for the entire 616 instead of rather than just a Spider-Man villain. Right. And I think he was deserving of that kind of villainy. So, I yeah, Green Goblin, definitely my number two. Okay. Even with Darth Vader on the list, he'd probably only be knocked down a peg. Gotcha. Um, I've taken the part of the role of Jake by saying gotcha. (laughs) There you go. There you go. Well, fuck. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, my number two is, uh, he's already been mentioned. Uh, now I feel like an unoriginal bastard. Magneto. Magneto's my, (laughs) my number two. So, um, no, I'm in, I'm in agreement with Frank. He is a great villain. Mm -hmm. He is. He's a great villain. And he has played the villain before. I'm not going by, like, uh, you know what I mean, the Fifty Shades of Grey, Magneto. I'm going by, you know, when he is a villain. Yeah. Yeah. Motherfucker ripped all of Wolverine's bones out through every orifice of his body. And I love him more as the villain. I do. I do. But don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. It makes it really fucking interesting when he's playing both sides. And you know he'll snap again. Exactly. At some point, he's going to be a major villain threat again in the Marvel Universe. Exactly. Exactly. They're already having uh, solicitations for uh, next summer. Avengers versus X Men is coming back. Oh well, that's all a bunch of hooey, right? Yeah, yeah. They just <laughs> do. They're just regurgitating like all these fucking. But old- it's not really being regurgitated. It's like the gimmick, right? It's like what really is happening is some big like time travel storyline, and that's why we're seeing eighteen different events advertised for the summer. Okay. 
You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. We're not really seeing all those things redone. What we're seeing is one big thing. I think within Secret Wars, there's going to be a big time travel oh, gotcha. storyline. Gotcha. And it's yeah. going to involve like every Marvel event in the last like 20, 30 years. Yeah. Because those all have the same date they're coming out. and They're not really rebooting their 20 biggest things that they've had happen in the last 30 years yeah. in one month. Right. I've been, and no, that's just me guessing. I'm not looking forward to it. I think it's neat. I think it, it scares me because like it, it seems like there's too much going on and then it seems like there's going to be so many tie-in issues that yeah. it's just going to make me my head fucking spin. I feel like if anyone can be responsible for containing a story of that magnitude, it's Jonathan Hickman. Okay. I think he's the one that can hold all that in check and he's just going to have some fun with a little bit of a time travel storyline where he gets to like do some butterfly effect stuff within some big storylines like Civil War and yeah. all the different stuff. I think just recently it was um, – they did a, a remarriage Spider-Man one. Yeah. And they did an Age of Apocalypse one just recently too. And yeah, we're getting like a couple of those every week. It seems like three to four a week. Yeah. So that looks like a really fun storyline to me. I mean, now we're talking – Comics. Comics. But yeah, yeah. I'm excited for that storyline. I think Hickman can handle it. And, and – I, that's going to be a lot of fun. I enjoyed Infinity. I just don't like. I'm one of these people that I usually love events, mm-hmm. but it feels like it's a little too much for me. It seems like the the Back to the Future of events, the Days of Future Past of events, where we're getting ready to go and and time travel through events. And I think that could be really fun. Yeah, we just got out of it called Battle of the Atom, and that didn't end too well, in my opinion. Yeah. It started off really fun, started off great, and then it just went to shit. That that's true. So, I don't know. Maybe I'll change my I'm going to read them. It's not like I'm not going to read them. I'm going to read them. So. I'm going to read them too, but just 6 months late. Yeah. <laughs> that same boat. They, that's why they need they do need to call it Marvel Limited uh, yeah. because it is 6 months behind. But you, you get everything. Though, you do. So yeah. yeah. All right, number 1. Okay. Um now my number 1 has also already been mentioned and uh I totally look like an unimaginative bastard. Um, but it wasn't. You mentioned. just totally, yeah, you totally do because you just like regurgitated everything I, <laughs> I said. <laughs> wow, yep. it's yeah. Magneto again. No, no, no. no my, uh, <laughs> my number one is Darth Vader. Oh, nice. And with that, I am choosing to ignore the prequels, and the reason why is because the lore behind Darth Vader. When I was a kid... Well, he was just Anakin then. He wasn't even Darth Vader. He wasn't even Darth Vader yet. At the very end of episode three, he turned. Oh, yeah. But, You're I mean, right. Okay. You're right, Frank. If, excuse me. For five minutes, he was Darth Vader. You're well, right. What I'm, what I'm saying is, is like they had to paint this whole big picture of him and the heartbreak of all this and then murdering the kids. Okay, tough for him, not whatever. I, the it, it was always the, you know, from before the prequels came out... He murdered the other Jedi. He hunted them down. He was that bad, and he was that powerful. And I, I, I even from the time when I couldn't even pronounce Darth Vader, I called him Dark Invader. <laughs> <laughs> that was up until like two years ago. <laughs> Shut up, Brian. Just, Brian just corrected him last week. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I mean, uh, the um, a new hope came out in '77. I was born in '78, so mm-hmm. I want to say, I mean, I've been watching Star Wars since I was like three years old because of my brother, and um, 
yeah, I mean, it left an impression on me. My thoughts from all the way back then. Yeah. Why you got to shit on the prequels? They count, too. Killing kids is pretty villainous. But Jake, you act like shitting on the prequels is something new. <laughs> you're like, this is fucking like, whoa, whoa. This is coming out of left field. People shitting on the prequels? What, what world do I live in but, where people are shitting on the prequels? That's not my argument, though. It's that he's saying it's Darth Vader discounting the prequels. If it, Darth Vader's your number one villain, you can't just... The prequels got to take part in that, too, right? Yeah, well, he'd still be my number would one. Would he not be your number one villain if you counted the prequels? No, he would be. But I, it was, I mean, they didn't exist when it made its impression on me. You know what I mean? Because, I mean, the prequels weren't released until... I can appreciate Ghostbusters for what it was, but then I can also take into effect that I can not appreciate Ghostbusters 2 for what it wasn't. Yeah. But it doesn't take away anything that I love from, like, Venkman and all those characters in the first movie. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and now, now, especially that you say if the prequels count, you wouldn't not make him your number one. Count the prequels. Even with the prequels, he's your number one villain. Well, yeah. I mean, he's my number one villain either way. Oh, I, I see what you're saying. I um, just, I, I don't think that they did him any favors. The, 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 it was like a legend to yeah. me. You know. Sorry, I can't help it. I'm a That's prequel okay. apologist. I know. <laughs> I didn't hate that part. It just, you know, would have been better without it. I no, I, I have no problem with – dude, I, I do. I have a problem with the prequels. I do. I mean, like Hayden Christensen was fucking horrible. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't the best, but he was okay. He wasn't intolerable. I, see, that's the problem. That's the problem is when people are like – when like a new casting comes out and everybody's like, oh, he'll be fine. He'll be fine. Or she'll be fine. <laughs> Should it really just be like that's our expectation? No. Should that be our expectation? Like, oh, it's it'll be fine. Yeah, I didn't think he was terrible. The stuff that makes me grimace is the stuff in episode two. But other, all right, other I'm gonna than that, ju- I'm okay. I what I need to do is I need to pull a toe for grace, and I need to take like everything, all the scenes where he is fucking ridiculous, in, mm-hmm. and I need to stream them all to you. Okay, just kind of like when I took my when I did like I forget what episode it was, but I took like all the uh, scenes from. Uh, uh, Con Air with Nicolas Cage where mm-hmm. his southern accent sounded ridiculous and I, I made an intro about it. Mm-hmm. That's what I need to do with you with these prequels and I need to show you all the parts where he's whiny oh, yeah. in the fucking movie or or the time he's just like, you know, just just like uh, uh, totally in love with Padme and to the point where it comes off creepy and you don't understand yeah. why the fuck she fell in love with this guy. Oh, yeah. I hear you. Oh there. my God, what did she see in him? Seriously, what's going on? Yeah. I don't get it. So that's the thing that takes me out of the prequels. I mean, okay, granted, like like the special effects at the time they were they were ta- they were state of the art, mm-hmm. right? But it, 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 the story, it's the story and the acting and, and 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 the dialogue. I mean, if you had had somebody in there like Jake Gyllenhaal fucking playing, uh, you know, Anakin, yeah. holy fuck, we've got ourselves a fucking movie here, people. <laughs> right. we, we 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 hired an actor. Yeah. We hired an actor, a guy that's going to come in here, and he's going to give us a fucking performance. Some of it's sold, though. I think he does okay, like, when he's talking to Padme after he killed all the Tusken Raiders and stuff. Like, I, I think that he does okay on that. I, think I know. That's that's well not, I'm not shooting for okay. Yeah. That's what I'm, that, you're, you're proving my point. I'm not shooting for okay. I'm talking about the guy that's saying, like, oh, my God, I just fucking saw, like, episode fucking two or episode three, and it was like, holy shit, did you see that scene with Anakin? I still Dude, think- he was a badass. People still talking about that performance but even the originals have clunky acting like mark hamill in episode four is, pr- is pretty whiny himself too you know 
It's like, oh, geez, Dad, can't we go to Tashi Stadium and me? The Tashi Stadium, <laughs> right, to get the power converters. But yeah. it, he's a character that evolves. Uh, Anakin was always laid out, in my mind, to be quite a bit more rugged than what um, Hayden Christensen portrayed. I mean, Obi-Wan said that he was consumed by power. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I got that he was consumed by confusion and being manipulated not that i mean yeah he killed the tuscan raiders afterward he shouldn't have cried about it well he needed the power he was consumed by power because he needed the power to bring to resurrect life he was consumed by the quest for that power. And yeah, Luke that was Skywalker, three, he, was, he was just consumed by power converters. Give him a break. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? He, want, he just wanted to go the to the... power. Yeah. He just wanted to go to the Tashi station. And, and I don't hate the prequels did you ever at see all. The, but... Did you ever see the robot chicken where he's whining about going to the Tashi station? Oh, yeah, yeah. Power converters? <laughs> yeah, I have. And it was a strip club and like the dancers were called... The, <laughs> The, dan- the dancers were called the power converters. <laughs> All right, guys, we got to move on to number one. We can we can bitch about the prequels another time, or okay. you can defend you can defend them another time. All right, we're on my number one, right? Uh, yeah, uh, you're number one. All right, my number one is Doctor Doom. He is my favorite villain of all time, at least in the comic book universe. Um, Darth Vader may be bigger than him, but Doctor Doom, I don't know. I'd have to if. If Vader's in the mix, I'd, I'd need another week to think about who came up over the top here. But Doom is my favorite. Um, Fantastic Four has always been one of my legacy titles that I've read and collected since I was a, a little kid between it and Spider-Man. And um, Doctor Doom has always been one of my favorites. I started reading with Secret Wars when it came out. And that really is what submitted Doctor Doom as one of my favorites. He plays a huge part in that. And... Um, Early on, I just knew he was a badass. Like, at one point in Secret Wars, he defeats Galactus and then takes over Galactus's powers to use against the other superheroes. And just from that moment on, I was like, holy shit, if this guy puts his mind to it, he can take down Galactus, you mm-hmm. know? It, it takes, like, an entire, like, the entire Fantastic Four Avengers working together to normally do it. But well, this guy- think about how fucked the Marvel Universe yeah. would be if there wasn't a Reed Richards. Exactly. You know what I mean? Oh, it's like without Reed Richards, they're fucked because Doctor Doom, you know, it's a constant chess match between fucking Reed Richards and Doctor Doom. Definitely. I love everything about Doom. I love that he has his own nation. Latveria. Yeah. Dude, I was just going to bring that up. Like, that's one of my favorite, like, uh, like places in the, in the uh, Marvel universe. Definitely. I love it. I fucking love it. I don't care. Like, and sometimes I just love seeing, like, Reed Richards and Doctor Doom just sitting down at a table talking with one another in Latveria. Oh, definitely. You know what I mean? I love that. I love Doombots. I love that. Doombots are great. 90% of the time it may not even be the real dr doom right um i love that he does so much time travel stuff how he has like his own methods um i love the really dark stuff that like john byrne did that dealt with um what doom did to his mother to gain a lot of the powers that he currently uses and what sacrifices he made and just it's such he's such a rich character and anytime he's going to be in anything in 616 i get excited about it nice so doom is definitely my number one awesome uh, my number one is Starscream from Transformers. Oh, that's, awesome. That's fantastic. <laughs> Starscream, man. Yeah, that's great. I can't uh, – he, he's the best. I love Starscream too. Starscream's my favorite. And, yes, I do know that he was a good guy in certain uh, you know, the Transformers cartoons and yeah. comics and stuff like that. Only, he only kind of had to, only when exactly. he had no other choice. He had to. And, you know, that's the thing. That's – I just love him. I love Starscream. I love – 
I love how he's always wanting to take the power away from Megatron. <laughs> constant a, pull. He's a giant egomaniac. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> yeah. I love it. I love the coronation scene and the Transformers, the the animated movie. Oh, I love that too. Um, uh, everything about Starscream, I love him. I, he's the character in the in in the Transformers that uh, that I can relate to the most. Like where this <laughs> guy's coming from? Because like you know what I mean. Like he's always getting shit on all the time. <laughs> oh my god, I I fucking love Starscream. He's just my favorite. Yeah, I love he's him. definitely my favorite and Transformer. He's, funny. He's, he's hilarious. He's evil. He's funny and. Just the banter between him and Megatron just fucking slays me, even to this day, in the cartoons. I love it. So, Starscream, number one villain. It's good stuff. All right, let's move on to heroes. And let's kind of abbreviate these, because we've been going on for probably like (laughs) half an hour just going over our villains. It's Um, fun, though. Number three, hero. Oh, get me again? All right. Um, uh, It is Optimus Prime. Okay. When I was a kid in the uh, cartoon from the late 80s, uh, I, I absolutely love that show. And, you know, people say, you know, well, if you watch it now and really, really pay attention to it, it comes off as cheesy. I don't give a fuck. It was awesome then. I don't like what they've done to him in the Michael Bay movies, but uh, my, my, one of my favorite heroes of all time. Yeah, but at least the only thing that they got right in those movies is they they did cast Peter Cullen. Yeah, Peter, at least it sounds like him. Peter Cullen, the voice, so... That's good. All right, Jake, number th- number three for your heroes. My number three is the Silver Surfer. Oh, nice. Yeah, I'm a huge fan. Um, I'm a huge, you know, Fantastic Four, like I said earlier, is one of my legacy titles. Um, Jack Kirby is one of my favorite artists of all time, and I just love the concept of the Silver Surfer. I'm a huge Galactus fan, too, and I, I love all the different um, heralds, and I love when they do stuff with that, and it's, you know, who's working for Galactus, and is Silver Surfer working for Galactus? Um, yeah, I'm really loving the stuff now, of course, with Dan Slott and right. uh, Mike Alred doing the comic books. Yeah, um, I'm a Marvel Unlimited guy, so we just were on issue two of that right now, so I haven't got to read too much, but I jumped onto that as soon as they put it up. Yeah, um, that is Stan Lee's favorite character. Oh, wow. Way. Yeah, his favorite character in the Marvel Universe is, is Silver Surfer. So. Yeah, I like, <laughs> I like when he just yells, Shalaba. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, Silver Surfer is great. I love Silver Surfer. Um, my number three is Jack Burton. Mm. Oh, awesome. Big Trouble in Little China, baby. <laughs> Fuck yeah. That's he's great. My, he's one of my favorite heroes, man, because he's like, uh, he's the bumbling hero. Yeah. You know what I mean? He just happens to be in the wrong place at the wrong time, but he always happens to do the right thing, probably at the wrong time, sometimes at the right time. Uh-huh. Dude, the dude is he, he's hilarious, he's awesome, but he he is heroic. Um I love his snappy one-liners, you know. I love Jack Burton. Big huge big big fan of that uh and uh, there's a Boom Studios is yeah, doing was- a a comic book for uh Big Trouble in Little China. And oh, I am like awesome. I'm like four issues deep, dude. It's fucking good. It ends it like okay, like right where the movie ends. Uh-huh. You remember like right when the movie ended and there was like the demon, the little monkey? Yeah. Uh gorilla it demon. It was on his truck. It was on his truck. That's where the fucking book starts off, dude. Oh, no kidding. Well, come to find out that fucking demon, it's a demon and Whoever kills like his master, so like Jack Burton was the one that put the bullet through Lil Pan's head, right? Mm-hmm. His knife. The knife, yeah. yeah. So he put the knife through Lopin's head. He killed Lopin. And so um, now the demon is in servitude to Jack Burton. Oh, whoa. So Jack Burton goes on fucking like adventures and shit <laughs> with this fucking demon That's that awesome. he, puts, he puts in a trucker cap now. 
and like a, and like he wears a t-shirt and they go around and they do Avengers and shit like that, Holy dude. Holy shit. The, fuck, the, the, the comic book is fucking great and it's still uh, Carpenter writing it. So oh, like no it's Jack Burton's voice, man. And like I, when I'm reading it, dude, it's like I'm just hearing Kurt Russell in my fucking head, dude. It's so good. It's a shame they never really did do a sequel for that movie. Yeah, yeah. It's a real shame. Carpenter really didn't do didn't do too many sequels, I guess. Right. So yeah. I mean, I know Halloween blew up, but I don't think he was beyond involved with it beyond the first one. I know he definitely wasn't the season of the witch. Mm-mm-mm. All right, guys, moving on. Number two for the heroes. <laughs> uh, it's going to be Wolverine, and I'm not really actually talking about cinematic Wolverine because even though I love Hugh Jackman, um, in the nineties. The only time I ever really read comics was Chris Claremont X-Men. And I just recently reread uh, those issues through Marvel Unlimited. And I want to say it's like uh, issue number 140 of the Uncanny X-Men where they go to fight the Hellfire Club. And uh, he he, um, gets taken out of the fight real early on and then comes back. And he's talking to himself about this guard who's shitting his pants and he's just like mind fucking him, trying to scare the living piss out of him so he can interrogate him. Um, I, I just, it struck a chord with me then. Um, the fact that he can heal in the adamantium, uh, it, it's always been uh, really cool to me. The idea that this guy's bones are absolutely unbreakable. So, Wolverine number two. All right, my number two is Reed Richards, Mr. Fantastic. Um, he's always been one of my favorite characters in the Marvel Universe. Um, I just like that he is responsible for exploring so much of the fringe of Marvel Universe and you know, figuring out all these other dimensions where all these other things come from. I like how it's always his intelligence weighed against what the right choice and what the wrong choice is for Reed Richards. Um, I enjoy currently the stuff they're doing with him and the Illuminati and within like Fantastic Four, like main book is kind of up in the air right now. It's gone shortly. Yeah, yeah it's gone shortly. Yeah, but it's, I think they're still going to use um, him as a character. Yeah, it doesn't. See, is Jimmy Robinson writing that? I y- think yes, so. yes, that's correct. Yeah, yeah, and it's not that good. Yeah, it's really not. I've only read the first three issues of that. That's yeah. how far we're at. But. I think I went to issue three, and that's when I dropped off. And it's a shame because, like, I stayed. I even stayed through the fraction stuff, which wasn't great. No, it, this is worse <clears throat> than that. Yeah, but I, I, Hickman does a really good Reed Richards that he's doing in like New Avengers with the Illuminati stuff. Like the stuff going on in that is better than the stuff going on with Reed Richards in the actual Fantastic for book yeah so hopefully he's still going to be a mainstay character even with them dropping off with the uh fantastic four comic yeah number two my number two was frank's number three optimus prime oh there you go you can't go wrong with optimus prime roll out you know what i mean roll out autobots i mean what i loved about optimus prime is like not only was optimus prime like a perfect leader for the autobots but, you know, I mean, just look at the guy. I mean, he's a truck. He's red, white, and blue. I mean, yeah. he's a fucking patriot from, uh, from, from, from outer space, and he didn't even fucking know it. <laughs> and, and to be able to pull off a character that has a shield up over his mouth the entire time mm-hmm. and be able to pull that off is just fucking amazing to me. Yeah, shout um, out to the voice actor, right? Was it Peter Cullen? Peter Cullen, yep. yeah, yeah, which uh, I go to PeterCullen.com every great once in a while. Yeah. I'm a huge fan. I love him. Yeah, he kills it. Without him, that character wouldn't, wouldn't be, right? 
Oh, there, there, no doubt. Yeah. No doubt. There's no doubt he wouldn't be in That voice is just iconic. Yeah, yeah. He, so much of it. Probably 60-40. He was also the voice of uh, Dungeon Master in the uh, Dra- Dungeons & Dragons <laughs> oh, cartoon. Oh, wow. Nice. Yeah. Peter Cullen was, remember the dude that had like the the one horn and the other horn cracked mm-hmm. off? Yeah. The Dungeon Master. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fucking, uh, what was, like, it had some good voice actors in there, dude. Like, the, the Ranger was fucking Willie Ames from Charles in oh, Charge. Oh, no shit. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah. I haven't seen that in forever either. Oh, dude, I I went on a binge watch like two years ago, (laughs) watched like all of them. They never finished the series for Dungeons & Dragons, the cartoon, but they had the final script written out. Oh. And fans have been wanting to put together like a, uh, they've been wanting to complete it. Oh, I wish wish they would. I've I've watched it. That should be a Kickstarter. Yeah, no shit. Definitely. It should be a Kickstarter. And they should like get, they should have different like levels to like get Willie Ames to come back and voice the Ranger. You know? Oh, wow. I'll I'll voice Uni. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? For free? For free. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Let's get this out there. Exactly, dude. I'll do Uni all fucking day. You know? I got one fucking line. (laughs) So I'll do it. Let's do this. But yeah, they, they, the story's been written. You can actually read the final script to the final episode online if you want to. Did you read it? I've read it. Yeah. So. Good, in, good ending? Yeah, it's fucking phenomenal, oh, dude. It shit. needs to be made. It needs to be made. So it was one of my favorite cartoons in the 80s growing up. I used to watch it all the time. Loved it. So uh, I was Optimus Prime is my number two, and here I am talking about Dungeons & Dragons. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I want to talk about <laughs> this it. This is why this show goes off the fucking <laughs> right. rails. Right? I want to talk about Dungeons & Dragons more. I wonder if it has like the twist M. Night ending where they all find out that they've all just been like controlled by dice rolls and people playing the game. <laughs> <laughs> I was living in Florida when that was on, and uh, I, I remember that that would come on at odd times on Saturday mornings along with Land of the Lost. Oh, yeah. Oh, I miss the uh, the Dragon's Lair cartoon. Oh, that was a great cartoon. Do you remember playing Dragon's Lair in the uh, arcade? Oh, yeah. I remember, I remember if someone in front of me was doing good at it, I was like in awe of it. Yeah. I was yeah. like, oh my god, look at him dodging those rocks. <laughs> I bought um, Dragon's Lair, Dragon's Lair 2, and Space Ace on, yeah. on DVD, mm-hmm. and I can play them all on my uh, TV at home. That's super cool. That's cool. Yeah. yeah, I think I played them on something at some point. Some Sega system had them where you could finally play them all. Yeah. Number one, hero. Number one, hero. <laughs> uh, I know it's a little mainstream, but Iron Man. And I do mean the movie version, of course. Uh, and the reason why, uh, just the combination of how awesome Robert Downey Jr. is as Tony Stark and all the great cinematics in that movie. Uh, I went through a bit of a dark period where I stopped loving this type of stuff in the late 90s and early 2000s, and this was really the thing that brought me back into it. A dark period? Like, when you say dark period, like, were you, like, in a fucking, like, uh, hotel room and shit? Like, you know, shooting up heroin and shit? (laughs) Watching Tank Girl? (laughs) God damn you, shoot. (laughs) God damn you, Schumacher. Yeah. You motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> watching, watching the shadow. Frank, yeah. <laughs> Frank's tapping a vein and shit. Oh, oh man. Fuck. No. These, um, these gross sequels suck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to fucking get high with James O'Barr. Jesus. <laughs> no, no. Some shit went down, and uh, I was previously <laughs> married. I'm, I'm remarried now, much happier. But Good uh, for you. Good yeah. for you. 
So, yeah. No, yeah. I'm still in my dark time. So, what the fuck am I talking Sorry. about? I got, I got divorced. I haven't met anybody new. So, shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> my number one hero is that where we're at? Oh, yeah, yeah. Number one hero. <laughs> my number one hero is Spider Man. Yeah. He's is been- that the Spider Man? Like, is that his, like, uh, I, d- I just made it up on the go. Spider-Man? I didn't know if Spider-Man. that was like his charge call or something. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Spider-Man. That's what, he, that's what the uh, horn of the uh, spider buggy sounds like. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, uh, he's always been my favorite since I was a kid. Um, I've been reading Amazing Spider-Man since I can remember. It's like the one comic book, It and Fantastic Four, that I just always keep up with. Yeah. Um, in every incarnation of it, one way or another, um, they always. It seems like every five years now they try to end Amazing Spider-Man, but you always know it's, it'll be coming back at some point. Right. So yeah, Spider-Man is my favorite. All right, my number one. Spider-Man. Holy shit! Spider-Man's my number one. Yeah, I was hurry up and moving along because I I knew you you gave me the look like yeah 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 yeah. We both know. Might as well get you in on this too. So. Yeah. Spider-Man is just a great character. I mean, P- whether he's Peter Parker, whether he's out there as Spider-Man, just a great character. I mean, you know, he's the he's the nerd who got superpowers. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's uh, it's everybody's dream, you know, to be bitten by a radioactive spider. Seriously, you know, I've I've been bitten before but never by a radioactive spider. <laughs> My luck I get I'd get killed. I'd be allergic to it. No, <laughs> let's rephrase that. Our luck, you'd get killed. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Ooh. Hey, I know why Frank's late this week. <laughs> speaking of those, speaking of those Yeah, he's in my eyes. trunk. <laughs> Holy shit. Here we are recording the podcast from the cemetery down the road. <laughs> yeah. I was wondering why you asked Frank me to bring is, a shovel today. Yeah. Frank is joining us from six feet under. I say Frank is joining us via Ouija board. <laughs> Frank, what do you think about that wig? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, yeah, Spider Man, love him. All yeah. right, guys, you guys want to take a break or do you yeah. want to jump in a good pop, bad pop? Let's break take time. a break. All right, break time. We'll come back. Good pop, bad pop. <laughs> Pop culture leftovers. We do a fucking show, right? That we do. Yeah, we do a show where we talk and people listen and all that shit, right? That they do. It's crazy, isn't it? It is crazy. It's fucking nuts, dude. It is fucking nuts. <laughs> I'm your parrot. <laughs> Jake, just just agree with me, man. I want you to be my yes man. I, I, I don't I don't know dude, if I can do that. Because <laughs> the next thing he's gonna do is bring up Man of Steel. No, 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 no. Sometimes you know, sometimes we you know we talk about like you know talk about like movies that we watch. We talk about TV shows. We talk about all the latest news. Sometimes we suck a little dick, right? What? <laughs> what? Where's my yes, man? 
Uh, <laughs> we do? <laughs> Frank, zip up your pants. It was a joke, Jesus. Yeah. You should have showed up on time, Frank. <laughs> There's always one person, I swear, dude. All right, man. So fucking, uh, yeah, dude, we're going to do good pop, bad pop, right? Yes. All right, good pop, bad pop. It's time for more leftover reviews with Good Pop, Bad Pop. Good Pop, Bad Pop is where we talk about the things in the previous week or weeks that we either liked or disliked. Um, Sometimes we rate these things that uh, we liked or disliked. And if it's your first time listening to the show, we want you to be familiar with our rating system. The rating system is simple. If the leftovers don't like something, they toss it. If they do like something, they suggest you taste it. And if it's brilliant, it gets a Tupperware rating. If all the leftovers love it, then it gets the pinnacle of success, a Tupperware party. A Tupperware party. (laughs) A Tupperware party. All right, so... Hopefully we'll have some Tupperwares peppered in here. Yeah. Open. I don't have a lot this week, guys, because we got a big fucking show, and I don't want to, like, uh, laden this whole fucking show down with uh, good pop, bad pop bullshit. Is there news this week? No, we don't have a whole lot of news. Oh, we're nothing, gonna... <laughs> nothing really happened this week, Jake. Oh, we're going to be out of here quick then. No shit. We're going <laughs> to wrap this bitch up, uh, I'd say, within the next 20 minutes. Oh, good deal. No, we're going to be talking about Marble. <laughs> <laughs> Stick around. God, we can't, you know, you can't bust your load right at the beginning, right? No, no, no. This at isn't all. a porno. No. Even they have it go on forever. <laughs> This is pop culture leftovers. We bury the lead. Exactly. <laughs> if there's nothing to stick around for until we get to the Marvel stuff, like this is just like fast forward through all this bullshit that we're talking about. <laughs> no one's going to do that. Yeah, Frank, Frank's mentioning, oh, Magneto and whatever. And all <laughs> whatever. Apocalypse. Apocalypse. <laughs> Darth Vader Darth not Vader. counting the prequels. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, all right, guys. Uh, good pop, bad pop. I wanted to throw this out there. Fucking uh, Paul Rubens himself was on uh, Jimmy Fallon. Oh, nice. And uh, he did the Age of Ultron trailer in the Pee Wee Herman voice. Oh, gee. So I wanted to play that because I thought it was pretty hair. Oh, pretty, you have the audio for I this. I have the awesome. audio. It's pretty hysterical. Yes. And this is by far definitely a good pop. Oh, you know what? Before I play it. I'm going to thank D.A. Cheney for sending this to me. <laughs> so she sent, it, she sent me this link on tweet, uh, Twitter. I was going to say Twitter. <laughs> on, twi- on Twitter. And I wouldn't have known about this had it not been for her. So thank you, D.A. Cheney. Appreciate this. Yeah, I, I, we definitely appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Do impressions of Pee Wee Herman uh, uh, and get paid for your really? character. <laughs> yes, I, I, but I, uh, we, we take famous trailers. And I, I revoiced the trailers with Pee Wee Herman. You're your- kidding. No, I know all about this. Every time you do it, people contact me on Twitter and Facebook and go like, is that you or Jimmy? And oh, really? I, I sometimes go like, I don't know, is it me or Jimmy? <laughs> yeah, you, know, you, you don't know. But you do it better than me. I mean, no, you really, I don't. Yeah, you really do. No. They're considering you to play Pee Wee in the movie. No, they are. No, they are. No, they are. No, they're not. No, no, no. Not that good. No, they're not that good. But, well, the new trailer for The Avengers came out. A couple days, it's got like 48 million hits on YouTube. And so we, we thought it would be great to actually have the man himself, Pee Wee Herman, Paul Rubens, voice, revoice the trailer for the Avengers <laughs> so early. 
Earlier today, you went to a recording booth and laid down a genuine Pee Wee Herman vocal track. Uh, so here is the trailer for Avengers Age of Ultron. Revoiced by Pee Wee Herman. Check it out. It's the end. The end of the path I started us on. Nothing lasts forever. <laughs> ah! <laughs> There are no strings on me. <laughs> <laughs> Avengers, Age of Ultron. La la la, la la la. <laughs> yes! You're the best. Whole room is everybody. Pee Wee Playhouse. The complete series is available everywhere on Blu-ray. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, wow. Did that just come out? Where you can buy the whole series on one Blu-ray set? I think he just announced it. Is Jake. that what he's promoting on that shit? Well, that and the fact that there is going to be another Pee Wee Herman movie. Really? Uh, and I believe, don't quote me on it, I've been doing a little bit of looking into this over the past few months. They've been waiting to announce it before they finally you know, got finances and everything like that. But I think it's going to be Judd Apatow doing it. Oh, wow. So it should be interesting, man. Lots of guest stars, too, if that's the case. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to it, man. I'm Shit. looking forward to it. I, I, dude, I watched the Pee Wee, uh, what was it, the Pee Wee Broadway musical uh-huh. that they had, the Broadway play. It I saw it on HBO. Play. It was on HBO, and it was great. It was great. It was great. It was great seeing them again. Like, I, I, I couldn't believe, like, all, like, the adult humor in the original Pee Wee's Playhouse stuff that uh-huh. I'd never caught before. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like, I remember uh, watching, like, the original HBO special where he played Pee Wee in the Pee Wee's Playhouse. I remember that, too, with and, the oversized stuff and everything. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, they had, remember Jambi? Jambi was the uh, the genie, right? Mecca, lecca, high, mecca, hiney, ho. Right. Yeah. Okay. Like, the first time that they introduced Jambi on the show, like, uh, you know, the mailman comes and he drops off a package for Jambi. And he opens up the you know Pee Wee opens up the package for Jombie and it's Jombie's new hands. Jombie before this didn't have any hands. Oh gee. So he opens them up and Pee Wee gives him the hands and he's like, Hey Pee Wee, can you shut the doors? There's been something I've been wanting to do with these for a long time. <laughs> and it was like as a kid I didn't get it. <laughs> as an adult I totally get the joke now. <laughs> you know, and like remember Cowboy Curtis? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like there Cowboy Curtis was supposed to spend like have a sleepover with Pee Wee and Pee Wee's like do you have any pajamas? And then he's like, no. He's like, I sleep in the nude. Yep. <laughs> and it's just like, as a kid, I was like, I had no idea what nude meant. Right. I had no idea what was going on. But my dad would watch it with me as a kid, and he'd just be laughing hysterically. <laughs> so there's a lot of jokes that went over kids' heads back then. I don't think that you can get away with that in a kid's show today, which is why that we're not seeing a Pee Wee's Playhouse for kids today i agree that and the fact that you know he jacked off in a movie theater <laughs> yeah. there was a lot of stuff like that as a kid i think tiny tunes and animaniacs both rode that line too and did a lot of the same kind of stuff you're talking really about. you're gonna have to be, you're gonna have to tell me about this because like when that shit came out i was a little too old and i wasn't watching that kind of stuff yeah yeah i and watched my, animaniacs i didn't yakko uh would yeah. burp Oh, the only time... Hello, nurse. There was only one thing with the Animaniacs that I remember, and they had um, Gene Siskel and Roger Ebert Mm -hmm. on the show, and they were going to go watch a movie, and like, I think it was Roger Ebert was going to butter his popcorn, 
And what he did was he took like he, he took like an attachment and just connected it with his stomach <laughs> and was buttering the popcorn yeah. with, the, with the fat from his stomach, which I thought sick. was like the most fucking hilarious thing ever. <laughs> but that's the only thing from Animaniacs that I can remember. They did a lot of stuff like that. Yeah, I thought it had like a little bit of adult humor that you yeah. don't see in kids' cartoons yeah. too much. Yeah, I was starting to get some of that stuff at the time because it was, you know, high school age, something like that. Yeah. And then uh, Howie Mandel and Bobby's World. Bobby started off as a uh, character in a stand-up act. Uh-huh. So, yeah. Uh, that I, character involved, he didn't like uh, Bobby evolve into like a chronic masturbator by the end of that series? <laughs> I think so. Yeah, that, that really was happened? really adult. Yeah. yeah, it was really adult. Like yeah. he would lock the door and you just hear moans and groans. No, Jake, I'm fucking with you. <laughs> Jesus Christ. No, <laughs> that never happened. Oh, wow. I was like, man, I'm glad I stopped watching that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I do remember one of the stand-up bits, he uh, like was plucking the feathers off a bird or something. Uh-huh. Yeah, where are you going with this? Do you have a Do you have an end game with it? I need to look, go back and watch the yeah. Don't bring it up then. Don't show. bring it up then because it's just weird. Now you're just talking about him plucking birds. I don't what. I don't get it. Uh, that Pee Wee Blu-ray set is a hundred bucks at Target and Amazon. Really? Yeah, it's a little too much. That's steep. How many seasons did it go? Yeah, I think three or four. Okay. I mean, still, you think forty, fifty bucks? Yeah, I dropped off of it after like the first two seasons. But dude, I used to love that fucking show. Yeah, it was, was great. It was awesome. Yeah, Pee Wee's Playhouse. Hey, does anybody? Because like, it's going to be an abbreviated good pop, bad pop this week because we got a lot of news to cover, right? Yeah, Frank, I know you've got something, don't you? Something. Yeah, yeah I got a couple of things. Um, depending on how much time uh, we want to spend on it, I'll cut you um, off when when I feel gotcha. appropriate. All right. Um, All right, moving on. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm serious. We're moving on. Um, So I watched... uh, I'm serious. We're moving on. (laughs) Go for it. What'd you watch? What'd you watch? Um, Mr. Peabody and Sherman. Yeah. Oh, the the new uh, CGI one? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it's kind of funny because it's kind of along those same lines. There's some jokes in there that kids don't get. My uh, 10-year-old son... Didn't understand why me and my wife were laughing. Um, and it kind of, for me, fills the gap that is left by um, that's Bill the, and Ted. It's with a dog and a boy, right? Yeah. yeah. And I wasn't into that when I was a kid. Yeah. When my son said he wanted to watch it, I was kind of like grown and I was messing around with my phone. But uh, it, it caught my attention. Yeah. Um, and like, so it, you've got a bunch of characters from history in it. Um there's uh, Abraham Lincoln, uh, Leonardo da Vinci, Agamemnon, and the Trojans. They end up in the Trojan horse, and then when they go to escape the horse, the hatch is right at the horse's ass, and it's a silhouette, so it looks like the horse is shitting. And so, I mean, it was it was loaded with stuff like that. I mean, it was nothing that was like really defecating. Anything, but... It's definitely <laughs> adult humor. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I had some written down. God damn it. <laughs> He totally blew my. I was a thought. huge fan of. Um, I'm a big fan of Jay Ward cartoons. He, it's the same guy that did Rocky and Bullwinkle. Yeah, and he did um, Sherman and Mr. Peabody. Right. He did Fractured Fairy Tales, which is my favorite Jay Ward thing. But so yeah, um, but that movie looked like ugh, it looked like they just ruined that license to me. No, I I, I enjoyed it quite a bit. Uh, I thought it was really funny. There's a lot of uh, time hopping stuff in there and paradox and stuff. I mean, it, it's it, there's more thought put into it than what you would think. But um, 
Yeah, I thought it, I thought it was a uh, I thought it was pretty funny. I don't know. Do you think it's like uh, 30, 40 years too late? I don't know. Yeah, it seems that way. Yeah. Is it all CG or is it CG mixed with people? It's uh, Mr. Peabody and uh, well, no, it's all CG. Um, there, it, it doesn't cross over into people at all. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's just a good time tripping story, and because they brought all these characters from the past into the future, it kind of reminded me of Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. So, I mean, I, I it wasn't crass or dirty or anything, but I mean, they had like images of Stephen <laughs> was Hawking. That what you, was that what you were expecting? Like, uh, which one's the dog, Mister Peabody? So, like you expecting them like start humping Sherman's leg? Or what the fuck are you thinking, man? Humping uh, Napoleon's leg? Right. Actually, the funny thing is, is that he ends up biting. Clean up on aisle, Sherman. Jeez. <laughs> oh, but no, no we- I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't have a lot of time to myself. Like, if you, if you need to watch a movie with uh, with the kids and you don't want to be bored to tears, right. uh, I'd recommend it. If, if I start watching a movie with the kids, I'm going to get a restraining order. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> I shouldn't be. Unless it's my niece and nephew, it's going to be weird for me watching a movie with any kids. Gotcha. I think some of the fun for me, too, is because uh, my TV's, like, constantly stationed on Disney Junior. Yeah. Um. Like Sophia the First, Ariel Winner, the gal that vo- does that voice, also plays uh-huh. Alex on Modern Family. Right. So uh, she also does the voice of Penny in this movie. So my wife and I were also cracking jokes back and forth about like just being able to see Sophia the whole time, even though it's this mean girl. Right. So it- it's got to be like a dad thing. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what do you? What do you? Okay. Yeah, I Tupperware. You Tupperware. I Tupperware because when I asked for good pop, bad pop, the last fucking review (laughs) I ever expected Frank to bring up Tupperware, Mister Mister Peabody (laughs) and Sherman. Guys, this come on. Our our fucking audience expects better than this. Like, like, who the fuck is still listening to this fucking thing, Frank? Like, oh, like, like, oh, our fucking listeners, they're they're chomping at the fucking bit. They hear a fucking Mr. Peabody and Sherman fucking review this week. Because it's so, it's so goddamn timely because the movie came out like two years ago. No, wasn't that long ago. Whatever, whenever the fuck it came out, it doesn't matter. It could, it could, it could have fucking came out last week and our listeners don't give a rat's ass, Frank. They don't give a shit about Mr. Peabody and Sherman. Oh. Jesus, Frank. Man, it's what I got to watch, man. I Tupperware. Damn, this really fucks me. I was getting ready what, to Tupperware. Okay, so next week you're watching a lot of Disney XD <laughs> yeah. and Disney Junior. Next week are we going to have a fucking, like, what is it, like a Go Diego Go <laughs> fucking review? Who's the who's the chick with the fucking backpack? <laughs> Dora. Dora. Are we going to get a Dora the Explorer? Oh man, I couldn't believe that fox. That fox on that show, man. They call him Swipey, and and he sw- it's it's for a reason, man. He's stealing shit all the time. <laughs> it's crazy. I got to give this a Tupperware. Like I'm not sure. If I- <laughs> <laughs> a lot of character development with a character named Swipey. I mean, to give you an idea, like no, don't give me an idea. I want you to end this right now. Let's stop the bleeding. Can I at least tell you the actors who did the voices? Oh, okay, bring it. Okay, uh, Ty Burrell. He's also on Modern Family. Uh-huh. Um, uh, Stephen Colbert yeah. d- does a voice. Uh, Leslie Mann, Allison Janney, 
Is uh, Corbera the voice of Mr. Peabody? No, that's uh, Ty Burrell. Oh, okay. Um, uh, Colbert actually does um, that Penny Girl's dad. Why do you always seem so interested in this stuff, Jake? I, I, I would have been like, interested if he was the voice of Mr. Peabody. That seems right. like bad casting. But, like Patrick Warburton, Stanley Tucci, and Mel Brooks do voices too. And I love Patrick Warburton. I do too. I like the tick. <laughs> I, I figured if I got something out there, maybe it might sound worth it. I'm telling you, it's not bad. <sighs> next all week, right. It's next, all right. Next week, are you going to review The Crudes? Is that what's no. coming next? I've already seen it. I could give you. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> Jake, if you have something this week. <laughs> yes, I am. Um, thank God. <laughs> all, this, all this news this week that happened um, really hit, hit me and said, man, I've been really slacking on my comic reading lately. So I, I decided that I was going to do my best to catch up. I gave myself a mandate that I had to read at least three comics every day. Um, I, I could read more than that if I wanted to, but a minimum of I had to read three every day, and I've really been keeping up to it. And the first book I've been catching up on is um, we just got Amazing Spider-Man number one that you can get that came out six months ago, and I realized I was about 15, 16 issues behind on Superior Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. And once I realized that, I decided it would be really fun to just go ahead and Blitzkrieg the entire Superior Spider-Man run real quick. Yeah. Um, even though I'd read, you know, about the first 15, 16 issues of it. Um, and that's what I've been doing. And I'm about, on, I'm about on issue 15 now, a couple issues away from what I haven't read. And boy, reading it the second time, I'm enjoying it even more could than you, the first time. I, dude, I don't know about you, but could you believe the fucking uh, Spider-Man, uh, Mr. Peabody, Sherman crossover that they had? <laughs> it was crazy. It I was t- crazy. I tell her it. Yeah, clean up on aisle Spider-Man. <laughs> I'm, no, I'm sorry. That was a spoiler. <laughs> but yeah, there was a little leg hump and action going on there. No, go ahead. I'm but sorry. But yeah, and if um, listeners don't know, the main storyline of Superior Spider-Man is in the last issue of Amazing Spider-Man. Um, Dr. Octopus seemingly was defeated, but what re- really happened is Doc Ock was able to switch his brain with Peter Parker. So it was Peter Parker who died inside of Dr. Octopus's body. And Dr. Octopus, who is now in charge of controlling Peter Parker's body. And Dan Slott was, like, people were freaking the fuck oh, out he was about getting, like, this shit, death, right? Death threats. Death threats. Yeah. Damn. And, um, yeah, it got to the point where, like, at the beginning, you could actually, like, there was a, uh, there was a, uh, um, how can how can I say this? There was also, no, there wasn't. Okay, I'm talking about the actual story. There was like a uh, a footprint of Peter Parker that was kind of left yes. inside, and you could see like it was almost like a uh, like a force ghost. Yeah, exactly. That was left behind that would still be able to now and then. Doc Ock became privy that you know he was still around. Yeah, and he squashed it out. And of he him. squashed that out. That, I love that. Yeah, yeah. I love that, too. It's a super fun take on it. Um, Doc Ock, having got all of Peter Parker's memories, it was instilled in him that he couldn't be a supervillain anymore, that he still had to be Spider-Man in that he had to try to protect innocence. Yeah. But he's proven to do it in a better, more efficient way than Peter Parker ever did. And he tries to... Because he's so goddamn arrogant, right? Yeah, he's so goddamn arrogant, and he just... Does all this different stuff that Parker would never do. He's working with the police, which is something that never happened with Peter Parker. He's working with um, J. Jonah Jameson. Who loves him at first. Yeah, who loves him at first. They have like a direct phone line with each other. It's almost like the bat phone. Which is so funny because J. Jonah Jameson fucking hates Peter Parker. Yeah. But when Peter Parker becomes, you know, uh, Doc Ock... 
Now he fucking loves him. And I love that. I thought it was brilliant. Yeah. And so I want to, I want to go ahead and Tupperware, um, what Dan Slott did with this, um, with, I should be caught up to where I can be caught up on Marvel Unlimited by next week where I get to read Amazing Spider-Man number one. And I've done a good job. I do not know the spoiler of how this all wraps up, of how um, the whole Doc Ock, Peter Parker's back as Spider-Man thing. So I'm really excited for that. Um, just Dan Slott is doing the run of a lifetime on Spider-Man right now. Yeah. I, I, hope, th- I hope he's never off the book for at least another five, ten years. Yeah, he does a great job. Um, he works a lot with uh, Christos Gage a lot of times, who comes in and will do the actual like script. And Slot will just kind of do the plot so he can take a couple months break every now and again. But yeah, it's been pretty much all Slot for a very long time. Long time. It's good stuff. I'm, uh, next thing I want to talk about, I'm going to Tupperware Jake's review of Sp- Superior Spider-Man. Yeah. For, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to Tupperware that. I'm also <laughs> going to toss <laughs> Frank's fucking review of Sherman and Mr. Peabody. What the fuck, man? What the, what the hell? What's going on there? Yeah, You haven't been here in three fucking weeks, right? Yeah. And you come back with uh, Mr. Peabody and Sherman? Well, I was trying to lead with the weakest thing first. We should call We should, uh, for the episode release, we should have a picture of Mr. Peabody and Sherman. <laughs> That's what we should call the episode. Mr. Peabody and Sherman. <laughs> 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 I can tell you like the idea. <laughs> wow, Frank, I give you I you know, I was expecting a Shadows of Mordor review. Oh yeah, I get the look. No, okay. No, I was expecting the Shadows of Mordor review. I, I do And have you know to what? I get I get that. a fucking Mr. Peabody and Sherman. Like I said, I was trying to lead with the weakest thing first, although this It was a Tupperware, how we no, yeah, he can Tupperware it all day. I'm actually tossing the actual, like, like, like uh, no, I guess it took some balls to bring that up on this show and not think that you're going to get fucking, <laughs> and not think that you're going to get fucking chastised because you're going to, you bring up Mr. Peabody and Sherman on this fucking show, you're going to get chastised. No. This is from a guy that fucking tossed Bojack Horseman, which I hear everybody fucking loves oh. this show. <laughs> no, I was listening to Tell Him Steve Dave and yeah. like Brian Quinn and Brian Johnson are just talking talking about how brilliant the show is. Dan Hunter fucking loves it, one of our mm-hmm. listeners. Mm-hmm. And then I got your ass over there tossing it. I, I think, I, honestly, I, I just think, I, I think that your taste in things is a little subject, Frank. <laughs> I do. There's not, I, I'm, not, I'm not holding a lot of stock in it. You got you to gotta oh, impress me. Uh, yeah, I don't have a whole lot of stock in my taste either. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, come on. Come on, you need to apologize to your wife right now. She's a wonderful oh, person. Oh shit! Well, she chose me, so she chose you. you, know, you know. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, she, she, you did a great job. Her, on the other hand, I don't know. I'm gonna have to talk to Mrs. Hammer because you know what? You, you, no, you did a great job. You got lucky, but you know, yeah. I'm talking about Mrs. Hammer. And we might need to have a talk. <laughs> do you really? Do you really know who Frank? No, you're a great guy, dude. I'm fucking with you. That's I'm right. fucking with you. I'm glad you're happy. I'm just bitter jaded because I'm still alone and fucking miserable. <laughs> Somebody so. asked me once. I, and uh, I'm saying this with a gun pointed to my head. You, you guys can't see this, but yeah. <laughs> oh, so next week we're going to talk about chip, chipwrecked. No. <laughs> yeah, we're no. going to, uh, yeah, we're going to talk Mad- Madagascar four, no. the, uh, Mr. Peabody and Sherman crossover. Oh yeah. Are they going to have expanded universe? Are they going to have Rocky and Bullwinkle up in there? Yeah. And shit? Yeah. Uh, what's the other one? Uh, Dudley do right. Yeah. Dudley do right. Yeah. Let's do the Jay Ward expanded universe. Yeah. 
What about Frankly Do Wrong? Ooh. Bringing up Mr. Peabody and Sherman for a good pop, bad pop. <laughs> Yikes. I'm fucking with you, Frank. I know, I know. What else you got for me? Okay, um, it, it, we're going to talk about Walking Dead here? No? Halloween shit, man. Oh, copy that. All right, gotcha. Um, so you mentioned Shadow of Mordor, and what I got to say about it, I, I bought it, preloaded it. Have you, you know, been playing it, it quite a bit? I put about four hours in, and what so I, that you're up from your two hours up to four. Yeah, well, I haven't had a whole lot of time to play, but yeah. part of the problem is, uh, as an example, maybe that can, hour that you took to get here, <laughs> you could have been playing Shadows of Mordor. <laughs> maybe he was. No. <laughs> <laughs> that was hour four. No, yeah. <laughs> you had to hurry up and finish, uh, Mister Peabody and Sherman. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was that was second viewing. Uh, <laughs> you're both wrong. It was the extras. Uh, <laughs> commentary track. <laughs> no, um, Jake, you know how you just don't like first person shooters? Yeah. So to try to get you to review one would be pointless because you hate the premise of the whole thing to start with. Yeah, I'd toss them all. Okay. So <laughs> Toss them all. Toss them all. That's about 800 games tossed. In- <laughs> just see his ass with the giant fucking snow shovel. Just- <laughs> so, yeah. Um, now, I didn't – I mean, I love – I love all the mythology in Lord of the Rings. Uh, I've got the extended editions of all the movies that have been released as such. Um I, I tried to read the Silmarillion, but you know, it, book reads like Genesis. So say it's no more. Stale. Yeah. Uh, well, what I'm getting at is, uh, are you ready for, to review this? Yes. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. If you're trying to sell me on a first person shooter no, 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 based no. off of Lord of the Rings, no, then exactly not. I toss it. Exactly it. not. It's what almost it is, like you spent more time with Mr. Peabody and Sherman <laughs> than you did Mordor. What it is is the game is based heavily in gameplay off of like Assassin's Creed. I've never been able to get into Assassin's Creed because there's a lot of stealth to it. Uh, I've never also been able to get into like Metal Gear Solid. I think that. that Assassin's Creed, they need to fucking change that whole thing. Yeah. And I think they need to call it Apollo's Creed, where he's just walking around Philadelphia. <laughs> he's just walking first person, like, first, a first person puncher where he's just walking around Philadelphia, just, you know, knocking people out. <laughs> Uh, but I, I love Metal Gear games. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's not the story; it's the stealth. I mean, I I'm the gaming uh, like Leroy st- Jenkins, dude. I, I'm I always rush in headlong. I don't have any fucking. That's patience. hard to believe. No. Yeah. So is this game like uh, you got to be stealth in fucking Mordor? Quite a bit. The Shadows yeah. of Mordor. I mean, and everybody. I mean, that's everybody bullshit. else. Assassins well, no. Mordor. Yeah, that's bullshit. <laughs> it's it's not that you can't take out the enemies if you just run in there. Yeah. It's that you draw uh, more he, attention to other enemies and shit. Well, you, you need to try to interrogate them to find out the different uh, leaders in Sauron's army. Yeah, um, and and this that is, sounds boring. Eh, no, I mean everybody else seems to love it. Dan West has played quite a bit of it. I know. What does Dan West um, know? 
<laughs> I'm kidding, Dan. <laughs> His fucking uh, costume, the Hellboy shit, yeah, was awesome. I'm fucking with I love Dan West. Yeah. He's one of my favorite listeners. Yeah, Dan West is great. He's awesome. Oh, fuck. You know, you know what he did? Um, one of the episodes several weeks ago, we were talking about something about conspiracy theories and politics and yeah. that. And I'd mentioned that I'd want to secede. So what's he do? He fucking asked me for my address on uh, Facebook. Yeah. And I gave it to him, and he sends me a fucking British flag along with this mock uh, contract <laughs> that I could sign if I wanted to uh, becoming a member of uh, Great Britain. Right. But he made it up himself, so it was things like on the weekends I have to drink me and my family's body weight in ale <laughs> and shit. It was fucking awesome. I, I need to bring that in. Uh, but yeah, I mean, he sent me a British flag, Don't and I think it's the, okay, the King Richard Brit- flag. Some of the British food sounds so sexual. <laughs> like what? Well, Bang- Spotted dick? Bangers. Bangers and mash. <laughs> yeah. Bangers and mash. That sounds like a porno just waiting to happen. <laughs> Fuck yeah, it does. I'm sure it right. is a porno. Like, <laughs> oh, I love the first. I love the first uh, arc of that movie. It was bangers, and then like uh, towards like the last two fucking uh, acts of that movie, it was just fucking. They were mashing. It was amazing. <laughs> but a lot of sexual <laughs> stuff going on there. Speaking of porn, I heard Nardians of the Galaxy came out. Oh, are you serious? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's an awesome title. They said that like they wasted a perfectly good opportunity because there was only a single X in Galaxy. Is it is it Pocket Rocket Raccoon? Uh, <laughs> I, I didn't read that much into it, but I okay, saw that. Me, it was okay. crazy. Here's an impersonation of a climax in the movie. <laughs> I am. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was great. Either that or Rocket going blammo, blammo. Yeah. Oh, man. All right. You're talking about, hey, you were talking about Shadows of Mordor. Okay. So, I mean, <laughs> I want to know more about Nardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> Peter Phil. <laughs> 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 All right, man. Shit. <laughs> so okay, the, the the to get a grip on the story, you can tell it's like a not a mystery, but it's going to unfold as the game goes on. Right. What you're dealing with is uh, the black <laughs> the black hand of Sauron sacrifices you and your family uh, in order to bring back uh, another. Uh, Nazgul, okay, one that wasn't in the movies, okay. But this is based on the New Line stuff because Gollum's in it, and he looks true to you know the movie character. Oh, it's really? E- it's even void. They got clips. They got a circus yeah. to do this. So either nice. they got clips from what he did before, or oh, gotcha, yeah, gotcha. or he did new. Right but it's definitely him. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, yeah, it, it's not it's not bad. It's just not yeah. my cup of tea. It's no Peabody and Mister Sherman, <laughs> right? I mean, the story looks interesting. I'd love to just be able to watch somebody play it. I'm trying to Google Nardians of the Galaxy, but apparently I don't know how to spell Nardians. G-N-A-R-D-I-A-N-S. Oh, oh yeah. I should have known better. Yeah. Yeah. And one thing that I thought was funny, the article that I read, the guy uh, totally fucked up. Uh, he said, Nardians, what are they from? The Goonies? And he was meaning to reference... Uh, 
that fucking monster movie. The Kick monsters, him in the Nards. The Monster yeah. Squad. Yeah, but he called Wolfman's it the Wolfman's got Nards. Yeah. yeah. yeah it's so. called Nardians of the Galaxy 50 Shades of Groot. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that should have been my fucking good pop, bad pop. <laughs> 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 All right, so mortar. Let's finish this bad All right. boy. I'd say taste it because the the story looks really fucking interesting and uh, the cinematics are great, but I can't get over how the game wants you to play. The so, gameplay? Yeah, and it's not that it's bad. It's just I can't do that kind. So Right on, man. All right, guys. I saw a movie this week. Movie that I've been wanting to see quite a bit. Yeah, the new X Men movie, right? The yeah, man, it has to do with one of my favorite X Men characters, Nightcrawler. There you go, Bamf. Bamf. Fap. <laughs> I, every time I hear Bamf, I think of Fap. <laughs> Whoa, that's There's an some, issue. It is an issue. <laughs> it is an issue. No, but I saw the new Nightcrawler movie, which has nothing to do with the X Men character, <laughs> Nightcrawler. I saw Nightcrawler with Jake Gyllenhaal, watched it on Friday, and I want to talk about the movie a little bit before I rate it. Uh, Here's a little bit about what Nightcrawler is about, if you haven't heard about it or even seen a trailer for it. Nightcrawler is a thriller set in the nocturnal underbelly of contemporary Los Angeles. Jake Gyllenhaal stars as Lou Bloom, a driven man desperate for work who discovers the high-speed world of L.A. crime journalism, finding a group of freelance camera crews who film crashes, fires, murder, and other mayhem. Lou muscles into the cutthroat, dangerous realm of night crawling, where each police siren wail equals a possible windfall and victims are converted into dollars and cents. Aided by Rene Russo as Nina, a veteran of the blood sport that is local TV news, Lou blurs the line between observer and participant to become a star of his own story. Written by That uh, synopsis was written by Open Road Films. So, uh, this movie is directed by Dan Gilroy. What is that? I, I have no I didn't look. I didn't do my research. I don't know what else Dan Gilroy has done. Uh, but the movie, while you look that I'll up. I'll get back to you. While you look that up. The movie stars Jake Gyllenhaal as Louis Bloom, Bill Paxton as Joe Loder, Rene Russo as Nina Romina, and Riz Ahmed as Rick. Oh, man, this guy's got – he did Free Jack back in 1992. No shit. With Emilio that... Estevez and Mick Jagger and yeah. whatnot. Is that, uh, is that his claim to fame so far? Uh, he did Real Steel. He did The Bourne Legacy. Wow. Yeah, looks like all over the board. All over the board. Nothing like uh, consistent with the movie I saw here. Yeah, this seems like his most serious fare by far. Absolutely, in, in quite a while. He did. Uh, he wrote the screenplay for Chasers. So, yeah, this is his first. This is his directorial debut. He's, oh, he's, okay. He's the writer of nine movies, including Free Jack, Chasers, Two for the Money, The Fall. Did he, who wrote this man? Real Steel. He who, wrote. He wrote it. He wrote this. Yes. Wow. He wrote him, he, he's writing a movie for Stan Lee called Stan Lee's Annihilator that was just announced. That's coming out in 2015. Okay. So that's kind of interesting. Yeah. Now uh, this movie it starts out with us meeting the character of Lewis Bloom. That's he's played by Jake Gyllenhaal. He's a thief, and he steals pretty much anything he can. Uh, mostly at the beginning of the movie, you see him sk- stealing, like, scrap metal. Uh, he's stealing, like, you know, uh, fences and things like that. Uh, and he sells it to make money. Um, at the beginning, he almost gets busted by, like, a security guard. And 
he beats up the security guard, then steals the guy's watch. We see him driving around with this guy's watch on. So, like, you know, so right off the bat, you know, the movie establishes, like, like this guy has a dark side. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, this guy, though, he feels like he is destined for more, and he wants to do a regular job. And he's very motivated to do just like a regular job. He doesn't want – it's not like he wants to be a thief. He's, he's very motivated, but he doesn't know how to get his foot into the front door. And, you know, he when he's selling the scrap metal to the guy at the construction site, he's trying to tell him – trying to pitch himself as an employee. Like, hey, will you take me on? Give me a chance. I'm very motivated. And the guy's like, no, I can't take anybody else on. Yeah, thank you for your time. He fucking leaves, right? <laughs> Move along. Move along, exactly. <laughs> and the character of Lewis is kind of a weird dude anyway. I mean, he's really fucking weird when you talk to him. You know, you can tell, like, uh, this guy, he, 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 he's out for himself, but he's not quite there. There's, there's a screw loose, man. Okay. You know, we don't know too much about his past and what made him this way, but, man, he's a little fucked up, man. Um so after a night of thieving, he drives home, and he sees this car, and there's a car wreck. The car's on fire, and he pulls over his car. I mean, he could have kept going, said, hey, I'm going to let uh, the fucking like, EMTs, I can, I'm going to let the police, I'm going to let the firemen, they'll take care of this. But no, like this guy pulls over, he's kind of intrigued, what the fuck's going on? So he like rolls up, goes up, and sees what's going on and shit. And he pulls over, he sees this camera crew pull up. And they are filming all of this that's going on, mm-hmm. okay? And the police are there, and they're pulling this woman out of the car, and it's this heroic scene. You know, the police save this woman from this. And uh, one of the guys in the camera crew that's filming this is Joe Loader, and that's played by Bill Paxton. Oh, no, I love Bill Paxton. I do, too. Big fan. Um, Lewis, played by Hall, he finds out that... Uh, that basically what they do is they, they film all these things that are happening. These guys don't work directly for, you know, the news team. Yeah, they're like a third party that sells it. Exactly. So, like, they see these things go down, and then they film it, and then they sell it to, like, the highest bidding news team, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, and they're, they're what's referred to as the night crawlers, yeah, right? and exactly. They're the night crawlers, and what they do is night crawling, and they go out. So Lewis asks if he can, you know, he asks Joe Loader, Bill Paxton, you know, hey, you know, I'm, he gives him the same pitch that he gave the guy at the construction place. I'm motivated. You know, this seems awesome. You know, would you be willing to give me a chance on this? Is there any money in this? And the guy's like, no, I don't need anything. <laughs> I don't need anybody to work for me. What I got going on here, I don't make a lot of money, but what I got going on is good. It's me and this other guy. I don't need you. So they get like they, you know, like uh, there's like an APB for like another crime or whatever, and they hit the road and they go. Well, this inspires Lewis Bloom mm-hmm. that this is something that he wants to do. He wants to do. He can freelance this shit. He All doesn't. He, he doesn't need to be part of their team. Exactly. He doesn't need to be a part of the team. All he needs is a fucking uh, uh, police scanner and a, and a camcorder. Yeah, and he's good to go. He can start this shit right. So Lewis then steals a bike. He's out at a park. He steals a bike, and it's an you know it's an expensive like uh, bicycle. Okay. He steals it, goes to a pawn shop, and uh, he pawns it for cash, a camcorder, and a police scanner. And he starts to do this night crawling stuff freelance by himself. Uh, and then this is where the movie really opens up. Mm. Uh, he starts to sell footage exclusively to Renee Russo's character um, at the news station that she works for. 
Anytime he gets anything good, any good footage, he goes to her. He sells it to her. She cuts him a check. Um, he gets to the point where he's like, I want to get somebody to actually drive me to these locations. So he has a guy come in, do an internship, and he just agrees to pay this guy 30 bucks a night for whatever they get. <laughs> and so this guy's got a GPS. He'll give him the directions. They'll drive there. Um, you learn – about what links this character Lewis Bloom will go to to get a shot of something horrific. Um, I don't want to spoil too much, but there are scenes that he arrives to where he will actually move the victim to a different spot to where he can get a better shot before he almost thinks of this as like he is the director in a film yeah and removes the humanity out of this Damn. so he does it to a very deceptive level the better it looks the more they'll want it exactly and the more money he's going to make from the news station mm-hmm. and the more they're going to need him you yeah. know what i mean they're rather gonna... than the other teams exactly if a news station's certain for ratings this guy's going to give you some you know really good footage um you know uh, there are scenes where he arrives to these um these, either either it's an accident or a murder or whatever, but uh, sometimes he shows up before the police gets there, and he's going to do things like actually walk into the house and record stuff. And there are scenes that make your heart race. Um, he doesn't really uh, report the news. <laughs> he doesn't really – basically, he's directing these scenes to make himself better off financially. Yeah, And if I go in any more, I'm really going to spoil the movie. There are scenes where he's watching these horrible things take place as he's recording. Uh, there's a car chase in, scene in this movie that is just like white knuckle. Oh, I, can't, I, I really want to see this. Um, the car chase scene at the end of the movie in the third act. Um, I mean, I've seen great car chase scenes. You know, The Italian Job, um, Ronin. Yeah, The um, Rock has a great one. Fuck the Blues Brothers for crying out loud! Definitely, you know what I mean. But this, Bullet Gone in sixty seconds. Yes, I mean great. There are some great car chase scenes in movies out there, but the car chase scene in this movie, the way that it builds up to the point where they go to this car chase scene, I was literally. Usually, I sit back in a movie. I got my like legs kicked up on the seat in front of me and it, shit, definitely. dude. My fucking legs were sitting down. I am leaning forward and going, "Oh shit! Oh my god! <laughs> Holy fuck! Oh my god!" The whole time, I am blown away by this movie and what this character will go to to get these scenes and get these fucking uh, the footage to the newsroom. You, you see the evolution of a character. He's always been there. But the more power he gets, the more respect he gets, and the more that he feels other people need him, the more he's going to exploit you know, the people, uh, anybody, anybody. He, the more he's going to exploit any situation. Um, guys, this movie is a Tupperware. Dan Gilroy's direction is phenomenal in this. Yeah, awesome. Jake Gyllenhaal is amazing. He is amazing. Right now, there are two actors sitting on the top of the fucking hill right now. Mm-hmm. There are two actors, in my opinion, that are just knocking it out of the fucking ballpark. Number one, Matthew McConaughey. Mm-hmm. The guy can do no wrong right now except for those fucking uh, car commercials. <laughs> <laughs> Number two, Jake Gyllenhaal. This guy is 
phenomenal. Yeah, long way from Prince of Persia. Long yeah. way from Prince of Persia. You know, he knocked it out of the ballpark with uh, Prisoners playing, uh, you know, Detective Loki. I haven't seen Enemy yet. That That's going to be a future Good Pop, Bad Pop when that gets released. On, I heard like, that's video. really good. And then this one. Source Code was really good before Night- that. Yeah. Nightcrawler. Nightcrawler. Watch it when it's in theaters now. I'm not kidding you. I'm not kidding you. It's You're not going to see special effects. You're getting a good story. You are getting a very demented character. They set it up from the beginning, just like right when they when he beats up that uh, right when he beats up that uh, the security guard at the beginning. Mm-hmm. You know, right then he's got a dark side. You're just waiting for it to come out more. Yeah, I'm gonna try to catch that this week. You've got to. You've got to. I'm not kidding you. See this movie. That car chase scene at the end of the movie. We hear sirens here. There's a lot of that going on at the end of that movie, too. Yeah, I love a good car phenomenal. chase. Every car that gets flipped over, and I'm telling you, he's driving one of those Dodge Challengers and just flying through the fucking road, driving with reckless abandon, and you're just waiting for him to get fucking hit or whatever. But, I mean, he literally turns the news into his playground, and he sets all these events up at the end of the movie. It is phenomenal. There are scenes. Oh, my God. you got to see this fucking movie. Tupperware all fucking day. Okay, at the end of the movie, we're going to have a – at the end of the year, we're going to have like an awards ceremony for like our favorite movies. This is a contender for the top movie. And I'm telling you, Jake Gyllenhaal, he's a contender right now for one of the fucking top actors of this year. I'm not kidding you. This movie is a Tupperware. See it. See yeah. Nightcrawler. It is a 90 – I think it's a 96% on Rotten Tomatoes right now for the critics and a 92% for the audience. Yeah, you got to see Nightcrawler. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to check it out this week for sure now. I'm off Tuesday and Thursday, so I'm trying to do an afternoon showing. Gotta see it. You gotta fucking see it. Is he being considered at all for any superhero movies coming up? He's got to be. I mean, he was mentioned in the uh, Doctor Strange casting. Right, Which we're going to talk about that later. But he was mentioned as one of the names in the Doctor Strange casting. You know, I mean, see, that's the thing. But if he keeps doing shit like this, if he keeps doing stuff like this, honestly, if he can keep making movies like this, I don't want to take him out of that. Mm -hmm. Right. Because I had such a great time watching uh, Prisoners. I had such a great time watching uh, Nightcrawler that excel, keep going, keep doing things like this. Because there are there are a lot of good actors out there, but there's not a lot of good Matthew McConaughey's. There's not a lot of Jake Gyllenhaal's out there right now. There's not a lot of Daniel Day-Lewis's out there. And if these guys are going to continue to make these great independent films, uh, that's what I want them to keep doing. If Marvel is lucky enough to snag away a guy like this, or you know, like Fox Studios or Sony is good enough to p- snag off one of these guys like this, that's good. But if he keeps making movies like Nightcrawler and Prisoners, do it all day. I fucking love this movie. If there was a rating higher than Tupperware, Nightcrawler would get that rating. Tupperware Plus, Tupperware Prime. It is phenomenal. <laughs> it is phenomenal. It's a stronger Tupperware than Frank's Tupperwareing of Mr. God. Peabody. And <laughs> 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 totally just <laughs> all right guys anybody anybody else got something for good pop bad pop otherwise we're gonna pause we're gonna come back we're gonna talk about finally our favorite halloween scary movies and all that bullshit Woo-hoo-hoo. yeah let's pause all right pause Oh, 
man. Seriously, dude? That sucks, dude. Fucking Utopia is like, dude. Once that shit goes off the air, I'm gonna be pissed. It says you're cutting live beats today. Bullshit. That sucks, man. And that they're gonna give him like counseling and shit. The like, post-production like counseling. So we're not gonna get an episode next week? No, no episode at all. God damn it. I know. That's. Hold on. Let me read that entirely. Yeah, I'm recording right now. It's gonna Holy be, it's, shit! Yeah, it's gonna be replaced by an encore episode of Master Chef Junior. Fuck! God damn you, Fox! <laughs> motherfuckers! It's sabotage. It is sabotage. That pisses me off. No more utopia. This is not your utopia. Have you guys been uh, keeping up with Gotham? Uh, no, um, I've, no, I just finished episode three. I've only seen the first two episodes still. Yeah, it it keeps getting better and better. I yeah, that. dude, uh, the fucking uh, I watched episode two, the Selena Kyle episode. Yeah, dude, I'm digging Cat Girl, man. What yeah. can I say? I, I like her too. I'm digging Cat Girl. She might grow on me, but right now she's kind of e. Dude, she she scratched out motherfucker's eyes, man. She's hardcore, oh, yeah. dude. That was all right. I She's meant, fucking like, hardcore. That that was all right. I meant like the acting besides, like especially episode yeah. two. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's just it keeps unfolding, and I I think they've done a great job of positioning Gordon the way they have because he's he's compromised, but he's not. Yeah. He's holding true to his word. He's not lying. He didn't kill anybody. Yeah, but he's See, also I, I, got, I got like three more episodes I gotta watch, but I'm getting caught up on the shit. I'm still digging it, man. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm really liking it. Yeah. Oh, and then the fucking flash shit. So when I got it that one time on Directv, they must have been having some kind of promotion or something where like there was a different package or yeah. something like a weekend or whatever. Because now it's back to showing me in gray. It's all shaded. I try to click on it and stuff. It says yeah, I don't dude. have access. Did you watch the fucking Captain Cold episode yet? No, I have not. I have not watched past the season, the pilot. See, I've, I'm, I'm caught up. They're all on my DVR, though. I'm caught up. Man, Captain Cold episode did not live up to the Captain Cold of the 90s series, mm. man. But that's nostalgia for me, dude. I, I love that fucking... The, the 90s... Captain Cold episode was the fucking shit, dude. But mm-hmm. John Wesley Ship is is as Flash. You just can't you can't you can't top that. Yeah. That Captain Cold was just awesome. He 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 was he was fucking Captain Cold. It was awesome. Yeah, I I love that original Flash series too. So yeah, I don't know, dude. I think the Captain Cold in the original one. I think he was a villain in the fucking Die Hard movies. Oh, really? I think so. Which one? Do you remember which one? Or, or more than one? 
um, in Die Hard? Yeah, which which movie? Just the first one, okay. the original Die Hard. I think he was uh, one of the villains in the Die Hard movie, but working the, with uh, Alan Rickman. Yeah, don't quote me on that. Okay. Yeah, we're recording, so let's just fucking do this shit, right? <laughs> yeah, gangsta as fuck. It's gangsta. Oh shit, dude! Before we go into gangsta as fuck news, dude, we gotta talk about uh, Halloween scary movies and shit. Oh yeah. So. Oh, man, do I have mine? Hey, just start talking about Halloween movies. I'm going to pull my shit up. Well, I watched one of my favorites, Halloween Week, which is The Shining. Um, love that movie. Super creepy. Jack Nicholson kills it in that movie. Uh, the Shining's on my list, man. So, okay, basically, let, let me let me, let me me talk about this. We're going to talk about, like, our favorite Halloween movie and Halloween, like, scary TV movies mm-hmm. and, and whatever, TV shows, whatever. We were asked by... Uh, Anderson Aruda, you know, and what some of our favorite scary movies were as a kid and even today. And then David Isaac, he backed him up and he's like, yeah, I want to hear that shit too. And there's a lot of fucking leftover army that want to hear like, you know, like what Halloween shit scary movies we're into. What scares the leftovers? Exactly. Exactly. What scares <laughs> the leftovers? So that's what we're going to talk about. The Shining is definitely on my list. Yeah, dude. it's a great one. Hell yeah. Um, Another one off the top of my head that always gets me is The Exorcist. That's one of my all-time favorites. Uh, Super creepy. Yeah. Um, Alien 1 is another one of my all-time favorite horror movies. God damn you. You're going through my gold goddamn list, Jake. (laughs) Son of a bitch. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like some people are like uh, Alien is a fucking sci-fi movie. God damn it. It's a fucking horror movie. Oh, it's totally a horror movie. Hell fuck yeah. It has all the elements of a a horror movie. Yeah. Now, now, granted, Aliens, the second one by James Cameron, is is not a horror movie. But the first one is a horror movie. Absolutely, it's a horror movie. Um, When it came out in the theaters audiences weren't jaded and when the alien is still alive yeah. and on the ship with ripley people were ready leaving to get the out theaters. of their seats and leaving exactly. the theaters and were actually scared that the monster was there instead of today's day and age where you're just waiting for the monster to show yeah. back up yeah so yeah um i love alien it's one of my all-time favorite horror movies i'm sure you know brian and i don't know if you know frank but when they did the famous chest bursting scene no one even knew that was going to happen. Yeah. They filmed that stuff without even telling them what was going to happen. So and their so, reactions yeah, were authentic. They all yeah. got authentic reactions for that yeah. take, and they did it in the one take. Yeah. So pretty amazing stuff. Um, I, I'm also a big fan. I made sure to watch the week of Halloween, the uh, Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown special, which was on Hulu Plus, so I didn't have to like record it or set up for it. I was just able to, to have it on. Yeah, they had that on Thursday. And I missed it. So. so, yeah, Hulu Plus, you can watch that shit. Nice. Um, so, yeah, um, and I'm a big fan of the Evil Dead movies, being a big Sam Raimi fan, um, Evil Dead 1 and Evil Dead 2. Um, the first one's definitely a horror movie, and already by the second one, though, it kind of it kind of goes beyond the horror genre and kind of becomes a little slapstick. But the first one is definitely a horror movie. Yeah. Um, what are some of yours, Brian? I'm interested to hear. Yeah, um, let's see here. Let me go into some of my favorites. Um, as far as like movies go, yeah, movies. All right, let me get into some of like the like the mainstream shit that everybody, of course, knows. Child's Play. Oh, Child's Play was great. The original. I mean, it it, it mixed in with horror and it also mixed in with humor. Mm-hmm. I mean, I remember the first time like where Chucky got shot by a bullet and he was like, you know. He's talking to the kid, and he's like, 
when I got shot, I didn't think that shit was going to hurt. <laughs> but that shit fucking hurt. <laughs> and I'm, I'm like a little kid, and I know he's like a scary doll and shit, but I was laughing my ass off when That's he said funny. that, dude. You know, I thought it was funny, dude. Um, of course, the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, definitely. You know, yeah. one of the first indie horror, horror films, yeah. in my opinion. You see horror in the daytime in that movie. Exactly. Yeah, that exactly. really blew you away. And you've got, you've got a villain. You've got a villain in Leatherface that, like, you don't need to know a backstory. Mm-hmm. This dude is just, he's homicidal. You know, he's fucked up. Yeah, and yeah. you and, and, and you don't need, you don't need to know his motivation for what he's doing things. All you need to know is like if he sees you and you aren't part of the family, he's going to bash you over the head with something quickly. He's not going to play around with you. He's not going to bat you around for a little bit. No, right. <laughs> he's going to hit you over the head with something, and he's going to throw you up on a meat hook, and you're going to die. Mm-hmm. That's it. it it's a, it's a, it strays from the second movie where there's kind of a love interest and things like that in the second movie. I didn't really care for Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. Um, or further on when they try to establish that he had a tortured childhood yeah, and all that kind yeah, of fleshing out. I, I don't need that stuff. But, man, the original film, I mean, even when, even when there's scenes where, like, the chick is just walking into the room and there's, like, all these chicken feathers and chicken bones mixed in with human bones and all this stuff. It's freaky as hell. Yeah, it is freaky. It's freaky as hell. as hell. It's the last place you want to be stranded on this. And uh, I loved it. I loved the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Uh, I'm going to bring up one more and then I'll let you guys go into some more of your shit. Frank, I want to hear what you got to say on this. Sure. But uh, Hellraiser. Oh, yeah, I'm a huge fan. The original Hellraiser movie. I mean, I think before they hit, like, Hellraiser 3, when they started to get it more into the... And I didn't mind that they got more into the Cenobites and shit. Mm -hmm. I dig it, man. But I think the first two Hellraiser films are absolutely phenomenal. Me too. It was was such an event in the second movie when they went inside the box. Yes. And I remember being blown away by that. Just a super creepy movie. Yeah. All the hooks jutting out everywhere and grabbing onto people and yeah. everything yeah yeah one of the goriest horror movies i watched as a youngster yeah definitely yeah um i uh, always liked halloween but that uh series is a little bit broken up so if you look at halloween one and halloween two is like a extended version of the same movie because part two picks up directly where part one leaves off um and then also the Rob Zombie remake uh, a few years ago. Yeah. Not, not the second one, but the first one. Right. Um, so, I mean, it, it is a little cherry-picking in that series because the season of The Witch, that wasn't even in the same thing. Dude, what pissed me off about fucking Halloween is, like, they kept going with the original series. And then, like, I think in, like, 94, 95... What the fuck is going on? <laughs> Are we sponsored now? I think we're haunted. All right, hold up. All right, we're good. Uh-huh. Okay. But, no, um, <laughs> like Halloween, it kept going with the original story, and, and then I think they hit, like, was it Halloween 4 or Halloween 5? And it's that- 3 that Frank's talking about. It's the one he's talking about. Well, no, I know. Season of the Witch. Well, no, that was back in the 80s still. Oh, But I'm talking uh, about in the 90s. Yeah. yeah. They had, it was either Halloween 4 or Halloween 5, and they finally start to talk about, like, you know, where Michael Myers came from and right. shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they reboot the franchise after a great movie. And I'm not kidding you, man. I saw that in the theater. I think it was Halloween 4 or 
Halloween Five. They're both right. good, four and five. And it was great. It was great. And they're like we're delving more into Michael Myers, and they're not fucking up the origin story. And then they're like, oh, you know what? Let's reboot everything. Right as we're starting to get to know more about this character, <laughs> they reboot it again. And right. I'm like, what are you thinking? Come on. And I think that's when they came out with Hollywood H2O. H2O, H2O. H2O. Yeah. And they had LL Cool J, and they had, um, you know, uh, Old Girl Come Back. Uh, yeah. What's her name? What's her name? Uh, uh, chick from True Jamie Lies. Lee Curtis. Jamie, Jamie Lee, Lee Curtis. Curtis. Oh, yeah. Jamie Lee Curtis comes back. They reboot the whole shit, which, I mean, that's what I hate about movies is, like, they'll delve into the story. They'll keep going with it. You f- see it finally because, like, they really hadn't touched a lot about Michael Myers' past and shit mm-hmm. until that final movie. Uh-huh. And then they reboot it. And I'm like, God damn it, guys. Come on. <laughs> you were actually doing an origin story justice. You were starting yeah. to really go somewhere with this. And then you reboot the motherfucker? And Come on. Was that Paul Rudd in that one? Where they were talking about his past? Oh, I don't know. I don't know, man. Oh, fuck. I have to look that up. What other movies, man? Uh, Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. <laughs> I, I gotta give it up, man. I gotta give it up. I love Elvira, dude. That's some cool shit. And yeah. I, wa- I watched that when I was a little kid and stuff. Yeah. So yeah, that's a good one. I've always been a big fan of the Nightmare on Elm Street series. Yeah. Um, I they tried to reboot that recently, like what four or five years ago. Yeah, they took and the dude from Watchmen. Yeah, yeah, and that was kind of a, a failure. I yeah, thought. it was. You can't do you can't do the movie just with the, without Robert England. Right. You really can't. He is. Freddy. Yeah. So, but yeah, I lo- those movies terrified me as a kid. I remember just being, after seeing one of those, afraid to go to sleep because yeah. of nightmares and It was cool stuff. as shit, though, too, because when you would go to school, you'd want to make sure you saw the most recent one because all the kids on the playground were going to be like, did you see this part? Oh, yeah, definitely. Like the video game one where he had the dude jacked up in a video game mm-hmm. with a power glove. Now I'm playing with power. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that was a lot of fun stuff. All right. What about Wes Craven's first film of all time? The original. I'm not talking about the remake bullshit, but I'm uh, talking about The Last House on the Left. Yeah, I just saw the remake of that just recently. In the, what did in you the last think? Weeks, terrible with Jennifer Lawrence. Have you seen the original? Yeah, yeah. Thoughts on the original? I, I don't. I, I don't even. Wanna, I don't even want to talk about the fucking. I hate talking about shit that taints shit. Yeah, the original's great. It's yeah. oh my god, and it's so goddamn creepy, right? It's super creepy, super creepy. If you haven't seen the, it's Wes Craven's first movie. Like this is like his Clerks. You know, we talk about Kevin Smith. This is Wes Craven's. This is his Clerks. Yeah, definitely. I mean, this is his entry. Like Evil Dead, we talk about Sam Raimi. Like mm-hmm. this is his entry into the horror genre, and he came out with Last House on the Left, which. I think, in my opinion, is still one of the most disturbing movies that's ever been made. I was talking to my dad about this last week. Me and my dad went out for lunch and shit. My dad's like, yeah, I saw that shit in the theater. Oh, man. Oh, wow. And uh, my dad's like, yeah, that was a messed up movie. <laughs> so for kids out there, if you're in like your teens or 20s and you haven't seen the original Last House on the Left, you know, don't get caught with this shit with your parents because they've probably seen it too. They don't want to admit it. And they probably don't want their kids watching it. But Last House on the Left, the original version, watch that shit, dude. It's fucking disturbing. It'll it is make, disturbing. It'll make your stomach turn, right? It's, yeah. It, oh, the music really gets you in that one yeah. really bad. Yeah. Um, I'm also a big fan of Dead Alive, which is another early director's movie. It's a Peter Jackson horror movie. Never seen it. Talk I, to me about that's that. That's what he, he before he did Lord of the Rings and stuff. What what he did was splatterhouse horror movies, kind of, and they're very Sam Raimi Evil Dead inspired in many ways, where it's like tongue in cheek and yeah. everything. But super funny stuff. Dead Alive. There's a a monkey that if it scratches you, you basically become a zombie. 
and it domino effects and all these people become zombies and there's just lots of lots of fun stuff there's an interesting uh lawnmower pov shot where the guy uses the lawnmower to take down a bunch of zombies and the camera is behind the blade of the lawnmower when he's going through so this is like the first gopro commercial yeah yeah (laughs) and it's fun um peter jackson has a couple movies like this there's another one called bad taste that i'm a big fan of where these aliens come to harvest humans for intergalactic fast food restaurants. Oh, wow. And it's a, it's a pretty out-there horror movie, too. Wow. So, yeah, yeah, those early Peter Jackson movies are, are a lot of fun if you ever have a chance to see him. I, this is all news to me. I've never even heard of this I have Peter De- Jackson. That's I have awesome. Dead Alive on DVD. No shit. So I'll have to dig that up and hand it your way. Nice. And they're really funny. And they, they ride the line. There's parts that are pretty frightening, but there's definitely parts that are over-the-top over funny. Yeah. Um, there's, like, a a zombie baby that the character gets into a fight with and these two old ladies in the park from a distance see this fight and he's like got yeah. this baby by the legs and he's swinging it up against a tree over and over again to oh. get it to get it to settle down and the Holy old ladies shit. are appalled by it and who is the king of horror in your opinion the king of horror i'm talking about the director or the writer stephen or king over Wes Craven. Yeah. He's the king, king of horror to you. Yeah, he's the Michael Jackson of horror. Like, the king of pop, the king of horror. To me, it's Stephen King. Are you talking about the movies, or are you talking about the books? I'm just talking him as a horror writer. Okay. Okay. Book, to, I'd say books. I completely agree. I agree on the book part. Yeah. I think uh, the movies, i got to give it to Wes Craven. Yeah. Wes Craven's done a lot of the biggies with between um, Nightmare on Elm Street yeah. and Last Hall on the Left. Um, he reinvented the genre with Scream, basically. Yeah, yeah. I mean, self in some ways. Did you hear MTV is going to be doing a Scream TV show? I did hear, and Kevin Williamson's going to be involved still. Huh. Yeah, but I also heard that they're not going to have Ghostface in it. Yeah, that seems insane. Come on, yeah. why do it then? Right. Yeah. I I like Scream One a lot. Yeah. But I blame Scream for making all horror movies play the self-aware to horror movies card, and oh. I think that's gotten a little bit like trite and annoying i'm like okay okay we know you know the rules of the horror movie we we saw it in scream it doesn't have to be in the next 80 horror movies where everyone's a self-aware horror fan yeah and so that that's gotten really annoying but scream was the first to do that very inventive yeah yeah I don't know how you could have it without Ghostface because that's the whole reason why they called it Scream yeah that's like Hellraiser without Pinhead yeah Friday the 13th without Jason it's like any of it. Child's Play that, without Chucky. That would Chucky. be the original Friday the 13th. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what about um, Killer Clowns from Outer Space? Oh, I love Killer Clowns from Outer Dude, Space. Dude, I can't do clowns. No, uh, you've never seen the killer clowns. No, from uh, no outer space? I fucking terrified of clowns. Period. Dude, Poltergeist ruined me as a kid. No, I was gonna say, I was gonna say Stephen King's it. Oh, oh, Pennywise. You know? dude, <laughs> dude, when I was a kid, my sister was watching that fucking thing when it was a TV miniseries in the late 80s. Yeah. And I always used to like to sneak out of bed and peek around the corner to see what the fuck was up. Yeah. And I saw that shit. I about pissed my pants. <laughs> oh, my God. That was well, so fucking scary. Don't read the book then, man. I did. <laughs> <laughs> Frank, uh, could you... Sorry. No, no. I'm I'm asking you. I'm asking you if you could if you could just be a little bit more energetic. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's Frank. This whole episode, no, you've been kind of like lackluster <laughs> as far as the energy, man. Come on, bring it up a notch, man. Sure. Yeah, I'll try. God damn. Um, yeah. No. <laughs> I mean, we had a Harvard heart attack there. I was... No, dude. I think he woke up Vincent Price with that <laughs> shit. <laughs> 
<laughs> the book was really screwed up because, like, the, I, I really got lost. Like, they were dealing with, like, cosmic turtles and everybody had to fuck the girl. Well, didn't, wasn't there a part where, like, a character had uh, buttholes for eyes? Yeah, <laughs> I don't remember that. They're doing they're doing a, a movie. How could you forget that? They're doing a movie remake of it. Are they really? Where they're splitting it into two parts, where it's the first movie is them as kids, and the second movie is them as adults. Oh, really? Yeah, and that's is coming. Stephen King going to be heavily involved in that? Not too much, no. That, see, that what's that's what makes me worried. Yeah, definitely. Even with the Evil Dead movies, as much as like fucking like Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell had their names attached as like you know producers and shit. Mm-hmm. That movie still was a high pile of like horseshit, in my opinion. Yeah, I haven't uh, bothered to even watch it. Yeah, I saw it, and it it it, it didn't really get interesting up until the very end. Mm. Do they go back in time? No, it wasn't like that. <laughs> but you do see there. Um, you do see like the original vehicle, the car, mm. out there in the woods that uh, Ash was driving. Nice. You know what I mean? So Uncle Ben's car. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um. Let's see here. Yeah, Killer Clowns from Outer Space. That's one of my favorites, they, dude. They wrap them in cotton candy. Cotton candy and Suck them out with straws. Yeah, the cotton candy oh, cocoons. Dude, um, the fucking the, uh, shadow puppets that would kill you and eat you. Yeah, what about um, the house movies? I always love that. House 1 and House 2. House 1, House 2, good shit. Those are I love fun that. movies. Yeah, those are really good. Poltergeist. Oh, definitely. Marianne. Isn't, isn't that what the... the Marianne. Yeah. Come, <laughs> this, this come towards the light. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, you ever see Barbarella? Barbarella. Jane Fonda? Yeah. yeah, I know what you're talking about. I Honestly, I know I, I'm familiar with the character. I've yeah. never seen, I'll be honest with you, I've never seen a Barbarella movie. Uh, yeah, it came out in the late 60s. Is it a 60s. horror movie? Well, no, the, the thing that reminds me. Then why the fuck are you talking about there's, it, Chief? There's these creepy little girls that have like chompers, like metal teeth, like Jaws yeah. from James Bond. Yeah. And they start biting her all over the place. That That's creepy as fuck. Okay. But, I'm a big fan of uh, Invasion of the Body Snatchers, the yeah. original and the remake. The remake was really good, too, that they did in the 90s. Yeah. That's super creepy where they're just everyone points at the person, and then they all just flood on them. Guys, what about uh, you mentioned Jaws? What about the original Jaws movie? Oh, yeah, Jaws. Yeah. I don't care. You can say, oh, it's not a horror movie. Jaws is a horror movie. My mom still talks about how she was afraid to go to the beach after Jaws came out. Like Me she too. didn't, she didn't even want to go. We used to take family vacations to Florida, and after the Jaws movie came out, and I watched the original Jaws, you know, as a kid, um, I didn't want to go in the ocean. Hell, I, I was, I was scared to take a fucking bath. <laughs> oh man! After I'm not kidding you. Anything that dealt with the water after fucking Jaws came out, and I saw that for the first time. I was scared. I was scared of the water. Jaws was scary. Um, you can say whatever you want to, but Jaws was a monster. Oh, I mean, definitely. Yeah, yeah. He was a monster, and this was a horror movie, and it was fantastic. I love the original Jaws movie. What about Phantasm? Yeah, Phantasm. With the balls, the little floating metal balls. Right. Oh, that I shit was super that. creepy. Yeah. It, like burrowed through your head with this little like spike coming out of this ball that would float <laughs> around. And you um, mentioned uh, Monster Squad. 
Yeah, that's watered down horror kids movie. What about Puppet Masters? The Puppet Master movies, and yeah. I'm not talking about like the, the the one movie called The Puppet Master. Yeah, that was based off the no, Highland book. I'm talking about yeah, exactly. You're talking about you're talking about there's like six films. The dolls. The dolls. Like the first one took place in a uh, hotel, mm-hmm. and a bunch of psychics got together in a hotel. And there was a German guy who would create these dolls, and these dolls all took on. They all became alive. You had uh, you had the hook, mm-hmm. and it was like a doll that had like a face, like this creepy kind of like not a Phantom of the Opera face, but yeah, white out face, white, though, yeah, with and, blonde hair. And he had a hook. You had Leech Lady. Mm-hmm. She was a doll, and she would spit up these leeches on you, and they would suck the blood out of you. Um, what was the cowboy, the six shooter? He oh came, yeah, he, he came, came in later. Like, came in later. There was the one with the big hands. Yeah, Pinhead. There Pin- was Pinhead. Pinhead. Yeah, he was like the muscle guy, and he had a really small head. Mm-hmm. And it was a bunch of Frank. It was a bunch of like uh, little puppets that would become alive, and they would kill you in this in this movie. Yikes! It was great. I love the puppet man. You never series. saw any of these, Frank? No. Oh God! Wow. I, growing up, I, domesticated Dave and I would fucking like we would rent like two or three of these and watch them in a night and shit. We love the Puppet Master movies. No kidding. Yeah, those are so fam- fucking good. That, that's actually actually that's on my list here, Jake. Yeah, right here. Here's the what the creepy one looked like with the yeah with the hook. That's hook on the left. Oh wow! Yeah, I never saw any of those. There was Leech Lady. Uh, I remember the scene with Leech Lady. She, they're, they're like in this hotel, and there's like all these different <laughs> kind of like psychic mediums, and they all have like different abilities and stuff like that. They all meet in this hotel, and uh, there's this one guy. He's in his room, and the this woman is there with him, and they're about to like have some kind of like kinky sex, and she's got him tied up to the bed. Well, Leech Lady takes care of her, and so like all of a sudden, like he starts feeling like these kisses on his chest and shit oh, as wow. he's tied up and he's blindfolded, and all of a sudden, like he doesn't know it's Leech Lady. Leech Lady, the little doll, is like kissing his chest, and he's like, yeah. "Oh yeah, I'm, 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 I'm liking this." Blah 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 blah. blah. She, well, she start what she does is she spits up these gigantic leeches that latch onto your body. Oh wow! And all of a sudden, he's like getting into it and shit. Next thing you know, like he feels like the blood getting sucked out of him and shit. He starts freaking the fuck out. She ends up killing him that way. Yeah, it's gross. Um, I love the fucking Puppet Master movies. They were so much fun. I I miss those old, like, 80s, early 90s horror movies. They did Puppet Masters versus Demonic Toys at one point. Did they? See, I must have dropped off at that point. I I, I got up to, like, uh, six, like, uh, Puppet Master 6 and dropped off. Okay. But, yeah, they haven't done anything for a long time with that franchise. Oh, so fucking good, though, man. I I, Honestly, I enjoy those more, more than the Child's Play movies. Oh, I agree with that. Yeah. Um... The Child's Play movie, Chucky always makes me think of the Simpsons sketch with the uh, killer talking crusty doll. Oh, yeah. yeah. Where the whole problem is the switch is turned to good instead, good instead of evil. Or evil instead of good. He goes, yeah. oh, there's your problem. The switch was on evil. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> One of my favorite horror movies of all time, um, and it's not the American version that came out with Jessica Alba. That was a pile of shit. The Japanese version of the movie The Eye. Mm, I've never seen that. You gotta watch it, okay? Basically, the premise of this movie is, like, there's this woman who gets an eye transplant Mm -hmm. she's never been able to see before. Uh, She gets an eye transplant and gets her vision restored. And, uh, but 
she got it from somebody who was a uh, supernatural medium that could see the dead. Oh. So she starts seeing dead people, doesn't even realize it because she's never seen before. She doesn't know if this is like normal. Uh-huh. And uh, there's scenes where she's like, you know, in an office room, and all of a sudden, like, there's a woman floating in the side of the corner of this office and starts yelling something in Japanese, and it's like really fucking evil. And it's like, number one, if somebody's yelling something at you, and they're, you know, they're upset. It's kind of creepy anyway. But if they're yelling it in Japanese, that's even creepier. Because Japanese could be a pretty creepy language when people are yelling at you. <laughs> yeah. Um, German? German. Yeah. Somebody's yelling something to you in German? That could be creepy. It does, they could even be saying, like, I love you. You're a very beautiful person. But it <laughs> sounds awful. Exactly. And I'm not saying <laughs> Japanese is, like, a scary language. It's not. If it's used in a very cool way in, like, a Japanese movie, it sounds awesome. But a pissed-off Japanese person, yeah, that's a little scary, okay? Especially for somebody that doesn't know Japanese. So, like, this fucking ghost is scary as fuck, screaming off in this corner at this woman. She has no idea what the fuck this is, screaming at her, and then it comes, like, straight at her. And then later on, there's, like, floating Japanese ghosts that, like, have been, like, like severed from, like, the waist down and shit. Ooh. There's, like, guts hanging out and shit. There's this one scene where she's, like, in an elevator and there's, like, this uh, ghost uh, Japanese dude and he's, like, freaking her out and shit, dude. This movie freaked me the wow. fuck out. The original Japanese movie, The Eye, that came out before the American Jessica Alba bullshit. Watch it. Fucking scary as shit. Oh, well, that, that's that's good stuff. Yeah, I'll just check that out. Yeah, definitely. Um, Tales from the Crypt. I was a big fan. Yeah. TV shows, TV shows. Let's yeah. move into TV shows. Tales from the Crypt. Hell yeah. Yeah. Um, a lot of directors. Um, Robert Zemeckis. I think uh, maybe Ron Howard. I think even too. Really, a lot of people that um didn't normally do horror stuff kind of got to dip their fingers in the horror horror genre. A lot for, of the actors, like Dennis Miller was in one. Yeah, definitely. He was in one of the movies. Yeah. So, but yeah, um, I used to watch it on HBO every week when there was new episodes. I was yeah. always a huge fan of uh, Tales from the Crypt. My favorite Tales from the Crypt has got to be the Don Rickles episode where oh. he's the ventriloquist. Oh, yeah. He's a ventriloquist and he's got this wonderful ventriloquist act. I mean, his mouth doesn't even move when he's right. doing this fucking shit. Um, come to find out, he's got a uh, Siamese twin that's built onto his fucking hand, <laughs> and that's what's doing all the voices and shit. And it's him and uh, somebody that looks up to him in his act is Bobcat Goldthwait. So <laughs> crazy cast: Don Rickles, Bobcat Goldthwait, yeah. and an episode of Tales from the Crypt. It's one of my favorites, though. Wow, one of the later season episodes. Uh, it might have been. This is a show I, I really need to go back. I'd love to do a binge watch of uh, Tales from the Crypt. Do you remember after the show came out, they brought back all the old Tales from the Crypt comic books? Oh, yeah, yeah. And I started picking those up. The EC those are, books. Those are, those are great. Mm-hmm. Um, Tales from the Dark Side. Yeah. Didn't all that stuff evolve into Mad Magazine? Isn't Mad Magazine the last surviving EC comic book, basically? I think you're right. Yeah. yeah. I always thought that was interesting. Did anybody watch, uh, you know, we got Tales from the Crypt, Tales from the Dark Side. Did anybody watch Monsters? Yeah, I watched Monsters. I remember the intro. With, it was like the, the, the Cyclops. The, the Cyclops couch. family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Me and Domesticated Dave growing up used to have sleepovers and shit like that. And, like, that's what our night consisted of. It was, like, watching, you know, Tales from the Dark Side mm-hmm. and then Monsters and shit. That shit was, like, on WGN, like, really fucking late at night and yeah, shit. Yeah, we'd watch it after Saturday Night Live yeah. on, on yeah. Saturday nights. Yeah. yeah. 
So. Dude, I miss those days, dude. Yeah, oh, yeah. Don't dude. you? When TV was such an event like it that. It was. Well, even like USA Up All Night mm-hmm. with like Gilbert Gottfried and what's the other chick's name? Oh, the blonde I, chick. I forget. I saw a lot of the cheesy movies do that for the first time. Yeah. That's how I saw Toxic Avenger the first Toxic time. Toxic Avenger, yeah. yeah. Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. A bunch of the trauma stuff they'd play. Yeah, I know. I watched, I remember, I was like, I can't miss this one. I got to record it. Got to record <laughs> it. And it was Dracula's Dog. <laughs> wow. Absolutely horrible film. But yeah, it was a movie about Dracula's Dog. But. <laughs> I love horror movies, like the old school shit. Not not a huge fan of the newer stuff coming out. I appreciate what Scott Derrickson's doing, but it, it doesn't really take me back to like my childhood. Yeah, either. I don't really like the shock genre that happened right now. Like the torture the, porn, the torture, torture porn, porn yeah. with the saws and the hostels. Well, and, even the the human centipede bullshit. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. So I'm the not, first saw. Are there any so bad. are there any horror movies that you've heard about that you will not watch? Um, I, well, I haven't seen I haven't seen Hostel. It just doesn't appeal to me at all. I haven't either. Um, I, I can't. Is there anything like like you've heard like this happens in this movie, Frank? It's so fucked up, you can't watch it. I, I haven't seen Human Centipede for that reason. <laughs> right. I, I haven't seen it either. Right. I mean, I know what happens. I don't need to see a movie about that. I haven't seen Strange Lands. Oh, gotcha. I've heard that that's pretty fucked up. Yeah, I mean, aside from what you've already mentioned about Hostel and the Human Centipede, I can't think of anything that's like strictly off limits. I'm not huge into horror, especially right now. Anyway, what about the Blair Witch Project, guys? Yeah, I, I love the Blair Witch Project. I I think uh, the Paranormal Activity movies were a lot of fun. The too. The first one was pretty good. I didn't watch any of them beyond that. Yeah, but you know, not having had anything like that before when there's nothing dragging a guy out of a room, that was pretty novel at the time. Yeah, I thought the first two were super fun. Um, I'm going to talk about one of my favorites of all time that nobody has ever heard about, but they need to see because it's like totally nostalgic for me because it has everything in a horror movie that I want. Okay, I'll talk about it now. Fuck it. Night of the Demons. Hmm. It's a classic late 80s horror film. Um, it has everything in a horror film that I love. It has teenagers having sex in an abandoned, you know, house. Um, shit like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And different characters that become involved in this start getting possessed and killing other teenagers throughout the whole movie. It's called Night of the Demons. I think it was made in like 88, 89, one of those years. And it used to be on Cinemax all the time, but it's one of my favorite, favorite B-rated scary Halloween movies. Night of the Demons. That sounds interesting. I love it. It's so good. You know, like teenagers, they spend this night in this house. They're going to party and shit. Um, one girl does like an incantation. Other characters like within the movie start getting possessed and shit and killing each other. You've got teenagers fucking each other in coffins. Ah. You know what I mean? It's just it, dude. It was just so much fun. I fucking loved it, man. That's it's just a classic '80s horror film. It's yeah, so yeah. damn good. Probably had to have been there though. If I watched it for the first time it, now, I'd yeah, probably be it's like, it's right? a nostalgic thing, yeah. dude. It, it's total nostalgia for me. Yeah, it had to be one of those things you grew up on. But even when I watch it today, I I, I appreciate it. There was also, uh, I'm surprised we haven't mentioned it yet, Lost Boys. Lost Boys, yeah. Yeah. Keeper Sutherland. I guess that's horror. Supernatural. It's vampires. Pretty intense. Yeah, speaking of vampires, um, this is kind of obscure. There was uh, Dracula the series. It had uh, Jordy Johnson as, uh, he, he called himself Alexander Lucard. 
He was yeah. also Dracula. Did this, you ever see that? Is it the series? Not right. the new one on NBC. Uh-huh. But no, this is late eighties, early nineties. I never saw it. Didn't last I never very saw long. It it's either. only like two seasons. Okay. So I I can't remember. I don't even think it's on Netflix. Currently, I'm a big fan of the American Horror Story. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's to me, that's the best thing on TV right now for horror. Um, how do you think that that show's uh, been going so far? I have not watched the fourth episode. I've seen. I'm all caught up now. I decided that I'm going to watch them in two episode blocks, so I'm going to start watching it every other week and watch two episodes. Last episode was my favorite. Yeah, I was the newest episode, the one where she does the Lana Del Rey song, or is that the second to last episode? Because that was awesome. I don't know. I mean, the last episode. Let me try to think what happened here. I probably didn't see it. There's an episode I haven't seen. It's got to be this last one. And it was the most interesting to me. Hmm. Uh, It was the one where we finally... I don't want to spoil it. Yeah, I don't want to know. All right. Um, Candyman. Twisty? Candyman. Oh, Oh, the movie Candyman. Yeah, that's creepy stuff. Yeah, I love the original Candyman movie. Say the the guy's name three times. Yeah, that guy's everywhere now, too. I see him pop up all the time. Yeah. Yeah. So... There was a, uh, I think it's uh, Darkness Falls, a few years ago. Was that was that the follow up movie for the Crow that the director of the Crow did? No, this was. Um, there's uh, it's the Tooth Fairy, where she's oh. evil. Okay. It, yeah. Like if you go into the dark, like you're not supposed to look at her when she takes your tooth, and if you look at her, <laughs> then she's gonna kill you. <laughs> No, right. it's not. It's I know. Yeah. Uh, right now, I'm actually what's fucked up is I'm actually hoping you'll talk about Mr. Peabody. Oh fuck! Again. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't that great. I was wondering if anybody had seen it. I've not, not, not seen it. <laughs> no, no, nope, haven't seen that one. I'm trying to think of anything else. Yeah, I mean, there's tons of good stuff. Yeah, um, Shining. We talked about the Shining. I love the Shining. Yeah, it's great. So I even like the remake that they did for TV with uh, Tim Daly from Wings. I never saw that. It was good. Hey! All right, we talked about a lot of our favorite fucking uh, supernatural fucking scary Halloween movies and shit, yeah. right? Okay. Oh, Mothman Prophecies. Oh, that was good with Richard Gere. Richard Gere, I enjoyed yeah. that. That's kind of a thriller. I know, but it's still fucking horrific, right? Yeah, I agree. I mean, yeah. but it's like a seven. I know. Or a Zodiac to me. All right, it's a stretch. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Have anybody here amongst us? You always get together with your friends. And I, I consider our listeners our friends, yes, right? Yes. Seriously. Definitely. Do you not consider yeah. our listeners here our friends? Because uh-huh. we contact them and we talk to them all fucking week. This isn't your regular goddamn podcast. We, we fucking, I try to respond to everybody. You guys try to respond to everybody. Yeah. This is shit that you talk about, okay? When you're talking with your friends, whatever, you're having a drink, whatever, you're sitting down. I want to talk to you guys because I don't know. And we, we should talk about this. Have you guys ever had a supernatural experience ever in your life? Ever had a supernatural experience? I, I have not. Really? Nothing? No, nothing. Nothing? No. God damn it, you guys no. are boring as fuck. Yeah. It's not my fault. I don't believe in that kind my, of stuff either. My sister told me a story about what happened with her, but I have not. Yeah, I'm a real skeptic when it comes to all that kind of stuff, too. Really? Well, I mean, I've never experienced anything, and it all just seems like, you know, seeing is believing. About the most I get, I get, like, creepy feelings, like somebody's watching me or some shit. Yeah, I get deja vu a lot. 
Like, that's about his... <laughs> nothing. Yeah, deja vu wow. a lot. Frank, Which, nothing. But like, you've, no, never, no, you've never experienced anything... No ghost sightings, no UFO sightings, no supernatural... About the clo- I mean, like I said, I get, I've been, like, creeped out before. Like, I was working real late in a house, and the rest of it was being remodeled, but the basement looked like something out of Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and... I just I, f- I got bad vibes from down there, but it, I wouldn't call that like a supernatural experience. All right, you guys ready? <laughs> Here should we go. I talk? Should I talk? I yeah. Guess. Should I turn the light off the light and get you a flashlight? Girl oh, number yeah. four. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Chick number four. Here we go. <laughs> no, like, um, yeah, like uh, I've had I've had a couple experiences in my lifetime. And I'm going to talk about them. Because this is, you know what? I mean, we, Halloween just ended. Why not? Why not talk about them? And I'm not going to bullshit you. I'm going to tell you stuff that's actually happened to me in my lifetime. All right. When I was uh, 13 years old at uh, Germantown Hills Grade School, we used to have every year, we used to have, a, Frank, we used to have a chili supper. Mm. Every, everybody would go to the chili supper and do whatever. They had carnival games and all this shit. Well, you know, I was there, I did the chili supper, and then after that, I had found a book of chants. Like, different chants that you could do, and, like, each chant would, like, do a different thing. Like, if you wanted to chant to, like, make yourself rich, you could chant this chant, and it would tell you, like, oh, you have to have, like, this certain incense burning. You know, like, this <laughs> certain fragrance burning. You had to do this or do that. And if you did it, then you know you're gonna you're gonna come into some money. Yeah. Or if you, if you if you've got a lost love, you chant this thing, chant it, and then your lost love will call you within a few days, right? So there was a chant in this book, and it was one of the uh, it was a chant that like there was only one word, and so I was like, I can remember that word, I can remember that word. Let's fucking I'll chant that, I'll chant that. So we went out, me and my friends. I was like, dude, I found this book of chants. The dude on the back of the fucking book, right, looked scary as fuck. <laughs> That's number one. If you want a good book of chants, like if the guy on the back of the book looks like fucking Stuart Smalley from fucking Saturday Night Live, you know, I'm good enough, I'm smart enough, and got yeah. doggone it, people like me. He looks like just like a, you know, just like a, just a happy-go-lucky guy. But if the guy on the back of the book like he's, looks like he's already fucking dead, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I think that there's a little credibility there. This guy looked like he was already dead. You know, he had fucking like like the bags under his eyes and shit. They were all dark, and I was like, oh my god, this guy looks fucking creepy as fuck. <laughs> yeah, Necronomicon. If, yeah, exactly. If I'm gonna chant anything, it's gonna be from this motherfucker. He already looks like he's fucking you know six feet under and shit. <laughs> so I was like, let's try this. Let's go out. So what we did was we went out to the soccer field. No, 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 no. We went to there's there was an old cement factory. So me and my friends we go out to this old cement factory. And I'm like, let's let's chant this thing. So we held hands. It was me and two other guys. I'll tell you their names later, Frank. We held hands and we started chanting. And I'm not kidding. I'm not bullshit, and I have no reason to bullshit. But I saw a little light of. I saw a circular light on the ground, and it was moving around in a circular motion. Wow. It was a little circle of light, and it was moving around in a circular motion as we kept chanting. Now, this one circular light, it split off into two circular lights, and they kept going around in the same circular motion. And I was like, oh, my God, are you guys seeing this? Keep chanting, keep chanting. And then all of a sudden, those two circular lights that are moving around like that, well, they split off, 
into their own separate lights. So now we've got four circular lights. Okay, we kept chanting, and each one of them, each one of these lights would multiply into another circle of light as we were chanting. By the time we were done chanting, I'm not kidding you, there were hundreds of circular lights moving around in a circular motion around us. Well, my one of the guys that was in that was uh, with the group when we were chanting, he got freaked the fuck out by this when he looked around and yeah, saw Yeah, rightfully this. so. Yeah. He he broke the chain and he ran off and we didn't see him for the rest of the night. And so I was like, "Oh my god, that was fucking amazing." Okay? I was like, "Oh my god, I can't believe that just happened." I Did it all stop as soon as he broke the chain? It all stopped very very quickly right after he after he broke the chain, it all stopped. So he ran and we didn't see him for the rest of the night. We went back to the chili supper. So when we went back to the chili supper, I was like, dude, let's find somebody else to do this with us. It worked with three of us. Let's find somebody else to do this with us. So we found somebody else to join us. I'll tell you who it is later, Frank. You'll know these guys because we went to high school with them. Gotcha. And so we went back. We didn't go back to the cement factory. We went back to um, the soccer field right right behind Germantown Hills Middle School. And we joined hands, and we did the same chant. The exact same motherfucking thing happened again. You need to get these chants. Dude, yeah. it was insane. It was fucking insane. And uh, that was cool. That was, like, the only thing that happened that night. Okay, so, second story. This is, like, this is even more bizarre. All right. Okay, so I move in. I, no, I'm not living in this house. I've got... I've got some friends that moved into this house here in Peoria. And I could, I could actually just, like, I mean, we're within, I don't know, we're within walking distance of this house right now. Okay. I believe okay. that. So, um, we are, uh, I, I, I don't live there. There's uh, some of my friends, they live there. And they tell me, oh, this house is haunted. There's a ghost that lives here. And I'm like, oh, whatever, you guys are full of shit. There's no ghost that lives here. And the girl that's telling me about this, she's a little weird anyway. You know, great, good friend of mine at the time. and But she's a little kooky. She's like, ah, there's a ghost that lives here. And I'm like, whatever. And she's like, yeah, it's a little girl. Her name's Sandy. And she likes to turn the water on and off in the house. And I'm like, oh, whatever, you're crazy. So like months later, I actually end up moving into this house. Right? Okay. Okay. So I move into the house. One night, I'm like, you know, I had been like, whatever, getting drunk, whatever. I'm fucked up. So I, I go to bed, I'm laying down in bed, and all of a sudden, I feel somebody tap on my shoulder. And I turn around, and there's nobody fucking there. <sighs> there's nobody fucking there. So I'm like, what the fuck was that? Okay, so I go to bed. And then, two, three weeks later, the same thing happens. And I know what I know. I know what like a nerve feels like when a nerve mm-hmm. is like going off in your arm, like mm-hmm. when a nerve like kind of shakes and mm-hmm. it feels like yeah. something. But I know also know what it feels like to have like two fingers tap your shoulder. Yeah. So two weeks later, somebody taps on my shoulder, and I turn around. There's nobody there. So I like lay back down again. 
not even like probably like a minute later, something else tapped on my shoulder again. And I turn around and there's nothing there. So I'm like, what the fuck? I never told anybody. Mm. Never told anybody. So the people that I lived with at the time, they all moved out. And I got three or four new roommates that moved in. Okay. Okay. So one of my roommates is upstairs and he's getting ready to go to work that day. It was in the morning and he's upstairs. He's combing his hair. And Mm. he comes down and he's got like this white like ghost look on his face. Like his face is just like flush white. He's like, Mm. guys, I was just upstairs. I was combing my hair. And all of a sudden, somebody tapped on my shoulder. I turned around. There was nobody there. And you guys are all down here. What the fuck? <laughs> and I was like, dude, you got tapped? <laughs> I was like, I've been tapped. <laughs> <laughs> and so, like, we exchanged stories and shit at that time. And it fucking blew me away. That's crazy. It fucking blew me away. Because not only was I was a skeptic from the beginning, from this girl telling me that there's a ghost that lived in the house. And, like, the thing that the ghost would do would turn on the water mm-hmm. in the upstairs bathroom. The ghost would <laughs> the ghost would turn on the water when it was hot during the uh, wintertime and during the summertime. Oh. It would turn the cold water on. Wow. And, uh, like, we would turn, like, the knob as hard as it would go so that you couldn't turn it back on unless a lot of force. Every morning we'd wake up and the water, water would be turned back on. Oh, wow. So, um, That's yeah. That's freaky. It was freaky, dude. It was freaky. Like, people were like, dude, after that happened, why the fuck didn't you move out of the house? And I'm just like... It just tapped me. Yeah. I mean, like, seriously, yeah. like, if I would have woken up in the middle of the night or if I'd have been going to bed and all of a sudden, like, something, like, picked me up, threw me up against the wall and started shaking the shit out of me and, like, <laughs> get the fuck out of the house! <laughs> I would have been gone. Yeah, oh, right? Yeah. Right? But fuck just, my shit. It just tapped me. So, like, me being me, I'm a sarcastic motherfucker. One night I'm getting drunk and hanging out with my friends and shit. You know, this thing would turn the water on and off and mm. shit like that. I go off on the fucking ghost because I thought it was going to be pretty fucking funny. I'm like, who the fuck are you? Are you a fucking dead plumber? (laughs) Are you fucking trying to tell me there's something wrong with my pipes and shit? I'm like yelling at this motherfucking thing. All of a sudden, like, dude, nothing ever happened after that. Nothing with the water ever happened again. Like it never turned off and on. Nothing. Wow. You scared it away. I scared the ghost away. Shit. Yeah. Dude, I can actually drive you by this house like within like minutes from here it's like within it's in campus town here on bradley and shit dude um but yeah dude it was like that's the only supernatural shit i've ever happened we should go talk to the people that live there now ask it i've always wondered that dude like has anything weird ever happened to you here Mm -hmm. how did your previous roommate though know that it was a little girl named sandy she's not she don't know yeah she talked to it with a Ouija board. But, <laughs> but, but they did – what's bizarre though, Frank, is that, that, that she even brought that up and that things actually happened to me later. Right. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Yeah. So they knew something was going on because she said there's a girl here. Her name's Sandy and she does – she messes with the water upstairs in the bathroom. Mm. And unbeknownst to any of my new roommates that came in there that never heard this story, because they weren't friends with these old roommates. Right, yeah. They fucking were experiencing this shit on their own, dude. So shit was fucked up, man. Gotcha. That is wild. Yeah, that's it, man. That's, it's not like I saw like a fucking like ghost and shit. You know what I mean? Sure. You know what bothers me about these fucking like unsolved mystery stories and mm-hmm. stuff like that? What's that? You ever you remember Unsolved Mysteries? Oh yeah, I love yeah. it. Robert Stack. Robert Stack and all these stories. Do 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 do. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I've I've mentally prepared myself for ghosts mm-hmm. to this point. Because of those shows? Because of those shows. And because of like what I experienced in that house mm-hmm. that day. 
all right, this is my line of thinking. A lot of people think I'm crazy for this. Mm -hmm. But I think ghosts have had a, you know, okay, let me get to skin into this. All right, here's a story on Unsolved Mysteries. Okay, there's a haunted hotel, right? Mm -hmm. And so somebody's walking through, somebody's walking through like the corridor or like a hallway in a haunted hotel. And what Mm -hmm. do they see? They see like a ghost from the 1800s, right? Mm -hmm. It's like some guy and he's wearing like a top hat and a monocle. Mm -hmm. And you can see right through him, but you can clearly see him and he's looking at you, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And like, what 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 do all the people do in these like uh, un, uh, unsolved mystery stories? Do what do they do? They just look at them, yeah. right? Yeah, mm-hmm. they just look at them. They don't do anything, right? Mm-hmm. They do nothing. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, like the ghost turns a corner and he's gone. And then then the people finally, then boom, a light goes off and they're like, "Holy shit! I just saw a fucking ghost." Yeah. Or like they'll like go through like the hotel and they'll see like a picture hanging on the wall and like, "Oh, that's the guy I saw! Oh my no, god, maybe. I saw him! He was on the he was in the hallway! Oh my god!" <laughs> yeah, I have mentally prepared myself that I'm in like a haunted hotel or whatever. If I see one of these fucking like ghosts, if I see something that I can see through and I clearly know that this is fucking supernatural, that this is a ghost, mm-hmm. these ghosts have been scaring people for centuries, right? Yeah. People have been freaked out by them, right? Yeah. You've heard the stories of like Resurrection Mary in Chicago and shit mm-hmm. and people picking her up and driving her home and not even realizing that they've been driving a ghost around all night. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay? If I go to one of these haunted hotels and I see like one of these guys in a top hat and a monocle looking like Mr. Peanut from Come Back from the Dead and shit, I am not going to fucking be like one of these ghosts, like deer in headlights and looking at them. <laughs> you could talk to them? I'm going to be like, I am going to fucking catch them off guard. I have mentally prepared myself to do something bizarre to them. I want to see their reaction. The ghosts have had it good for too long, Jake. They've been scaring us for too long. I'm going to fucking go crazy on them. You're my hero. Exactly. Fuck those ghosts. Fuck those ghosts. They've had it good for too long. You're totally Dan Aykroyd at the very beginning of Ghostbusters. (laughs) Get her! Exactly. Yeah, you saw her reaction, though. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Yeah, she'll probably end up fucking me up but see the thing is i think ghosts have had it too good for too long they've been scaring people for too long i think they need a taste of their own medicine i agree so yeah i have mentally prepared and i'm telling all of our listeners mentally prepare yourself if this happens because seriously once you get interviewed by like a show like unsolved mysteries or whatever the fuck and don't be that fucking cliche story like oh yeah i saw this ghost and it was wearing a top hat and it was had a monocle on and it walked down the hall and i was just like oh my god it turned the corner and it was gone i was just like oh my god no be that guy that's just like yeah i saw this ghost and i knew it was a ghost and i was like (laughs) and then i made a ghost piss its pants you know what i mean there's like a pile of ectoplasm on the floor <laughs> that you can fucking you know uh, you can analyze it that shit now. right in front it, of it me evaporated yeah. right in front of me you know that's what i'm saying that's what, fuck these ghosts man they have had a good two for too long that's hilarious so that's all i'm saying man was uh, like was that fear that was on mtv where they would take them to locations that were supposedly haunted and they had to do things like uh kneel before the guillotine for 30 minutes yeah i've seen that where they did like challenges and yeah. stuff. yeah some of that shit was creepy as hell because, I mean, they had night vision on the cameras and you could see the people, but like it, for them, it's in perfect blackness. What mm. if you just mooned one? What if you just mooned a ghost? <laughs> right. <laughs> or what if, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. What if you just like, hey, oh, whoa, 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 before you turn that uh, hall, you know, before you turn down the hall and like, you know, I don't know, vanish into some whatever thinner or whatever <laughs> the fuck you guys do that you think is so awesome that freaks us out. <laughs> hey, check this out and just drop your drawers. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Go for it. Go for it. 
That would make a story. That's something that I want to fucking. That's an interview that I want to fucking see. Like, oh my god, dude, did you fucking see like the interview last week with this guy fucking like ran into a ghost and shit and he mooned him? Or like the one from like two weeks ago where the dude was like asking the ghost about the rash on his balls. You know what I mean? Just crazy shit like that. Let's catch these ghosts off fucking guard. You think more of that would happen with all the? You think more people would be jaded against it and not just sit there and like gawk at it? I know, deer in headlights bullshit. Shit. Yeah. Fuck that, man. Come on. Yeah. I guess the, when you actually see it, no matter you, you can't be yeah, prepared that, for it. No, you've got to mentally prepare yourself because like now I've got to I have mentally prepared myself that I ever see this happen, that's what's going to happen. <laughs> I am just I am going to do that. So. That's good stuff. Good shit. <laughs> I know. I'm weird. I think differently. I like it. I like it. See? Hey, speaking of uh all this horror stuff, we've talked before about We've talked about everything but the big Marvel news coming out this week. Uh, It's coming. Chill the fuck out. Uh, Guillermo del Toro and Hideo Kojima doing that Silent Hills remake. Uh, They recently said that this game is going to be as scary as what they can possibly make it. Um, They don't want to make something that's accessible for everyone. They want there to be people who can't get through it. He said if you can't get through it, oh well, this is the game we want to make. So I'm I'm trepidatious about actually even trying to get started with it because it sounds like they're going full tilt. Because it's so scary or so hard? So scary. Oh, jeez. Yeah, it's supposed to be as horrific as what they can make it. <laughs> That's interesting. They're going for the gold. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, I don't want to see shock gore. I mean, that... I don't. I didn't get that from the tra- the uh, playable trailer. Mm-hmm. I didn't get that at all. It was all atmospheric. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. Oh, man. Horror. The horror. The horror. Yeah. Oh, is this where we're going to talk about The Walking Dead? You know what? Let me pause real quick. We'll come back and talk about Walking Dead. All right. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> what am I doing, Frank? <laughs> You're eating. <laughs> what the fuck am I eating? <laughs> <laughs> my, way, my wife made this uh, pumpkin cake stuff. That uh, she baked in the oven. God damn! It's got Cool Whip and Heath Bar pieces. It's a pumpkin cake. Yeah. Dude, this is the best fucking dessert I've ever eaten in my entire life. It's good. And I'm not bullshit. (laughs) That is some high praise. She makes stuff like that all the time. My God, dude. She should open up like a fucking like bakery and shit, like a pastry shop. Dude, this shit is that fucking good. (laughs) She's done... um, a lot of different cakes and stuff. Like she does, like star cakes and stuff from Super Mario Brothers. Right. And, oh, that's cool. Yeah. yeah My she's a big God. Caterpillar cake out of a uh, dude. This bun is cake pan. This is so goddamn good. Oh my god! Seriously, like so it's this- like a cake batter with that kind of stuff mixed in it, like the Heath bar. And oh my the- god! And it's like like you know like cake, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know like cake, man. I hate dry cake. Oh, me too. You know what I mean? Yeah. Dry cake is bullshit. Like, cake should not, like, dry your mouth out. It's not like you should have, like, oh, I need a fucking Gatorade with a bunch of electrolytes to, like, you know, you know what I mean? (laughs) After I eat a fucking cake and shit. No. Right. I don't need that. Your wife has put so much fucking, like, beautiful moisture in this fucking cake. (laughs) It's so goddamn good, Frank. This is, like, the best shit ever. I watched her do it, too. One of the things that she did was she poked uh, holes in it after it came out of the oven and cooled mm-hmm. and poured uh, condensed milk over it. 
She poured fucking <laughs> seriously like this. She like she. I don't know what did she do. Jack off an angel. <laughs> oh my god! She sold her soul to Betty Crocker. There's like there's think like, about that statement for a minute, dude. I ain't no angel. No, no. I, no I, <laughs> oh god. No, I mean I'm just saying like this is like a like an angel ejaculated in this. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Oh my god, this is amazing. I'm going to make her listen to this part. <laughs> oh, she needs to because this No, seriously. Mrs. Hammer, this is the fucking shit. This is the best dessert I've ever had in my entire life and that's no joke. Like seriously. Like seriously, like this shit, like if there was like a prison gang rape scene, this shit would be fucking the shit out of a Twinkie. Like seriously, like you would see Twinkie walking away. You would watch a Twinkie walking away bow-legged from this shit. <laughs> this shit is fucking amazing, dude. I am not fucking. <laughs> <laughs> Rapes Twinkie the kid. The only thing I've ever heard that comes close to that is that Chuck Norris had sex with a semi and they had a child and it was Optimus Prime. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> mm. <laughs> oh, she made me a piece too, but I can't do dessert right this second, but I plan on eating it. Damn yeah, it. I'll leave that here. I don't even need the thing back. I, I so. could totally eat your piece. No! <laughs> it's good. It's good. Mm. She made sure she snuck me a whole piece before she took it into work, and not that many people showed up to her event. Oh, my the, God. Their loss, man. We, she got to bring home a whole pan of that. Oh, my God. This is so goddamn good. <laughs> Seriously, like, this is the best fucking oh, yeah, dessert dude. I've ever had Does my she have a name life. for the recipe? What's the... It's... Uh, a uh, better than sex. Yeah, I've heard of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's really the name. It's a better than sex uh, pumpkin cake. Yeah, I've I heard think. that used for desserts too. Yeah, I mean, she found it on you know Pinterest or something. Uh, she didn't come up with it from scratch, but I mean, she's real good at finding the best stuff. Uh, she makes uh, like a sweet potato casserole around Thanksgiving time. That's real good. And uh, there's this stuff we call crack potatoes. It's made with uh, cheese, sour cream, frozen hash browns, and bacon bits. Oh, that sounds interesting. It's good as shit. Oh, my God. It's so good. God damn it, Jake. Seriously. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. This is the best fucking dessert I've ever had in my entire damn life. Brian's going to follow me home. Oh. <laughs> yeah, lid, lid that thing up. Keep it fresh. I'll sure. definitely be eating it later. Wow. That is so goddamn good. Dude, I killed that shit. I know. <laughs> wow. Oh, my God. I am not even fucking joking. Tupperware? Tupperware party on that shit. <laughs> nice. Tupperware party. Wow. Oh, my God. Yeah, we're recording. There's, there's a reason <laughs> why. I'm tapping away. There's a reason why after we got married, my waist size went from 38 to 42. <laughs> oh, I, yeah, dude. I wouldn't last either, man. That shit's, that shit's amazing. Mm. What are you doing, Jay? Get off that fucking Simpsons bullshit. <laughs> I'm tapping my family guy. You're tapping your family guy. Jesus Christ. I want to earn my Slimer by the end of the week. Oh, God, I'm going to earn my Slimer after eating that fucking shit. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. <laughs> my God, your wife can cook, Frank. Oh, my God. That she can. Oh, man. All right, guys. You ready to uh, 
God, Jake, you're like a fucking <laughs> social nightmare over there. You got a fucking Family Guy, Tap It, whatever the fuck you're Two doing. Two fist in technology. Got, yeah, exactly. You got text messages coming through. What else? What else are you doing? You got your Google Glasses on right now? What Let me fuck? check my police scanner. I might have to <laughs> Jake's night crawling over here. I might have to leave for just a moment, get some some footage. <laughs> Oh man. All right, guys. <laughs> this is so fucking cheesy, guys. Get your camera look in the bowl because Brian murdered the cake. Uh, yeah, we I'll get a picture. That's a good idea. Yeah, you definitely should. All right, guys. Are you ready for some pop culture leftovers news? Gangsta as fuck. Ready? Yeah, 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 read all about it. It's a lot of news and there's no doubt about it. This news is gangsta as fuck, yo. It's gangsta as fuck, yo. This week it is. It's fucking gangster as fuck and you better fucking believe it, right? Yeah, wow, gangsta as fuck. Capital fuck. <laughs> Capital fuck. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Not much. I don't know much. Not much of a news story here, but I wanted to throw this out there because I kind of, I kind of. Hey, I want you to tell me if I'm all right. Is this fucked up, or does he have every reason to say this bullshit? Well, let's hear it. All right, actor Ewan McGregor. No, McGregor. Excuse me. God, <laughs> that that fucking dessert has got me so fucked up. I can't. <laughs> I can't even talk. So goddamn good. Mm. <laughs> it's it's amazing. <laughs> All right, actor Ewan McGregor, who starred as Obi Wan Kenobi in George Lucas's trilogy of Star Wars prequels, has spoken out about his hatred of the Star Wars memorabilia market in the men's magazine details. Mm. You heard about this? Mm-hmm. I have not. Here's the quote. I've never been to one of these fan conventions. The people I meet are fuckers who want me to sign Star Wars photos so they can sell them on the internet. Or the people at premieres who are crushing children against barriers to get me to sign their fucking pictures of Obi-Wan Kenobi. They're not fans. They're parasitical lowlives and fucking wankers. Asked if he could understand why so many people disliked the first of his Star Wars movies, Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. McGregor refused to admit that the film might be flawed, instead blaming the negative audience reaction on fan nostalgia. He said, the fans waited so long and wanted to feel like they did when they watched the first film. But they were grown-ups by that time, he said. I don't mind the criticism. I've heard it to my face. The, the actor also admitted that he had only watched the film once at its premiere. Thoughts! <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. I mean... I the headline there was a lot of news grabbing headlines for this story where they were like Obi Wan trashes Star Wars and and whatnot. I didn't get that, but I didn't no, get that either. at all either. No. I thought there was a lot of misdirection on trying to put this story out there this right. week. Yeah, but it, yeah. It, if anything, I mean, he might lose some fans for you know all the anger. Yeah, but. it sounds like he doesn't like the idea of these assholes that are going to just get a signature and sell it on eBay right. get in the way of the actual fans, like the children. Like he specifically mentions these lowlifes pushing children up against the fence to get the signature and everything. Yeah. You know, and there are those people out there that they, they're not in it for the fandom. They're in it to turn a buck. Right. Yeah. Nobody had a problem with uh, fucking uh, Kurt Cobain after, you know, like, you know, they had, there was somebody, there was a female that was raped at one of their concerts, and they came out with that song, Rape Me. 
You know, yeah. that was his musical answer to that whole thing happening. You and McGregor see something going on at these conventions. Like, yeah, I understand you're a fan, but my God, have some fucking respect for your fellow man here. Don't act like a fucking savage when you show up to these fucking conventions just to get a goddamn signature. Yeah. Right. So, and that's because I think so many people are in it for the buck and not for the fandom. I think that sounds like what he's crying out against. Right. So, and then with with the episode one stuff, he's only seen it once. I like how they make a big deal of that. Yeah. Um, you know, There's he, people who don't even watch the movies at all. Yeah, he was involved Johnny with that. Johnny Depp. Yeah. Johnny Depp doesn't watch his movies. You don't need to watch the movie. I mean, he was involved with it. It was a long project. It's not like he went in for two days and then wrapped that bitch up, you know? He, right. he was living episode one for over a year, if yeah. not multiple and years. Actually, if you think about it, if you were to discuss it, as far as how many times you've seen yourself in a movie, that almost makes you like a vain prick. Boy, that was a fun time. Let me watch myself, and I know exactly what happened and what I was thinking here. Yeah, I bet Nick Cage watches all his, <laughs> watches his own movies all the time. Con Air. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Seriously, there's a very limited amount of Nick Cage movies that I can watch multiple times. <laughs> Raising Arizona is one of them. Oh, definitely. Love that movie. I love Matchstick Men. I love The Rock. I'm not a Big fan of The Rock, to be honest. Yeah, I love you. Matchstick Men too. Love Matchstick Men. Um, what is it, Lord of War? I like that one. I don't know that I've seen that. It was where he was like the uh, what was it, the weapon seller and shit like that. Yeah, I've definitely not seen that. It's a good movie. Um, trying to think of any other fucking Nicolas Cage movies that I really like. <laughs> Did you go see Left Behind for the leftover army? Fuck yet? that, <laughs> guys! I'll make some sacrifices. I'll watch <laughs> Tammy for you. But I'm not going to watch Left Behind. <laughs> Left Over Behind? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I don't know. I understand where Ewan's coming from. Yeah, I don't have any problems with these statements. Dude, yeah, I mean, it was probably some pent-up shit. You know, he wanted to get it out there, and uh, I hope he feels better getting it out there. I think some people need do need to hear this kind of shit. Yeah, he probably hears people blaming him for episode one being a terrible movie all the time that's got to get grading after a while like don't you have something better to fight for especially with twitter and all that shit being so prominent these days it kind of stinks though because i mean yeah there are some issues you know i think with episode one but i don't think that they have anything to do with obi-wan oh no most definitely not even the yeah. most jaded prequel hater isn't going to say, oh, Obi-Wan really fucking sucks Yeah, in the right. Fuck you if you say that. Yeah. Yeah. Even, even me. I, I bash the prequels all the time, but the one saving grace of those fucking films is fucking Ewan McGregor's Obi-Wan. <laughs> Through all three of them. Yeah, he's the... No one... I don't think any... No one's saying that, at yeah. least. Yeah, right. God, I love him in Trainspotting. I oh. still love Trainspotting. I've yeah. only seen parts of it. Oh, you need to watch the entire, entire Trainspotting movie. I think it's so fucking good. It is a great movie. All right, guys, more news. Let's talk about, uh, we talked a little bit about Terminator last week, which I think was kind of timely, because what did we get this week? Entertainment Weekly Oh yeah, had a new synopsis for the film. I want to talk about it, and this is one that I want to rate, okay? All right, here's the synopsis from the film from Entertainment Weekly, which actually, re- uh, they released some photos. We had some Matt Smith in there and shit on that uh, cover photo. Here is the synopsis for the film. Jake, you listening, Chief? I'm listening. All right, man. The beginning of Terminator Genesis, the first of three planned movies that Paramount hopes will relaunch the beloved sci-fi franchise, is set in 2029, when the future war is raging and a group of human rebels has the evil 
artificial intelligence system Skynet on the ropes. John Connor, uh, played by uh, Jason Clark uh, from Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, is the leader of the resistance. And Kyle Reese, which is played by Divergence Jai Courtney, is his loyal soldier. Raised in the ruins of post-apocalyptic California, as in the original film, Connor sends Reese back to 1984 to save Connor's mother, Sarah, from you know Game of Thrones, Amelia Clark, from a Terminator program to kill her so that she won't ever give birth to John. But what Reese finds on the other side is nothing like he expected. Now, EW they delved more into the film and they gave us some more info. There's a twist in this version. Uh, version. Virgin. <laughs> okay. There's a twist in this version. The twist, number one, Sarah Connor isn't the innocent she was when Linda Hamilton first supported the feathered hair and acid-washed jeans in the role, nor is she Hamilton's steely zero body fat warrior in 1991's T2. Rather, the mother of humanity's messiah was orphaned by a Terminator at age nine. Since then, she's been raised by, brace yourself, Schwarzenegger's Termina- Terminator, an older T-800. She calls Pops, who is programmed to guard rather than to kill. As a result, Sarah is a highly trained antisocial recluse who's great with a sniper rifle but not so skilled at the nuances of human emotion. So, that is the big twist in this. The twist is what I want to rate. I want to rate maybe even the synopsis. I want to rate the twist. The, the twist di- being that of the Sarah Connor change and what Arnold's role will be in it. Yes, the twist is, oh my God, she's been raised by a T-800, the original Terminator mm-hmm. that's been stuck in time with her probably since like, uh, I'm guessing, I guess the 80s. I don't know. Yeah. And that's been her, well... Shit, the movie, the original movie, she's in her twenties in eighty four. Mm-hmm. So this has probably been with her if they're keeping with the timeline, I guess, maybe since like the seventies. If they're keeping with the timeline, she's been raised by a T eight hundred that was sent back in the past to protect her. Yeah, this is such a weird hybrid of um a reboot but yet not a reboot and some kind of a sequel. Right. It's really confusing what we're getting here as far as what part of the timeline are they keeping and what part of the timeline are they not keeping. Well, last week you mentioned an an interesting point. You said something like, uh, I think the reboot is going to happen within this film. Mm -hmm. Like it's all going to be canon and all of a sudden because of time travel, Mm -hmm. maybe that the reboot will actually happen within the actual film. Yeah. Um, I thought that was an interesting point. But – here we're learning, you know, that aside, we're learning yeah. that she's been raised by an older T-800 that's kind of grown up with her, and that's been her father figure. And not only has it affected her to the point where um, she's not the, the Sarah Connor that we knew from the first film that was like this innocent, you know, what did she work as? She worked as like a bartender or yeah. like, a yeah. ser- like a server at a restaurant. Um, she, uh, now she's been raised by this T-800 and she pretty much, um, is more so like a robot than, you know what I mean? She's not, she's not very social. I like it. I I Tupperware the twist. I think it's a lot of fun. I think it goes with, um, Sarah Connor that we've seen like from Terminator 2 that she's antisocial. Right. Right. And I don't think it's that far-fetched of a twist that I can't. 
I'm not going to rally against it by any means. It doesn't bother. It's a great way to work Schwarzenegger back into it. It's a great way to establish the way he'll look in the movie yeah. that he won't look the same age. Right. Um, I, I think it's a lot of fun. Yeah. I'm looking forward to uh, how they play off that social awkwardness. I'm, I'm hoping she could pull it off and make it believable. She looks good as uh, Sarah Connor. Uh, Emile Clark, is that how you say her name? Yeah. Amelia. Amelia. Yeah. yeah, she looks good as Sarah Connor. Do you I guys like... remember the Amelia Bedelia books when you were growing Amelia up? Bedelia, yeah. Amelia Bedelia, <laughs> <Negative. laughs> <laughs> yeah. Negative. Yeah, you know about uh, Sherman and Mr. Peabody, but you couldn't tell, you, tell us about uh, Amelia Bedelia. The nope. CG movie will be coming out soon. So. <laughs> <laughs> be sure to catch that. <laughs> and Is it going to be on Disney Junior, though? It will, I'm sure. <laughs> and it'll get a Tupperware. <laughs> right. What do you rate it, Frank? Tupperware the twist. Um, taste the movie. I want to see it. I mean, I, I'm I'm interested. I just whenever they start jacking with timelines, you can't taste the you can't taste the movie yet. Come on, you got to freeze it. Well, yeah. Let's freeze. just talk about the twist, Chief. Oh well, absolutely. Tupperware the twist. Tupperware the twist. Tupperware the twist. And I'm I'm, gonna, I'm also going to uh, Tupperware the twist. Yeah, I, it's a fun idea. I, I, I really like this idea. I really like this idea. Um, I wish I knew what uh, – I, I know that James Cameron thinks that the movie's in good hands, but on the flip side, I know that he's like I, – I honestly think that James Cameron thinks that they can't make a good Terminator movie without him. Uh, I he, really do. He's that arrogant guy. I but, do. Yeah. I do. I do. And he has every right to be that arrogant guy because mm-hmm. Terminator 2 was that movie. It was the culmination of practical effects with you know uh, pyrotechnic explosions with like – uh, awesome science uh, with awesome special effects. Yeah, it was. It was the culmination of like those old '80s action movies, but like taking the effects from like the movie The Abyss and throwing them all into one movie and making this perfect action movie for 1991. Oh, definitely. Yeah. But Alan Taylor, dude, I got to give you some props on this, man. I. I love this twist. Yeah. I really do. I, I, I think it's brilliant. I hope this movie does well. I hope we really are going to get three Terminator movies set in this in this universe. That would be great. And well, I love Amelia Clark. So. And I love that it's going to be set in 2029. Yeah. I mean, that's where they left us off. Right. Yeah. Come on. That was one of my big fucking beefs with this fucking bullshit mm-hmm. is they finally were leading up to all this shit. We had the first meeting of uh, John Connor and Kyle Reese in that final, salva- final salvation movie that we got with Christian Bale. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, finally, we're going to get to the battle. And then I hear about this reboot, mm. and I'm pissed. I'm like, it took 30 years to fucking get here, <laughs> and now you're going to reboot this shit? Right. <laughs> Come on. Now I'm hearing it's set in 2020, uh, 2029. The future war is raging. That's good. Good yeah. shit. Good shit. I, 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 I haven't heard anything here that I'm against. Yeah, I, I can't wait. When's this movie coming out? Um, I knew everything up until you asked me that question. <laughs> oh. I think it's going to come out next year, man. Okay. Is it a summer summer deal, you think? I think so. Okay. And uh, Matt Smith, uh, you know, the 11th Doctor, he's going to be involved in this. Mm-hmm. Can't wait. Yeah. Can't wait. Looking forward to Terminator Genesis. Game of Thrones meets Doctor Who. <laughs> <laughs> Time travel and full frontal nudity. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we'll get some incest. Yeah, in oh, nasty. <laughs> Sarah, what are you doing with your? your, your oh, yeah, <laughs> you're a machine. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Well, the weird thing is, it's like uh, 
John Connor sent his best friend back to fuck his mom. Yeah, that is yeah. weird. It is weird. Yeah. I don't think he knew that's what was happening, though. You, you don't? I right. think he did. Well, he knew he had to. He knew that that's what happened already without his decision. Yeah. He just had to keep it going. Like, he couldn't change that yeah. or he didn't exist. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you're right. You know what you're I'm right. saying? I wonder if ever it's they like, were playing around like he had to punch him, like, I know you're going to fuck my mom. <laughs> 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 deleted scene you right bastard. there. Right. <laughs> there was a deleted scene in T2 where Kyle Reese like visited Sarah Connor when she was in the fucking mental hospital. Oh, I've seen oh. that. I've seen yeah, that. Yeah, me too. Yeah, that's crazy that they didn't include that. They didn't include it. Even on the special edition that he came out where they added more footage, they still didn't put that in. They never put it in there. So. Yeah, and they got the original actor that played Kyle Reese. Yeah, Michael Bean. Michael Bean, he's the shit, dude. Yeah, oh. he is the shit. All right, guys, you want to move on to some DC news? Yeah, a DC news. All right, guys, uh, I got an email. Whoa, Frank. Sorry. Whoa, no, no. Like, uh, you guys aren't here in the studio. Frank just, like, did this, like, uh, <gasps> like yeah, this gasp, like this, whoa, whoa, I got something to say first before we jump into this DC news. Sorry, we um, when we went to break last, we were going to come back with The Walking Dead, and I just now remember. Oh, shit, The Walking Dead. Let's talk Walking Dead. Yeah, we're Sorry. talking horror movies, so, uh, yeah, it's, before we jump into DC news, let's talk Walking Dead. Frank. Are you guys going to spoil the Rama on the new Walking Dead stuff? Ah, uh, we don't have to go into too many spoilers. Okay. No, but we could if we want. Because I can to. sneak yeah. away if you're going to spoil the Rama. Are you I, getting caught up? I am getting caught up. I've got about five, six episodes left of last season. Okay. Okay. All right, man. So, uh, what do you? Uh, we'll talk about Walking Dead, and uh, we'll, we'll rate the season so far. I mean, we've got. Uh, it's nice to know that Scott Gimple's back. Yep. You know, he was the showrunner of last season. Thought the season was going really well under the direction of Scott Gimple. Not so much at the first half of the season, but right. I think honestly, Scott Gimple had a lot of work, to, a lot, lot to work with at the beginning of the last first season. He had to kind of fix some of the shit that Glenn Mazzara was going into, yeah, and he had to kind of like wrap all that shit up um, before you know Scott Gimple could show us like what Scott Gimple can do with yeah. The Walking Dead. Right. So now it's a fresh season. Scott Gimple's got one hundred percent control. We've had uh, we're three episodes in. Yep. Uh, there's going to be another episode tonight, which looks Beth centric. Yes. So out of these first three episodes, Frank, um, maybe I don't know. You can talk about each one, or you can break it down as a whole and rate it, and let me know what your thoughts are on The Walking Dead. I am going to rate it as a whole. Okay. Um, and absolutely Tupperware so far. Okay. Um, for everybody that's bitched in the past about how, oh, well, there's not enough action, there's nothing going on, but for those of us were, that were like, you know, they're doing character development, I feel like we're getting both at the same time now. Uh, characters are developing on the fly, and there's all this action that's going on, and it has been nonstop. Right. It has been awesome. It, one of the things that... Uh, was always good was when they were feeling off balance and they're definitely off balance now but uh there's some things that are you know changing and moving but they're they're coping so yeah tupperware it so far absolutely okay yeah um my i loved that first episode first episode was a tupperware second episode was a high taste it and then that last episode was a tupperware Mm. um scott gimple gets this Scott Gimple gets the, the the importance of incorporating elements from the comic into the TV show, and not really he, he strays, but he but then again he doesn't. He keeps the important elements from the comic 
involved in the forefront of the TV show. Right. And I think that's where Scott Gimple kind of like uh, separates himself, you know, from the Frank Darabonts, from the Glenn Mazaras. And I think Scott Gimple has really taken this show um, in a different direction, a direction that I want to see where these things go. I'm really worried about this next episode, though. From the teaser stuff that they showed us at the end of the last one, yeah. I think this next episode is going to be really tricky. Yeah. I think this could be my first toss-it episode for the series. Um, let's talk about what happened at the end of the last episode, though. Are we going to be able to without... I'll sneak away. I don't mind. You can text me, and I'll run back. Well, at the la- end of the last episode, um, Daryl comes back. Oh, okay. And Daryl and Carol went off, did their own thing. Um, people that have watched the show, they know what they went off to do. Um, they had to leave. It was in a, it was a matter of, of urgency that they got out of there. There was no time to tell Rick and the other characters, like, we've got to leave for this reason. No. What, they pooped their pants? Yes. <laughs> yeah. They, 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 they took a shit in their pants. They shit their drawers. We, we can't, ex- we don't want to explain this to Rick. We're too embarrassed. We just got to get Dodge Ex- and get new pants. Exactly. We've got to make a trip into town. We've got to get new pants. Hopefully there's like an old, you know, super Kmart that's still open somewhere. Uh-huh. And we can get some new fucking Dockers or fucking Wranglers or whatever the fuck they wear. <laughs> no, there was some big shit that happened there in one of those episodes. <laughs> I think it was episode two. And then they took off. So they're not even present for episode three. But in episode four, they're going to be coming back. And we saw that at the end of episode three that they did come back. Rick sees Daryl and Daryl asks somebody to come out of the woods. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. Frank, who do you think is coming out of the woods? Do you think it's going to be Carol? you think it's going to be a different character? (sighs) I, I, I think it's going to be the different character. Think. Who is it? Thank you, son of a bitch. I can't say because it's going to be spoilers for Jake. Jake, get the fuck out of the room. Get out of here. Just text me. Sorry, man. All right. I will. It's worth it, though. <laughs> All right. Oh, I'm trying. <laughs> Jake's leaving. We're going to talk about Walking Dead. Uh, yeah, later. I'm coming back for more stuff. I'll text. <laughs> I'm like that annoying kid that forgets. Sorry, dude. I'll text you. All right, so you... Who okay? Spoilers aside, okay. Yeah. Spoilers aside, people that have been watching, who do you think is going to walk out of the woods first? I think it's going to be Morgan, dude. Exactly, exactly. That's my guess, man. Yeah. Like, they, they alluded to him after. Was it the first episode when he yeah. walked into the woods and shit? Mm-hmm. He was looking at the marks on the trees. Yeah, dude. I think he bumps into Morgan. I do think Carol took off again. Yeah. Dude, what's up with Carol? I don't know, man. She's tortured. I mean, yeah. all the stuff that's gone on. Uh, I thought it was kind of funny that I saw a meme of uh, somebody said episode like thirty-seven, and she's on top of Grimlock. Her head's on top Optimus Prime's body. Oh yeah, because <laughs> she'd be yeah. super. But yeah, I think it's gonna be Morgan. He looked like he had his shit together, didn't he? Yeah, I think um, after he left, and I think the the. I think what turned him around was not actually Rick. I think it was like wasn't it the shit that Carl said to him? Didn't oh, he apologized for shooting him, and he said, "Don't be." Yeah, I think so. I think uh, I think he needed to hear that from like a younger person, you know. After he lost yeah. his son, I think uh, you know. I think he realizes, you know, that that Rick and that group is a is a family, right? 
and you know he remembered him like yeah. it, it would like the yeah. light switch went off yeah so yeah yeah so i think he i think he i think it's morgan too morgan's right. gonna come out and then carol's gonna be gone right a lot of people um have been posing the question why does everybody like this guy but the actor is so good he's very good he so gives off the angst and you know frustration that this world would put on somebody yeah and you know well don't don't okay when somebody slides into something like that when somebody slides into like you know like he lost his wife lost his child and it seems like this guy is just like slid into this like horrible um just downward spiral and, yeah. and losing his humanity and and I mean if, if like in his mind I feel like if he dies he's it's fine like he's better off dying at this point right but for a guy to like 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 the light switch to go off and for like him to come back out of this dude that's awesome that's what I want to see for his character yeah and, he, he looked like he was all put together when he was wandering right. through the woods. And, and I, I think, think that's one him. thing that's bothering Rick, too, is, like, he couldn't get him to – he couldn't snap him out of it. You right. know what I mean? And, like, I think Rick was, like, you know, like, this guy did so much for Rick, and Rick did a lot for him. And I think, like, Rick wants to repay this guy. And, like, I think that's been bothering Rick, too. Yeah. And Rick really – was able to associate his own difficulties at the time when they found him. He was struggling with keeping himself together. Right. Because that was when he was seeing the visions of Lori all over the place. Right. And after that, Rick's pretty well been, you know, fine. He hasn't been hearing voices or anything. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. And then, oh, man, the, all the shit with Gareth. Yeah. Oh, so, okay, all that brutality at yeah. the end there. Do you think that... It, I understand why they did it. I mean, they had to take him out because yeah, they said yeah, that, you know, yeah. oh, we'll get – I mean, even though he's telling them on his knees, oh, we'll leave, you know, it's fine. We'll never come back after you. Yeah, whatever. Right. They, they picked Bob off in the fucking woods. So – and that was fucking great, the first couple yeah. minutes of that episode. Yeah. <laughs> it's tainted meat. I love that. Yeah, it was, it was really great. good. It was really good. I think uh, – I think right now at this point, if if there wasn't that like showdown in the field in uh, episode in the end of season two, mm-hmm. the penultimate episode between him and Shane, yeah, if nothing would have happened between Shane and um, Lori, I think that right now if Shane was still alive, Rick and Lori, uh, Rick and Shane would be on the same page with everything. Right oh now yeah, at this absolutely. Point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because Rick is totally in the mode of we got to do what we got to do to right. survive, and Shane right. just got there first. Right. That's you know, all. like like you watch these TV shows and like the sitcoms and shit like that, and there's like a devil on one shoulder and the angel on the other shoulder. Mm-hmm. Shoulder. Yeah. In The Walking Dead, for me, it feels like there's like sh- like Rick has that struggle too, and on yeah. one shoulder he's got fucking Shane, which is his devil. And on the other shoulder, he's got, you know, like the hybrid of like Dale and Herschel on yeah. the other shoulder. And I think that right there is a – it's not a bad thing. I don't think he needs to choose one or the other. He just needs to find a balance between Shane and Herschel and Dale. Right. You yeah. know what I mean? Because one thing I noticed when they were taking out the uh, the, the last of the uh, scavengers or whatever they were called, yeah. Gareth and his people. Yeah, the um, marauders or whatever. Yeah. yeah. They um, – they were serious about not wanting to waste the bullets. They hacked them to death. Yeah. Rick even used the red-handled machete that they'd made. Yeah. Uh, and he, he promised them that's what he was going to do, and that's what he did. But, yeah. th- I mean, the others were 
bludgeoned to yeah. death with like the butt ends of rifles. And Maggie and um, Glenn were just watching, and they looked horrified. And when the uh, father came out, and um, he said something, this is a church, and Maggie said the name of the episode is just Four Walls and a Roof. Yes, yes. Do you think that that played a part in their leaving? I mean, not, not only did they promise that they would right. with, with – uh, shit, the orange-haired dude, can't think of his name. Oh, yeah, I know. Them and Eugene. Yeah. yeah. Uh, to go to Washington. Yeah. Um, do you think that that was crossing a line for them? Like they they – were realizing what was going on. They were killing other people. Hmm. I, d- I never thought of it that way. I never thought of it until you mentioned it. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, I think they had to have known what was going to happen, but maybe just witnessing it yeah. in a church. Right. So, yeah. Um, I mean, it kind of destroys your, your faith and your hope to witness something like that. It's like right. a washing away everything that the old world was. Mm-hmm. But um, I think that this uh, Father Gabriel, yeah, yeah, it, Gabriel. Um, I'm I'm glad that he finally kind of opened up to the group a little bit. Yeah, but <clears throat> I think he's genuine. Everybody keeps speculating that he's like some hidden evil mastermind. But I I think that he was secluded, and he does feel horrible about what happened, and he's just tortured. Yeah, he by most of them by their nature those. Priests, they're not violent people. They would, I mean, they, there's a great mass of people that would be slaughtered right away because they couldn't bring themselves to kill a zombie. Yeah. Everybody always says, oh, I'd be the guy totally doing it. I mean, if he I'm is fucking... a character from the comic book, though. Okay. See, I haven't read that far in. Okay. So. okay. so far, I think he's legit. But they keep dropping hints that are creepy as hell, and the actor's good at it, like when they're walking to the church in the woods. Yeah. And uh, he says, well, maybe this whole thing's a lie. Maybe I'm just tell- telling you this to lure you into a trap. Right. And it's fucking with Rick's head because he pulls him aside later. He's like, if you hurt any of my family at yeah. all, I will kill you. Yeah. So You're talking, and all I'm thinking about right now is your wife's dessert. <laughs> <laughs> That's, I, you know, seriously. Sure. No, I'm checked fine. out of this conversation. <laughs> I, Sorry. I just want some more pumpkin uh, deliciousness. But <laughs> let's bring Jake in. But, yeah, yeah I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to Tupperware it, too, dude. Copy. I'm cool. going to Tupperware it. So cool. let me pause it. We'll bring Jake back in. All right. That's right, man. We're still fucking recording. Holy shit. Hell yeah, dude. All right. I was reading an issue of Secret Avengers. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 
I've been reading uh, comics like on the regular pretty much now. Oh, yeah, well, what you reading, Frank? Yeah, I, uh, well, patting your back over there like you're fucking. No, this is actually a compliment to you guys because you know you talk about it a lot, and I want to know more about it because you guys make it sound so great. And what I had to do, and this seems a little weird, but I had to figure out how to read a comic. Because well, because yeah. there's the pictures, and then you know, yeah, yeah, they have those. Yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I just I concentrate more. I mean, I appreciate the artwork, but I guess I appreciate it separately than the uh, the, the passages. You know, I, I have to reread each panel a couple of times just to make sure I got all the nuances of it. Does that make sense? Like, to make sure I don't miss something? Sure. That does make sense. So. Sometimes I blaze through a comic, and then I just immediately read it a second time. Yeah. yeah. I do that a lot. I'm like, yeah. oh, that was really good, and I'll just, like, read it again right sure. then and there. Yeah, because yeah. if I notice, like, oh, should I have picked up on that, I'd jump back and see. But uh, What you yeah, reading, though? I, I just got through uh, Civil War. Oh, nice. I did, and that was really good. Oh, my God. And, you know, I haven't read any of the individual comics out of that except for X-Men. And when you guys said that Cap is a Boy Scout through and through, Mm -hmm. in the middle, he promised somebody he would go shoot hoops with them, and he felt bad because he couldn't still do that because they were at Civil War. (laughs) But he was honest about it. So did you just read, like, the main one through seven? Yeah. I, I, I didn't get into the, all the individuals because I wanted to try to at least get the gist of it. Yeah, and you don't need to. And everything is – another thing I've noticed, I mean, people said before you can't you don't really need to start at number one because it's almost kind of like a soap opera in the sense that you jump in and they do so much recapping that they catch you up real quick on the stuff that's important. Mm-hmm. So kind of what's been happening is I – it's kind of like splintering off, branching out. As I'm reading stuff, people will mention something that happened in a different comic, uh, and it'll even give you the, what episode it is. And especially with Marvel Unlimited, dude, it's so easy to just be like, oh, okay, boom, add to my read list. Yeah, that is nice. When there's that little asterisk that says C issue, Amazing Spider-Man number 332, you can just literally five seconds from then be looking at that that issue. Yeah, and, and that's what's been going on is, is I'm going through. I'm like, ooh, that's neat. And I'm like, check this out. They should so. make those links. That would be amazing. That would if be amazing. If you could just tap the asterisk. Where it, yeah, exactly. That would be awesome. And it would yeah, take you right take to the right comic. There. Yeah. That would be really cool. That'd be yeah. the next step. That'd be nice. If you're hearing me, if the Marvel Unlimited people are listening but yeah the, they I, aren't listening no <laughs> especially this far in. <laughs> Shit, as, much, as much as they love it they should be listening yeah but uh yeah man i that I bet's what i've been doing to chill out at night instead of play video games or watch a whole buttload of tv shows i've just been chilling out with my ipad and reading comics nice yeah, Amazing cool. Spider-Man number one just popped up on there. That's a, probably a good place. I saw to that advertised, so yeah. That's I'll a good place to hop out. on the Spider-Man train. Gotcha. I wish DC had something similar. Oh, I say that all the time. I'd they read should. a shit ton of DC. I'd be like, Yeah, man. They really a Johnny should. number five on DC Unlimited if they yeah. ever come out with that. All right. DC News. You guys ready to move on? Yep. DC News. All right, guys. We got an email from Richard Kreider. Uh, Dudes, my name is Rich, and I just love you guys. Talk about all the things I like. Question about Suicide Squad movie. What about Joker's daughter being in it? I just bought issue three. Man, Harley really hates her. Any news on her being in the movie? Take care. Love you all. 
You know, I mean, Joker's daughter is part of this new Suicide Squad team in the new 52. Gotta be honest with you, I'm not reading the new shit uh, coming mm. out of Suicide Squad for new 52. Uh, the only Joker daughter story that I really read was uh, the one shot that came out last year, um, which was uh, the 3D lenticular. Oh, I actually got that too. Yeah, I hated the story. Yeah, I flipped through it. I didn't read it, to be honest. Um but uh, as far as her being in it, I don't know, man. It's a good question, though. Um, I don't know. I, I think they're going to steer clear of any mention of the Joker like that in your face cinematically for a minute still. Yeah, maybe. I mean, if they're going to have anybody in here that does refer to the Joker, it's going to be Harley Quinn, right? Definitely. Right. If, if they tire to him at all still in the yeah. cinematic universe. And there has been no mention of a Suicide Squad 2, right? Mm-mm. Right. So... I don't know. I don't. I personally think uh, I don't think they're gonna have Joker's daughter in this Suicide Squad movie. Yeah, I don't either. I don't either. But yeah, if Suicide Squad makes a shit ton of money, you can bet your bottom dollar there will be a Suicide Squad too. Yeah. Um, one other thing, Doctor Strange. I feel Oded Fair. Please tell me what you think. Oh, that name sounds familiar. Help me out. He was. Um, God, he was in. Was he in the Mummy movies? Oded Fair. I know who he is. I, I'm familiar with the actor. Um, I'll pause. Yeah. If he's the guy I'm thinking of, he's wearing like the red beanie. The red beanie? I'm probably spelling his name wrong. Pause. <laughs> All right. We're back. Jake, what'd you find out about our buddy Odin? <laughs> uh, <laughs> he was in The Mummy. He was in um, the Resident Evil movies. Yada, yada, yada. I know who he is, though. I, re- yeah. I recognize him. Does he have a look? To you, just a look. Could he could he pull off Doctor Strange? Yeah. Look wise. Yeah. I agree. But from everything that we've been reading, they want a big name in there, right? It sounds yeah. like sounds like Marvel has gone away from uh and let's not talk about the name that was mentioned recently. We're gonna talk about that later. That's big right. Marvel news. But yeah. from everything that we've been reading though, man, um it sounds like uh dude, it sounds like that they're not wanting to bring in like your uh Chris Evans and Chris Hemsworth anymore, or Chris Pratt even, or yeah. Chris Pratt. It sounds like Marvel. Marvel's like uh, right now. Marvel, like you know, they've got the biggest dick out there as far as these movies are concerned, right. and they feel like they can bring anybody in. I mean, guys, we've got Robert Redford, Glenn Close, Benicio del Toro. Yeah, I mean, they're bringing in some big names. They feel like you know, hey, you know what? We've built up this universe. It's making money. You want to make some money? Being a Marvel movie, they can get guys like uh, they think that they can go for guys like Joaquin Phoenix, the Jared Leto's, the the Matthew McConaughey's, and all these motherfuckers. They think <laughs> they, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. They're like, fuck it, dude. We don't have to bring in people that are desperate for a contract. We can get right. some big names in here because you know what? What we've got going on is something special. Yeah, they definitely want a big name. They want a big name for Doctor Strange. I haven't heard anybody like Oded Fair. I'd say probably the closest thing I've heard to an Oded Fair is that Oscar Isaac guy that's going to be in Star Wars Episode Seven. Mm, yeah. yeah, and the yeah. only reason I think that they've been bringing up his name is because he's already under the Disney, you know, umbrella. Yeah. Right, and they expect him to be hot due to what his role is going to be in Episode Seven. Exactly. So Oded Fair, yeah, guy's got the look. He may be a great Doctor Strange. But trying to be a realist, and uh, he's got that crooked Doctor Strange smile, right? <laughs> but trying to be like what you know, trying to go along with what uh, Marvel's trying to do and what they're trying to accomplish, and trying to bring in a big actor because I think they are worried about uh, you know, I think they are worried about RDJ Robert Downey Jr. leaving the franchise. Right. They want to get somebody in there that's going to be able to fill that void, and 
Uh, Odin Fair is not going to be that guy. I, I I don't think they're willing to take another gamble on like a Chris Hemsworth or a Chris Evans. Yeah, so. I agree. They want a big fucking name for Doctor Strange. That's seems. all we've been hearing. That's all the evidence yeah. shows. So. Yeah, yeah. Even Keanu Reeves, everybody knows who the fuck that guy is. So. Yeah, yeah. No problem with Odin Fair. I wouldn't. I wouldn't toss it if they said that's Doctor Strange. But yeah, yeah. I think Marvel wants to shoot for the stars here. All right, quick news. Bleeding Cool had a rumor that writer-producer David Escoyer is working on a series based on Superman's homeworld called Krypton. The show's going to be called Krypton, too? Uh, that's the rumored, that's the rumored uh, acting title <laughs> yeah. for the show. Uh, here's more from that Bleeding Cool rumor. The name suggests a pre-Superman drama set on planet Krypton, maybe involving the House of L, maybe Brainiac, maybe an end-of-the-world cult. Maybe lots of dragons flying around the place. Maybe we don't know what we're talking about. Maybe we're just bringing up anything and everything. <laughs> maybe this, maybe that. Who the fuck knows? I mean, I just, oh guys, I made that <laughs> last part. But it, it just seems like they were just throwing <clears throat> in a bunch of shit. So. Yeah. Goyer also wrote the screenplay for The Man of Steel, also portrayed some of the Kryptonian lifestyle as some kind of communist dystopia for which the USA had a, was a blessed relief and alternative. Comics such as the World of Krypton stories and for the man who has everything have explored aspects of Krypton that it would feel hard for such a show to completely ignore. All right, guys. Krypton series, go. I don't need it. I'd watch it. I mean, I'd check out the pilot if it came, but I'm not chomping at the bit for this, especially if Gore was writing it. You know what, though? I felt exactly that way about Gotham. Yeah. And I, I really put probably wouldn't have even given it a chance, but I love it. Yeah, this Hard is, to say. This is definitely way more science fiction than Gotham, though. Oh yeah, I know. I just mean in general. Yeah. Uh, would you want to see this on the CW, or would you want to see this on NBC? Would you want to see this on Fox? I'd want to see it not on the CW, just so it could get a bigger budget. I think a show like this of this scale, without the proper amount of money to produce. Would not come off well. Are you thinking Fox? Fox would be good. Yeah, that would be good. I think NBC. If they didn't cancel it prematurely. I think as much as as people are pooping on Constantine, that I still even what I was saying last week, the effects on that show are top notch. Like the the special effects team is killing it on that show. Right. I mean, they're doing their job correctly. They're not the writers. They're but they are making the special effects are gorgeous on that show. Right. So NBC would be fine with me too. I don't want to see it. Yeah? I don't care to see this show. Well, well you, you know I'm with you. I'm just establishing if it was going to exist. Does it have anything to do with Goyer? Not really. I think the guy will be involved maybe for the pilot and maybe as like a pr- executive producer later on down the road <laughs> just to get some ideas. I think somebody else is going to run with this. Maybe like, you know, you've got Berlanti who's doing like the uh, – Supergirl show, he's doing mm-hmm. the Arrow, he's doing... I think they're going to get more of a TV guy to come in there and do that kind of stuff on the rag. You know, Gory is going to get the tone set, and then he's going to kind of, like, drop out of there. Whatever. Hmm. You know, he's got bigger, better things to do. But, do I really want to see a Krypton series? Not really. I don't. <laughs> no. I imagine on the CW it being, like, a Kryptonian teen school drama. 
you know, there'll be all the different clicks and the. I'm that's not yeah on the I just, CW. Yeah. I just totally figured out why it would be pointless because you know what's gonna fucking happen in the end. Yeah, spoiler. Well, see, the thing is, the thing that bores me so much is like the same thing that bored me about the prequels and stuff. And I know it had to be set up was was all the politics, mm-hmm. and that's what I that's what I'm worried about. A seeing. communist government, right? Now, hey, if they if they did a fucking show where um you know we saw this and we did get to see Brainiac and we got to see like you know Brainiac. Uh, you know, take Candor and mm-hmm. you know, like the captive city of Candor and put it in like the glass bottle and whatever and shit like that. That'd be kind of cool. I'd dig that, but that's about it. I, 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 this is a show that I, I really don't care to see it come to fruition. Um, if it doesn't happen, I'll, I'll be fine. Uh, I, if it's going to be on anything, I'd want to see it on Fox, and, and that's about it. I, I really don't care. I, if it was a uh, six episode miniseries on Fox. Sure. That sounds like the way to go. That's yeah. good thinking. If they did this as a four to six episode like event series, right. then yeah. I mean, I, I think I could even get excited for that. Yeah, absolutely. But if it's like, oh, it's 22 episodes of Krypton, yeah, I, I'm ar- I can already feel that shit building up on my DVR unwatched right now. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. With Kryptonian politics and all this bullshit, count me out. I'm sorry to be negative Nelly, but no. This is something I really don't care to see. Six episode miniseries, thumbs up. Right. Tupperware that. If it's going to be a fucking, if it's going to be a 22, 24 episode season, I'm out. Even with the best premises, the, those are so long winded. They, they end up losing the fire with which they started because they run out of material. Well, yeah. see, the thing is, it's going to be focusing more on like Jarrell. You All know right. what I mean? Yeah. And, 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 and that family. Yeah. And um, you know, I'm sure we're going to see Zod in there and some other things. And guys, I, 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 I don't care. Yeah, me neither. I'm me sorry. Neither. I'm sorry. And I know some people were probably excited at the news, and I probably just like, you know, mm. just shit on it. But if it's good, I'd watch it. But eh. I would totally watch a Star Wars show called Galactic Senate, though. On the other hand, <laughs> oh god, <laughs> that, we we saw that, and it was the prequels. I totally, I totally ride the it. line on that topic, man, because it. Uh, I, I don't understand why. <laughs> There's a dog outside parking. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, it made sense to me. It wasn't that it was overly complicated, but I I, I didn't understand that. Uh, why it had to be there. No, I want Galactic Senate every week. Galactic Trials. Oh, God, Jake. <laughs> Galactic Crime We drama. were agreeing so much. <laughs> and then you had to go down that road. All right. I'm sorry. I take it back. I don't want that. <laughs> All right, guys. Moving on. Another uh, Superman-based TV show. TV Line got info about the new Supergirl TV show that's being developed as well as a new character that is being specifically created for the TV show. Here's what TV Line had to say. As the series anthology, uh, excuse me, as the series mythology goes, Kara at age 12, Kara Zorel, which is Superman's mm-hmm. cousin, Supergirl, uh, at age 12 was sent from her dying home planet of Krypton to Earth, where she was taken in by the Danvers, a foster family who taught her to be careful with her extraordinary powers. After repressing said skills for more than a decade, Kara is forced to bust out her super moves in public during an unexpected disaster. Energized by heroism, for the first time in her life, she begins embracing her abilities in the name of helping the people of her city, earning herself a super moniker 
along the way. I wonder what that'll be. I have no idea. The Flash? Flash Girl? <laughs> <laughs> Flash Girl? Yeah. Uh, Martian Manhunter? Uh, man. <laughs> and? And? Martian Manhunter. <laughs> the, the theme song for that show is, It's raining, man. Hallelujah, it's raining, man. Clever. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And they're also looking for an actress to play Alexandra Alex Danvers, Kara's 26-year-old foster sister. She's described as beautiful and brilliant and grew up both jealous and fascinated by Kara. Her curiosity about her sister's abilities led the science-minded Alex to study up on alien anthropology, sociology, and culture. And now she works for a secret government organization. All right, guys. Um, we pretty much, I think me and Jake tossed Krypton. Yeah. Frankie tasted it. Yeah. Um. Supergirl time? Supergirl, what we've read from this, uh, you know, TV line got this kind of like, uh, abbreviated synopsis of the series as well as the new character of Alex. Thoughts on this? Yeah, I, I think I tossed this too. (laughs) 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 <laughs> this I know I tossed. It's, There's especially I, when you describe that new character. That was that was yeah. Cool. That that's I, what did. I was me like, it. that's it. Fuck this. <laughs> it's like, oh, she but she works with this secret organization. Yeah, and, come on. Right. Every week is she gonna tell on Supergirl? Yeah, exactly. But it's my half sister, so I can't. <laughs> yeah, I can't reveal. It's the same thing as Smallville, though, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's terrible. I mean, Lex Luthor and uh, Superman. They had this back and forth where they were friends and. And yet they weren't, and then you know, you know, Lex is always looking into like you know what Clark's doing and shit like that because they're not trusting each other, and there's a little yeah. bit of envy and jealousy and shit she, like that. She's it's, family. Can I exploit God. her or not? Right. Yeah, yeah. That that did it for me. Yeah. Describe that. Character. No, it was fun at first. I'm, I'm you know, no, I'm, I agree. Yeah, I, I was mean, tasting it. Yeah, she's taken in by a foster family. She's she's suppressing her powers, and then she falls in love with her powers. I, I always love a story of a superhero embracing their powers and figuring out who they are. Mm-hmm. And then they kill it with this fucking character of Alex. Yeah, terrible. I'm out. I'm out. It sounds like it's going to be something on the CW. Yeah. But not like the new shit they're doing with Arrow. Right. The, the grittier shit. In my head, like- when you were describing that character, my inner thoughts was, oh, I hope Brian's not going to fucking ask me to cast this shitty-ass <laughs> character. <laughs> no. I have no idea. <laughs> you know what I'm thinking? Who, these- who cares? Who I cast don't give this? a shit. Yeah. When they have these meetings where they come up with these shows, I think they set up some kind of uh, relationship paradigm first, mm-hmm. and then say, "And what superhero character can we get for that?" You know, it's starting to everything is a superhero movie. But it's written by the guy that writes Arrow. It's uh, well, Berlanti's involved. The Berlanti's involved with Arrow. He's involved with the Flash, and here's another Berlanti show. Okay. Does that give you better, higher hopes for it than Krypton? Uh, you know what? Okay. Part Which, of my part of my love for the for the Arrow series mm-hmm. is because it is it is really gritty. The acting's not always the best. Mm-hmm. It really isn't. Mm-hmm. But the choreography for the action sequences is amazing. The acting has gotten better. It's a grittier story. Um, that's that's awesome. Berlanti, I think, is doing a pretty decent job on the Flash. Um, the Captain Cold was not what I wanted, though, and we are falling into this trap of the freak of the week. Um, we've got this whole relationship uh, as far as like uh, uh, I hate the fact that they feel that they need to. And this is not my thoughts, so don't get me wrong. 
I think this is Hollywood stuck in that old Hollywood fucking, uh, oh, we've got to throw some romance in there for the females. Mm. And I don't think that all women out there are like, no, you have to do that. Because I honestly think that if you had a uh, fucking, if you, if you make, a, you know, you, you make a movie with a female-centric character, I don't think the women out there are wanting to see this woman fall in love. Yeah, it doesn't I think have women, to happen every exactly, time. Exactly. I, I think a lot of women out there just want to see a character kick some ass. Okay, so uh, my my yeah, my whole problem with all this is they fall into the same traps that like they've got to have like some romantic angle or some mm-hmm. like I don't know. This seems like uh, like like this catty back and forth bullshit between her and her foster sister. Yeah, that, yeah, I don't want to see any of that. Yeah, so toss it next. I toss. Yep. Yeah, I toss it. Toss it hands down. All right, guys. Um, so we heard. Rumors the, of Margot Robbie, uh, the actress from Wolf on Wall Street, being courted for a role in David Ayer's Suicide Squad movie. But now Latina Review has a rumor that they are looking at another female actress. Hmm. Whether she's an addition to Margot Robbie or instead of is not known. Here's what Latina Review had to say. Got tipped off by sources that Warners is seriously looking at 22-year-old English fashion model, socialite actress, and singer Kara Delevingne. Mm. Do you know her? No. All right. For the villainous female role in the film, could it be Harley Quinn? I'm not sure at press time. She certainly looks the part, plus Harley has a long association with the Suicide Squad. However, earlier drafts of the script didn't have Harley included. That all can change since it is expected that David Ayer will take a crack at the script. We'll fill you guys in as more develops and I learn more. Suicide Squad is about a group of supervillains that are brought together to tackle high-risk black ops missions for the government. So that's quick news. I just wanted to bring that up. Are you looking up the actress right now? Yeah. Yeah. You got pictures of her? Mm Mm-hmm. What do you think, man? Yeah, I can see how she could be a Harley, possibly. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Could she also be Killer Frost? Mm, Killer Frost is a female character? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what she what else she's been in. The I, funny thing is, I honestly think she could either be she could either be Harley Quinn or Killer Frost. Margot Robbie could also be Killer Frost or Harley Quinn. Right. You know what I mean? It's a toss up. Mm, that's so, interesting. Yeah, so it looks like they are trying to bring in another uh female role into the film. Um and it's not confirmed that Margot Robbie's gonna be even joining the film, so yeah, you know, same thing with Ryan Gosling and Will Smith and all those guys. All I, right, I hate all that unconfirmed bullshit. I know. <laughs> I just got to report it. Oh, I, I hear you. I hear you. Batmannews.com is reporting that Ben Affleck's Batman will wear armor that will be laced with kryptonite and f- will fire missiles. Oh, that's helpful for selling action figures. <laughs> <laughs> do you remember when they? Do you excuse me? Let me rephrase this. Mattel.com <laughs> is reporting that Ben Affleck's Batman. What, okay, what are you going to say, Frank? I fucking called that on one of the first episodes I was on. They had released that picture, and it looked like it had that weave in it. And I'd mentioned that. I don't know if that was on the section that ended up getting like dropped because of tech errors, though. But, yeah, I called that shit, dude. Like, Ruth, that's cool. Oh. Uh- well, come on. There, there you go. Congratulations, Frank. Congratulations, Frank. <laughs> <laughs> it's Frank. All right. All right, Frank. 
If someone out there, if our if a pop culture leftover like historian can find <laughs> could find that clip, right. they should let us know the timestamp yeah. that for us. I'll, I'll try to check it myself too. It have to be in the late forties. Uh, BatmanNews.com reports also uh, indicates that Batman will have not one but two vehicles in the film. Oh shit! <laughs> More action figure sales. <laughs> Two remote control cars. <laughs> he will also have 17 suits. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding about that last one. Arctic Batman. <laughs> Arctic Night Batman. <laughs> Desert Camo Batman. <laughs> Holy shit. Nice. I'm excited. Uh, <laughs> pastry Chef Batman. <laughs> oh, nice. Scuba Gear Batman. <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, gynecologist Batman. Oh, <laughs> <shit>. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Gives new meaning to the bat cage. <laughs> uh, all right, cat woman. Let's take a look at that pussy. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Bad new BatmanNews.com. Yeah, they said that there's going to be two vehicles in the film. Whether or not the second vehicle is another version of the Batmobile or a Bat boat or Bat plane is yet to be seen. So. Hmm. Yeah, um, yeah, maybe possibly two Batmobiles and a uh, Batman suit, Batman suit of armor laced with kryptonite, and it'll fire missiles. So nice, nice. Don't choke on those missiles. <laughs> yeah, it could be dangerous. Yeah, eight and over probably for that toy. Well, yeah, that's the whole reason that they didn't have the Boba Fett missile firing toy. Yeah, yeah I was doing that was making fun of the Boba Fett thing. Kinda. Is it okay? Yeah. Nice, nice. So that was totally right. making fun of that. Yeah. Oh my god! But that prototype Boba Fett fucking toy, uh, that oh, thing yeah. is like worth thousands and thousands of dollars. That's man. one of the holy grails of it Star is, Wars toy collecting. It is, is that missile it firing is. Boba Fett. Missile firing Boba Fett. You're right. Yeah, ruined, but, ruined many a Christmas with all that choking. <laughs> mm. oh, <sh> <laughs> Uh, I was going to say something dirty, but I'm not. <laughs> oh, shit. I was just going to talk about past Christmases, but. I could have got uncomfortable for you guys. Oh, thank God we're skipping it. Yeah, we're skipping <laughs> it. All right. Yeah, Batman v Superman. It comes out, uh, what is it, March 25th, 2016. So. Toys will hit about February. Yeah. <laughs> Might get the trailer we heard from before the end of the fucking year. Yeah, oh, before yeah. Lord of the Rings and shit, right? Yeah, or Hobbit yeah. part, whatever the fuck. We don't know. Oh, fuck that, man. I love the Hobbit and all that shit, but I hate the fact that it's going to be split into two. Hobbit part three. Are they splitting? <sighs> Hobbit part three. Are you excited? About Hobbit part three? Yeah. That's tough, dude. I saw the trailer. What did you guys think about the trailer? Eh, that was me. It's okay. I think it should have been two movies. I'm Definitely yeah. two movies. I think it should have been two movies. I do. Tops. It's, it's going to be like an hour of endings, just like Return of the King. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be hard. I'm wait. I'm waiting. I'm calling it now. I'm waiting for uh, home viewing on that one. It'll be nice to see uh, Smog again, though. Yeah. Yeah. And see, I... I I'd probably go anyway, but I absolutely can't do it at home. I'm going to have to take my kid to see it because he hasn't seen The Lord of the Rings yet. Ah. So all he's known is the first two Hobbit movies, and he's looking forward to it. So I'm going to have to take him. But, yeah, it pisses me off. There's no way, no reason it should have been this long. Yeah. All right, we're going to talk about some more rumors about the uh, Wonder Woman movie that hits theaters in 2017, and then we're going to rate this news. 
And yes, we rate news on this show. That's fine. I'm fine with that. So we do we we we, we rate castings. We rate news. We rate we, we apply it to everything. Yeah. Why? Because it's our fucking show, and we can do whatever the fuck we want, right? <laughs> we rate wigs. We rate wigs yeah. on this show. Hair weaves. <laughs> Anything we want. These rumors come from uh, Bleeding Cool. Here's what they had to say on the Wonder Woman film. We presumed it would be set in the modern day. Well, why wouldn't we? It's not. I have been informed by those who have been, who have seen the greenlit treatment that the film will spend the first half on Paradise Island with warring Amazon factions vying for control. An arrival of a man on the island changes that status quo as he asks the Amazons for help, not necessarily Steve Trevor either. Because when Wonder Woman joins him on his return to the world of man, we all discover that it is the 1920s. And the film will then show Diana exploring that world, a world where women have only just got the vote from her unique perspective. A planned sequel would then take place during World War II in the 30s and 40s. This, of course, was the period that the 70s TV show began in before shifting to the then modern day. And a threequel would then take place in modern day with the Justice League of America. All right, guys, this news came out. We're yeah. going to rate it. I, I mean, this is something I think we need to rate. I, I, like, like, this is the direction that they're thinking they're going to take the Wonder Woman movie in. This isn't concrete. This is just rumor from Bleeding Cool. What do you think about this, the, the way that they're taking this movie? I like it. If it's the real deal, I Tupperware it. Um, I really like the idea of doing uh, superhero period pieces like that. And I think if done seriously and not too tongue-in-cheekly, that could be really cool. Yeah. Agreed. I had Tupperware it as well for the exact same reasons. And uh, I, I think it's high time that she got to have the spotlight all to herself for a change. Yeah, I th- and I think that's a good way that the movie can distance itself from the Justice League, Batman v Superman, Man of Steel, like shit that's going on, and not have to be forced to be part of that. Well, right. keep in mind that the first appearance we're going to see of her is going to be in modern day, the Batman v Superman movie. Mm-hmm. So this is going to not go further along into that story we're going to take a step back and it looks like we're going to see more of an origin story i think that means they're expecting her to knock it out of the park i think you have to do an origin story for wonder woman i think you just necessarily have to i think this generation if you asked 100 people on the street how is wonder woman wonder woman uh, i'd be surprised if 10 of them got got it right sure absolutely so i think it really does it's not batman it's not spider-man like, we all knew that. Now, I thought I read that the way they decided to go with the origin was that she wasn't going to be made out of clay, that she was just going to be her stepdaughter, just to make it simple. Yeah, I think they're going to modernize it somehow, but I think yeah. they'll make it fantastical a bit. They're going with the Greek origin in right. the new 52. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and that's pretty fantastical. Can I read it? Yeah. Tupperware. Yeah, yeah. all right. Tupperware party. It's absolutely a Tupperware party. Yeah. I don't have the... I, I did it. Audio. Good enough. Yep. <laughs> and I'm glad they got a plan. I mean, the, we just talked a few weeks ago about how, uh, wasn't it the Aquaman script that they were telling two different writers to just throw them up against each other? Mm-hmm. I'm glad they got a plan. 
Yeah, I'm excited. That that's good stuff. The Wonder Woman is one of the few DC movies I'm excited for. Yeah, I'm excited for it too. Yay. Uh, we li- we all like something DC. Tupperware party. Yeah, yeah nice. I found it. I found it. Nice. No, but yeah, I think it's great. They're going to go in the 1920s. I like that. I think it's going to take us. Uh, I don't know. I, I always like that uh, time period. And then in the second movie, they're mm-hmm. talking about the second movie, like a Wonder Woman two. That's going to take us to the 30s. I love that. Yeah, that'll be awesome. So. Seeing the golden lasso getting throwing tanks around. Yeah. Oh God. Fuck yeah. Yeah. That'd be cool. All right, guys, we're going to move on. We're getting closer to the Marvel news. Oh. But we're going to start off with the Marvel news, but not the Marvel news that everybody wants us to do. (laughs) Okay, but we're going to do Marvel news. Variety reports that Benedict Cumberbatch will be Doctor Strange in the MCU. It's not been confirmed, but we're going to rate it. All right. Benedict Cumberbatch, it hasn't been confirmed yet, but... Let's assume that Benedict Cumberbatch is going to be our Doctor Strange. Let's rate it. I toss it. I I don't think um, I I'm a fan of Benedict. I I like him. I think he's good and stuff. But if the whole goal here is to get a huge name, I would consider that a failure. And I don't think Marvel did it with him. So yeah, I'm not not the biggest fan of it. Um, I'm not saying that it couldn't come out and be one of my all-time favorite movies, and I really enjoy him in the role, but just my immediate impact upon hearing it is disappointment. Uh, I'm going to give it a taste it, but it's a shade on the low side, only because given all the names that they were tossing around, I I love Benedict Cumberbatch, but I think that they could have done better. Not so much that for a bigger name, but... Like the Keanu stuff. I mean, I they think there's somebody else that was a little bit better for it. There's so many other names that what comes to your mind isn't they could have done better going around for this character. That to think that about him is like alarming to me. It's like Marvel. I'm, I'm agreeing with you. Frank. Oh, oh, gotcha. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I was confused for a sec. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? No, explain. I, I get into that more. Well, like it's like to think that like um. It just seems like a failure that if you think you know, like all the other people, like your Joaquin Phoenix, your Jared Leto, your Matthew McConaughey, all the other people, like you don't, you're not like, oh, they could have done better if that's what they come out with. But with, with Benedict, I think, oh, they could have done better. You're comparing that's, like a single or double A actor to triple A. Yeah, he, they're just bigger names. But I mean, yeah, I I haven't watched any Sherlock to be fair. So I don't I don't know how great he is in there. Really, my only experience with him is from Star Trek Into Darkness and um, the voice of Schmog. Mm-hmm. And so, just going by that, it just doesn't seem like the big name that Marvel should have got. Have you rewatched that uh, at all, other than in the theater? No. I think it's important that you do because um, I would assume that you saw it at uh, Grand Prairie, right? Uh, no. Oh, okay. Well. In the theater, the audio was off, and every time he talked, there was so much bass and so much vibration, it distorted it. You couldn't hear his inflections, because I'd heard, oh, everybody said they did such a great job, and when I saw it in the theater, I'm like, eh. But then when I listened to it at home, uh, I could you know, hear what he was saying better, the inflections, and understand like some of the... Uh, 
pride or whatever in his yeah. voice. I'm that weirdo that watches movies with the subtitles on too. A lot of times when I watch them at home, so gotcha. I probably that probably would be worth seeing again to hear what he said better. Yeah, I mean, he. I mean, it's, it's night and day, really. So I mean, I I taste it because I think that he could do a good job, but they could have done better. Yeah, I'm basically tossing my excitement level at the announcement, if that is the announcement. Yeah. I don't toss him as an actor able to perform this role. I'm tossing basically my level of excitement upon hearing that announcement. Gotcha. I was expecting a huge announcement that was just going to make me just like be jumping up and down in anticipation of a Doctor Strange movie. And this is just kind of like, yeah, he can do it. Yeah. Yeah. We got the guy that's been rumored for everything. Mm-hmm. They've got the guy that's been rumored for, like, they even, they even he was even rumored for the Star Trek role. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. nobody knew if he's actually going to be in there as far as, like, playing Khan. And then, yeah. then he got in there and he's Khan. And then, you know, then we got him rumored for Star Wars mm-hmm. Episode Seven, Um, and we've heard him rumored for everything under the sun. So they have not officially cast him as, ben- as uh, Doctor Strange. I'm going to give this one a taste it. Um, you know, I mean, this is not the worst casting ever, if it does happen. But it's not, like you said, it's nothing to make me jump up and down and be like, fuck yeah, yeah. Benedict Cumberbatch, yay! He is my Doctor Strange. Exactly. Right. It's not yeah. the Robert Downey Jr. reaction. It's not the Robert Downey Jr. reaction. Uh, I think he's going to be able to deliver the lines. Mm-hmm. But on the flip side, uh, and you know, I like everything that he's been in from the episodes I have seen of Sherlock. I really enjoyed him. I enjoyed him in War Horse. Um, I enjoyed him in. Um, I need to see War Horse. Yeah, I enjoyed him in War Horse. I enjoyed him in, you know, even though, you know, Star Trek Into Darkness isn't my favorite, he was good in that movie. Yeah. Um, um, I just, uh, this just is not anything that's blowing me away. Yeah, he's fully it's, capable. Yeah, and it's not that he's not a big name. He's a hot actor right now. And uh, you know what? On the on one side, I'm thinking to myself, it's very smart that with a hot name like this that Marvel locks him up. Mm-hmm. But on the flip side of it, it's just like, uh, I think there's other hot actors they could have locked up that I would have been like, uh, you know, Doing backflips over. Yeah, I even like Ethan Hawke better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of names I like better. So yeah, I'm, I'm glad this isn't official yet. I was scared for a minute that it was like. It's just kind. Of, I think at the point at this point right now, it's just Marvel working out the contract, how many pictures he's going to do, and I think it's going to be. I think it's a done deal. You think this is the deal for sure? No, I think it's a done deal. I think it's just a matter of like figuring out an amount and figuring out a picture deal. I think it's a done deal though. Okay. Get a cheap laugh at his expense. Uh, have you guys seen the little thirty second clip of him trying to say the word penguins? Yeah, I've heard about you talking about that. <laughs> he he did a. Uh, uh, monologue or commentary for penguins was it on the on the uh graham norton show was it on so graham norton uh no uh it was clips of him doing like a um footage film for penguins Mm. so he's like the new morgan freeman (laughs) yeah basically another penguin movie he was doing that like the thing now. that's what he was doing maybe morgan freeman should be our next doctor strange (laughs) 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 <laughs> I'd be down. 
No, he, no, I he... remember the first time I met Wong. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the first time I met Andy Dufresne. Yeah. Oh, Andy. You hear the lip dying. <laughs> I love that scene at the end of Shawshank Redemption where it takes him like five minutes to open up that fucking box. Oh, yeah. Where he's looking around for like ten fucking minutes. <laughs> I love that movie. Yeah, it's a great movie. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> We're off the path there. Yeah. Oh, we, yeah. We got an email from Anthony, our buddy from Tokyo. Okay. What's up, guys? So now that it looks like Keanu is out of the Doctor Strange extravaganza, what Marvel role could you guys find for him moving forward? Iron Fist. <laughs> <laughs> I am relieved he will not be Doctor Strange myself. God damn it, Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. It's people like God you. damn you. <laughs> As I too feel that hearing him spout off spells would have likely been awkward and cringeworthy. A quieter, soft-spoken type Marvel character, on the other hand, would play in to his strengths. Vin seems to have Black Bolt locked up, so who could he play? I am just going to go through Adam. I am just going to throw out my favorite Nova Rich Rider as Keanu's Marvel character. He could nail. Yeah, he is a little older, but I think it could work. What say you? Also, there are plenty of crazy and attractive women in Tokyo. Come here, and you will add some wonderful additions to the dating disaster segment. <laughs> Maybe a knife wound from a jealous Yakuza boyfriend or a nice case of burns when I pee. Cool. Since chicks here tend to avoid protection like we are used to in the States. Um, <laughs> wow, what an invite. <laughs> That's where that's where he ends the email. That's <laughs> dot dot dot. And after that, he talks about uh, the pee burns, and then he just throws wow. Anthony. So yeah, <laughs> wow, he's got some burning questions there. Yeah, <laughs> burning questions. Yeah, bum <laughs> bum. No, uh, I don't know. I, I, I yeah. Anthony, I'm going to be honest with you. The the only character I wanted to see Keanu play in the Marvel Universe was Doctor Strange, and that was stripped. Uh, looks like it's been stripped from me. So oh. I'm uh, no, no, seriously, seriously. I've I'm Rocky. I've gone I've gone fucking 15 rounds with Apollo Creed, and uh, they knocked me out. He'd be a great Iron Fist. I think he'd be a great Danny Rand. I think that's like the perfect Marvel character for him. I, it's it's highly non plausible because me, you're giving me consolation bullshit right now. It's it's highly not. He'd be a better Iron Fist than a Doctor Strange. Stop uh, it. <laughs> he oh, he'd be great in that role, and I think Nova's not bad. Not a bad idea either. Having Keanu Reeves be Richard Rider, I'd be okay with that too. Yeah, good for you. Yeah, Doctor Strange. <laughs> Keanu's saying those spells. That would have been crazy. Right? <laughs> it would have been awesome. <laughs> it would have been awesome. I wanted it. I really did. I really did. You think it's... You're really giving me a big bummer telling me that that Benedict thing is probably 100% going to happen. Yeah, for me it is. Yeah, I've just been in denial. I'm not, no, it's not like I'm... Um, it's not like I'm upset that Benedict Cumberbatch is going to be Doctor Strange. Yeah, I, I am a little. I'm not 100% upset because, I mean, the guy, he, he's, he's a professional. I mean, 
guy, he's a professional. He he is going to when he goes into this, he's going to fucking go balls to the wall. He is. I mean, for God's sake, the guy went to the zoo and would watch iguanas. That way, he could do mocap for fucking smog. <laughs> I mean, this guy is going to take it seriously. Okay, yeah, so I don't doubt that. We're getting an actor that's going to take the role seriously. I just, I just wanted to see uh, Keanu Reeves' comeback story here. I wanted Keanu to prove that he could be in the Marvel universe mm-hmm. and he could hold his own with the likes of like you know fucking Robert Downey Jr. Dude, it's just so bizarre. And, and uh, guys, we always talk about whoa. whoa. <laughs> You got to uh, rap the news Hell now. yeah, dude. <laughs> I'm going to get into it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, uh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, I was really going to break it down there, man. Old school. Yeah, tell us about Keanu rap style. I was, man. I was going to break it down to you, man. But no, but for real, like, you know, we always talk about on this show, like, oh, you know, Marvel's always thinking outside the box. Marvel's got, like, James Gunn coming in there doing Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. Marvel adds the Russo brothers to direct, like, the Captain America movie. Mm-hmm. Two guys that are known for doing, like, Arrested Development and Parks and Rack. Mm, Scott Derrickson. Scott Derrickson. He's going to, you know, Face. does horror. F- Three flicks. What the, the fuck weekend. is going on? Now, now, that, now I'm we got a ghost down PG, here. Which took out- this episode is haunted. Yeah. But no, seriously, like, that was the thing. I thought Marvel was going to be one of these studios that were like, you know what? Let's take a risk on Keanu Reeves. Let's do this. Let's do this. Mm. So it upset me when that didn't happen. Whatever. For a guy that thinks Marvel can't do any fucking wrong, Jake, <laughs> me throwing out Keanu Reeves as Doctor Strange. I don't like it. Whatever. I would have tossed that too. <laughs> whatever. Fuck you. <laughs> You're the same. You know what? I can't take anything you say seriously, though. You're the same guy that doesn't want. Well, not, not necessarily saying that you don't want it. But fucking Terry Crews is fucking Luke Cage. Oh yeah, shit! I, I am that guy. Coming. I am there's that no guy. Other, there's no other guy that, that that can play Luke Cage to the level of Terry Crews, in my opinion. Round the guy's the guy is a human action figure. <laughs> he is Luke Cage. There's nobody else built like him yeah. that could do this role. I mean, seriously. Maybe I, they could do storylines where they travel to the future, and it's Terry Crews playing the character. That'd be he, interesting. Got, he's healthy. He's he he looks young. He could do it. Come on. Yeah. Whatever. God Finish him. <laughs> yeah, I would watch the show. I'm not. I don't hate Terry Crews. <laughs> Somebody else is gonna have to say something because I'm just yeah. Yeah, Keanu Reeves saying all that dialogue. I really. I mean, I'm being serious. I'm not trying to antagonize you at all. I just, you really think he could handle all that? I mean, it just seems like so much like for Keanu to do. It's a lot of like weird dialogue for the entire movie. See, I don't even really know all that much about Doctor Strange. I'm just strictly going off of the pictures I've seen and the actor. Him using his powers is him saying a lot of weird verbiage. And I just find that coming out as... Can't All right, fine. They got the guy fine. who can't say the word penguin to bring him it. in. Bring him in for an audition. Show me the fucking audition clips. Yeah. Then let me make up my goddamn mind. Okay. But they didn't even do that. Yeah. At least bring him in for an audition. Do a fucking rehearsal, and let him read some of the lines, and then let me make up my goddamn mind. Yeah. See, I can back you on the Terry Crews thing way more because you know he actually like is all about it. Like. But Keanu Reeves just seemed like he, he barely knew the character, but was kind of interested in it. From well, he- uh, th- let's talk about other actors that don't know about the characters. Let's talk about Hugh Jackman. And I'm not trying to say that oh. fucking Keanu Reeves is on the same level as Hugh Jackman as far as acting ability. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, we're not going to see. But you know what I am saying is like not all these people that fucking get into these movies know everything about their character. It's not like Glenn Close has been sitting around reading Guardians of the Galaxy, you know, in between all these independent films. She's no knows she knows nothing about Nova Prime, nor does she give a shit about Nova Prime now, even after she's done the movie. (laughs) But but but, you, I mean, you tossed her performance, so I I hear you. But I I hear where you're coming from. I a hundred percent agree with what you're saying that you don't have to have a knowledge or love of any character you play. I don't think that Keanu Reeves is as big as an idiot that everybody makes him out to be. I don't think he's an idiot by any means whatsoever. Oh, I, I know. And I'm not talking about you. I'm yeah. just saying there's people out there that think this guy is a fuck. Oh, the only part he can fucking play is fucking Ted Theodore Logan. And, and you're wrong. Oh, I completely agree with you. You're wrong. Yeah, I 100% agree with you. And he's just a great like guy all around, Absolutely. too. Like all the stuff you read about, like how much he donates to charity from the movies he makes and everything. And he just seems like a real regular guy. This is a guy I was willing to take a chance on. Yeah. I, I'm not 100% like, can he, is he going to pull off the movie or not? But he was a guy I was willing to take a chance on, you know? Just like Hollywood had their trepidations on taking a chance on with, you know, Robert Downey Jr. Okay, yeah, he's the perfect Tony Stark, but can he stay sober and do it? Yeah, maybe get Keanu Reeves to be a badass Wong. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I wanted him as Doctor Strange. Moving on, moving on. Um, so, before we talk about the announcements that were made on Tuesday, let's go over a few rumors and spoilers for Age of Ultron. I want to thank uh, listener Josh uh, Josh Hill, uh, member of our Leftover Army, for this next bit of news. And it comes from HitFix, who claims to know some major spoilers for the Age of Ultron when it comes to the character of the Hulk. They discuss one major act at the end of the film, so this could be major spoilers. Skip ahead if you don't want to be spoiled, but here's what Fix, uh, HitFix had to say. Much of what excites me about the way that the film is going to end is that it sets in motion a number of big narrative ideas that should go a long way towards setting up whatever storylines they'll follow in the third Thor or the third Captain America. And those movies are going to feel like the inevitable next story steps that have to take place. That's the most fiendishly interesting thing about the way Josh Whedon's script for Age of Ultron works. It not only tells a complete story... But it also makes a fairly clear makes it fairly clear what the big broad strokes are that are going to get us from the ending of that film to the start of Avengers three. Um, hit fix ass. Uh, oh yeah, okay. Hit fix. Then they 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 go on. They say, "Do I think that there is a Planet Hulk movie in development by Marvel? No. Do I think the fans of Planet Hulk are going to be happy?" Between Avengers, Age of Ultron, and Avengers 3? Yes. So, how is that going to work? Well, here's where the spoilers begin. And again, I warn you, these are fairly big in terms of what they mean to overall film. So, if you don't want any information about how the Avengers Age of Ultron ends, without giving away why and how, let's look at the state of things for Bruce Banner at the end of Age of Ultron. Banner continues to play a key role in things in this movie, and when the final war with Ultron spills onto the battlefield and out of the virtual realm, he has a major part to play. Unfortunately, that ends with him on board a Quinjet on his way off the planet, with no way to immediately turn things around, he's going to have to ride out the trip. It's pre-programmed, and he can't stop it. Hmm. 
here's where I'd wager his spaceship is headed. Wherever the garden Guardians of the Galaxy are located. If I was a betting man, I'd say there will be no Hulk solo film as part of Phase 3. Okay, we'll talk about that later. Instead, Banner's ship will take him to another planet where he will end up meeting the Guardians and having an adventure with them. Hulk will definitely come out to play a few times. I suspect we'll see some sequences that very much feel like they're part of the Planet Hulk story, but that the larger story will be about the Guardians finding a way to get Banner home, only to end up going with him. That would have a big piece of the puzzle into place to get Thanos looking back at the Earth in time for the third Avengers film. So, um, let's talk about that, I guess. Yeah, I like it. Um, I'd kind of like to see it as a solo Hulk movie, but I like that they're still going to do these things. Um, I really like that storyline where it's like, okay, Hulk is just such a giant threat. What are we going to do with them? We'll just slap him on a ship and shoot him off into, uh, into space and not have to deal with his ass. What have we seen from the trailers and from other films that lead us to believe that this could be something that they do? Hmm. The Hulkbuster fight, number one. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Okay, number two, the Avengers film, that whole uh, container that was made for the Hulk mm-hmm. that we saw Nick Fury put Loki in. Mm-hmm. So... Could there be? Could they basically say, "Let's convert that container into a Quinjet, get him the fuck off the planet"? Yeah, I, I think that's probably exactly what they'll do, and that'll be super fun when he comes back all pissed off for the whole thing happening in the first place, right? And we get kind of the World War Hulk nod. You think that's going to happen? Yeah, especially now with um, Inhumans being introduced, we could easily recreate some of the stuff that was big, and uh, it was Black Bolt that was able to actually stop him, wasn't he? Or no, he. he I think he fucked Black Bolt up, too, in World War Hulk. My mom just sent me a text here real quick. So oh, yeah, I that's off topic. Do you watch American Horror Story? <laughs> <laughs> Do you watch American Horror Story? Is it too scary for me to watch? Ooh, it is pretty mom scary. Right. Yeah. Are you going to tell her, yeah, it's kind of it's kind of borderline? Yeah, I'm going to tell my mom that it might be a little too much for her. Yeah. So I would recommend that. Yeah. yeah. All right. Moving on. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Um, definitely. I think this is setting up. Uh, I think it's a, a good way to set up Planet Hulk, World War Hulk. Yeah. I, I'm excited for it. And I don't. I, the way I kind of feel about the you know solo film is if he's going to end up being like one of the prime focuses of the next Guardians movie, then I mean it, it's almost as good. It doesn't have to necessarily be his name in the title. At the end of the Guardians movie, all they said that they were going to go out and do is like go out on adventures and shit, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Towards the end of that movie, I mean, yeah, this sets it up. I mean, one of those adventures could be, you know, them bumping into the Hulk and shit and being involved in the Planet Hulk story. Yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah. yeah. So, I'm, I'm down. I'm down too. Yep. All right, guys. Could Bruce Banner and Natasha Romanoff be more than teammates? In a recent interview, Ruffalo may have let the cat out of the bag, if it's true, they are romantically involved. Mm. There's a scene in the trailer that somewhat supports this theory where Black Widow can be seen palm to palm with the Hulk as she is possibly trying to calm him down. Now, this is completely different from what we saw in the Avengers film where mm. she was completely terrified right, yeah. of the Hulk. I mean, we had that scene, you know, aboard um, the... Uh, why can't I think of the goddamn name of the... 
The Quinjet. The, no, the the hover. The, oh, oh, the helicarrier. Helicarrier. Thank you. They never stay in the air. The yeah, uh, the helicarrier. They're in the helicarrier, and he starts to Hulk out, and she she freaks out and runs away. She's one hundred percent completely terrified. Even when they tell her that she's off to go to this third world country and track him down, she's scared. She's scared. So this is completely different. Um, so in this interview, they ask him about this relationship, and he's kind of caught off guard. And he says, uh, "We don't have a relation," and he stops. And he says, what kind of a relationship? <laughs> and then Ruffalo initially responded, you know, he doesn't know what details have been revealed about the film. Mm-hmm. So he turns to a Disney representative that's next to him and he says, did you tell him that? <laughs> and he goes, okay, I'll play. I'll play along. Yeah, yeah. There's a really important relationship between – and then he laughs. I was just happy that I was in the movie at all. And any scenes that I got to be with, you know, Scarlett Johansson were a big bonus. <laughs> so it sounds like he was caught off guard by that question. And it was kind of was cheeky about it too. Yes, it was the perfect question to ask at the time. We got a really odd response from him. It does sound like there might be something a little bit more between him and Black Widow in this. There might be some kind of like uh, relationship. Yeah, that's classic Josh Whedon stuff too. To have all kinds of new connections with the characters. Yeah, yeah, a lot of that angsty stuff too from Buffy. Maybe there's mm-hmm. a reason they can't be together. Really. Mm-hmm. So that'll be interesting. Black Widow herself will probably shut the door on the ship that shoots him off. Oh, oh wow. yeah, emotional. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I wonder if that wasn't the glass she had her hand up on in the clip. Uh-huh. As as he's getting ready to blast off the planet. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, the Avengers team members have been confirmed by Kevin Feige to be shaken up after Avengers Age of Ultron. Here's the quote Feige had in an interview with BuzzFeed. Quote, the Avengers films, ideally in their grand plan, are always big, giant linchpins. It's like as it was in publishing when each of the characters would go on their own adventures and then occasionally team up for a big 12-issue mega event. Then they would go back into their own comics and be changed from whatever that event was. I envision the same thing occurring after this movie because the Avengers roster is altered by the finale of this film. That's awesome. I love Mm -hmm. it. I love it. Roster shakeups in Avengers. That's what Avengers is all about. We've been hearing rumblings of this, and we've already got denouncements for Phase 3, seeing new characters, and mm-hmm. that's what we're going to talk about next. So it looks like that lineup is going to be forever altered after this film. I think it uh, kind of changes things a little bit for me, because I thought it was going to be altered after Cap 3, which we're going to talk about. Mm. All right, let's get to announcements. Let's get to the big announcements. Yeah, let's take well, let's take a quick break before we get into quick the break? super meet. All right, quick break. We're going to come back with announcements that they made at Tuesday's event. You know cooking. Yeah, do. Pork chop sandwiches. Oh shit! Get the fuck out of here! What are you doing? Go! Get the fuck out of here, you stupid idiot! Fuck, we're all dead! Get the fuck out! My god, did that smell good! Detected, there's no going, and you tell me do things I done running! G.I. Joe! 
All right. Uh, yeah. So, gonna talk about, uh, finally, talk about this whole fucking time. Marvel but, Phase uh, 3. Marvel Phase 3. So, we're gonna talk about Marvel Phase 3. <laughs> All right, guys. Marvel Phase 3. Wow, I love the music. Yeah, you got to go with this music, right? Yeah. Gives Marvel, me chills. Yeah. Marvel Phase 3. May 6th, 2016. Captain America. Not Serpent Society. Civil War. Yeah, big old psych. Exactly. Big psych out. It didn't stop there, though, right? No, it did not. We got more announcements. November 4th, 2016, Doctor Strange. Oh, by the hoary host of Hoggeth. Yes. <laughs> May 5th, 2017, Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Yes, another mixtape. July 28th, 2017, Thor, Ragnarok. Oh shit, the end. Yeah. November 3rd. 2017, Black Panther. Oh, shit. Wakanda. Wakanda. We're going to Wakanda. May 4th, 2018, Avengers Infinity War Part 1. Oh, this is the best. (laughs) (laughs) What's that, Justice League Part 1? Oh, shit. (laughs) Infinity War Part 1. July 6th, 2018, Captain Marvel! Oh, yes. Wow. Carol Danvers on Carol the Carol Danvers screen. confirmed November 2nd, 2018, The Inhumans. <laughs> Vin Diesel, Black Bolt, is that what we're getting? I would bet. Yeah. May 3rd, 2019, Avengers, Infinity War, Part two. So huge we ran out of music. I know. Especially on the last one. Yeah. 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 So close. Oh, man. How exciting is all this? Uh, Guys, yeah. Okay. Captain America Civil War, Doctor Strange, Guardians of the Galaxy 2, Thor Ragnarok, Black Panther, Avengers Infinity War Part 1, Captain Marvel, and Humans Infinity War Part 2. Holy fuck. That's a lot of movies. That's a lot of yeah. movies. whole lot of movies. Let's talk about each one of them. I'm not going to talk about them in the order that I talked about them in. I'm going to talk about him out of order. All right, number one, Doctor Strange. So yeah. we always knew we were going to get a Doctor Strange movie. We had a director attached, Scott Derrickson. So it was announced that we are definitely getting a Doctor Strange movie. And uh, yeah, I would have slapped myself in the face if they wouldn't have announced a Doctor yeah, Strange movie for Phase right. 3. Uh, it hasn't been confirmed, though. Benedict Cumberbatch is, in fact, Doctor Strange. Feige said that if there was an official casting to be announced, it would have been. So I'm guessing they're just working on the final stages, like I said, for the contract of Benedict Cumberbatch, in my opinion. Mm. Uh, now Kevin Feige had this to say about the film, about the, you know, the surgeon turned Sorcerer Supreme. The idea of this film is to open up another corner of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Feige said that the MCU already has Earthbound Heroes, and cosmic heroes, but now they'll, quote, enter the world of parallel dimensions. Scott Derrickson will be, quote, creating visuals the likes of which we haven't seen in any Marvel movie before, and ones that, quote, hopefully you haven't seen in any movie ever. Yeah. He talked about the movie 
Some more, he said, it takes a while to work on these movies before they're ready to come to you in theaters. Dr. Stephen Strange, brilliant neurosurgeon, bit of an arrogant fellow who gets in a car accident and ruins what he thinks are the tools of his trade, his hands, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe version of the supernatural. That involves everything from quantum mechanics to string theory. The idea of this film is to open up a whole new corner of the cinematic universe. We want to enter through Strange, the world of parallel dimensions. Doctor Strange will hit theaters November 4th, 2016. Hmm. That sounds great. I wonder if Doctor Strange will be the one that finds the existence of the Inhumans. Like, I got a tricky feeling that the Inhumans will be introduced in a movie for a minute before they are in the Inhumans movie, you know? Um, well, I mean, the only thing that I can think of is, like, you know, if you're looking at the Inhumans as kind of like the Guardians of the Galaxy, mm-hmm. it's like that team that nobody really knows anything about unless you've been following the Marvel comics. Yeah. The only thing that was the connection was at the end of the Thor movie where they introduced the Collector. Yeah, that's true. Something like that, I think, will happen, though, for the Inhumans. Like a little drop for them. Okay. And there's a good chance that maybe it might happen in the Doctor Strange movie. It could. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not arguing that. So, yeah, sure. I, don't, I don't know. I think um, I'm excited. I love that description that we're going to see sites like we've never seen them before with all these parallel dimensions and magical worlds that Doctor Strange is going to travel to. Yeah. We're going to see him amass his magical powers. That's going to be some crazy stuff. Yeah. Was anybody thinking when they did this whole thing? Let's talk about the event, first of all. Mm-hmm. kind of came out of nowhere on a Tuesday, October 28th. Mm-hmm. Was anybody thinking that they were going to take these movies all the way out to 2020? No. Yeah, I didn't know when they were going to stop. Yeah. I didn't think they were going to take them out that far. I thought, oh, okay, we're going to get our... Uh, we're going to get our... Uh, I didn't think we were going to get all of, like, Phase 3... And I didn't know – well, I thought, okay, if we're going to get all of Phase 3, it's going to be still our two movies a year. Mm. Guys, I think like by, by 2017, they're giving us three movies a year. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's wild. I like it, though. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. I love how they're weaving it together, man. And uh, like we talked about earlier, I just got through reading Civil War. That, that Captain America Civil War, that's an event movie all on its own. Yeah. Let's talk about Civil War. Captain America 3 is now officially titled Civil War, not Serpent Society, like they teased on the screen at the event before they talked about it in more detail. The movie will be directed by uh, the Russo brothers, who's retur- who, who are returning you know, from Captain America, the Winter Soldier, Joe and Anthony Russo. Not only will they be getting, uh, as we already know, Robert Downey Jr.'s Iron Man in this film, but it will also debut the appearance of Chadwick Boseman, Who's officially been cast as the Black Panther, uh, which we've you know um, we've played audio clips of uh, Chadwick Boseman in the past when they've asked him you know if he's going to mm-hmm. be the Black Panther. I've played in t- two separate episodes mm-hmm. where they've confronted him about this, <laughs> and he won't give a straight up answer, and he couldn't because they were still in contract negotiations. But uh, you know where there's a smoke, there's a fire, and I said it in those episodes too. He neither he neither said you know yeah I'm Black Panther, but he never denied it either. No. And now we finally got confirmation that the actor that starred in 42, Get On Up, where he played uh, uh, James Brown, mm-hmm. this guy, I mean, basically Chadwick Boseman is probably the luckiest actor in Hollywood. Oh, yeah. He's right? the luckiest actor in Hollywood. It seems like he gets these big fucking roles, and he's a new actor in Hollywood, but, I mean, he's been getting some great roles. 
Um, but yeah, he's going to be T'Challa, Black Panther, and he's going to debut in Captain America: Civil War. Now, Civil War. Um, if do we need do we need to go into what Civil War is? Do we think? We, well, I think we just the small of it is it's about the Superhuman Registration Act and whether or not they should allow heroes to have to like agree to tell the government who they are and be like in a file and right. everything. Now, do you think? Okay. Basically, the superhero community, they're split down the middle when mm-hmm. it comes to this. You've got you know, Team Stark, you got team, uh, you got Team Rogers. Exactly, and Iron Man thinks that they should go ahead with the Superhero yes. Registration Act. So does Reed Richards. And Reed Richards and a bunch of other people, and Cap is on the side that thinks that the whole thing is like wrong right. and that it takes away from their freedom now, by doing this. Now, in the comic, Thor and Hulk are off-planet, which mm-hmm. makes sense for the planet hulk shit Uh thor what do you think is he going to be doing is he going to be going to like uh is he going to be going off world maybe to asgard talking to odin do you think where where is thor going to be throughout this whole thing yeah i'm not sure that's a good question he's a weird piece of the puzzle um i don't know quite possibly i think some of the hulk stuff may even play out in his movie too i mean who even knows in the comics um he shows up and it's not really him it's uh oh yeah it's the robot that they created yeah that's a big to do so they'll probably keep it a secret and have everybody think that it's really thor yeah thor got cloned Mm -hmm. um villains were recruited and then spider-man revealed his identity in civil war Mm -hmm. yeah um i mean uh you know and it's should i go into spoilers about captain america um yeah, I don't think it hurts. All right, spoilers. Captain America surrenders to stop fighting. He gets shot and he dies. Yeah. So, and then he's replaced by the Winter Soldier, which we've all kind of, kind of saw that coming, you know. But now we really see it coming with the announcement of Civil War. Yeah. That mm-hmm. there is a good chance he's going to get replaced for a while, at least, by Sebastian Stan. Yeah, that's a good call. By calling the movie Civil War, there's a good chance that Cap may die. Like right. anything could happen at this point. Exactly. So, but at least they don't call it Captain America Civil War, like Dawn of Winter, uh, Dawn of Bucky. <laughs> yeah, that's so true. <laughs> now, there's a scene in the trailer in the Age of Ultron that they showed audiences at the panel that teased the upcoming Civil War, and it's an exchange between Captain America and Stark after they got their uh, asses handed to him by Ultron. Stark says Thor didn't say where he's going for answers, mm-hmm. so Thor is leaving. Mm-hmm. Cap says Earth Mightiest Heroes. And he pulled us apart like cotton candy, talking about Ultron. Mm-hmm. Stark says, I don't trust a guy without a dark side. Captain America says, maybe you haven't seen mine yet. Now, I have this trailer. This is one of those trailers that... Uh, yeah, I saw it. You texted it to me. I texted I- it to you. I put it up on our page. It was already gone by the time I got no, to no, it. No, 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 no. I recorded it on my phone, Frank, and then I uploaded it. Oh, shit. All right, I'll have to go back. You'll have to go back on our page and see that. Yeah, now, if damn. any of our listeners have not seen that, I've got it broken down into two parts, and I'd be happy to email it to you. That's what we do here. We, it's worth seeing. It's, it's cool. It's definitely worth yeah. seeing. It's a scene where uh, Captain America's chopping wood, and he's talking with Captain America. Um, if you haven't seen it, send me an email. Um, send it to uh, popcultureleftovers at gmail.com and title it... Uh, uh, A-O-U trailer, and I'll send it to you. Hmm. Fuck it. There you go. How about that? I like it. Yeah. 
So, yeah, it's worth seeing. If you haven't seen it, definitely send Brian the email. No, no, title it Caps Wood. <laughs> Caps Wood. Caps Wood. Yeah, he's chopping wood. So, title it Caps Wood. <laughs> Maybe you haven't seen mine yet. <laughs> All right, Frank, you're so... God <laughs> Yeah. <damn>. I know. <laughs> I know. Man, they, they did not announce uh, Peabody and Mr. Sherman 2. That's <laughs> a Marvel press event. <laughs> Spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Kevin Feige, uh, he explained how Civil War can work without Spider-Man. He said, I don't want to give too much away, but needless to say, the generalities of the act are the same. Something happens. Perhaps it's a cumul- cumulative for things that have happened, though all of the movies leading up to this point, it has made the government of the world say, we need to have some oversight of these guys. They need to report to somebody so it becomes more – it falls under that umbrella. Rather than you have to take off your mask, it's not about the secret identity thing as much as it is about overall who reports to who and who can agree to oversight committee. Because as of now in Avengers 2, there is no more security council. There is no shield, obviously. Stark is paying for it. Captain America is running it. And things occur that will make governments begin to question – so, that's what uh, Kevin Feige had to say about it. Mm-hmm. That that sounds awesome. Yeah, absolutely. What can you? What do you guys expect to see in uh, Captain America three with the Russo brothers back at the helm? <clears throat> yeah, I was I was daydreaming there, thinking that this sounds like it could really have a lot of ramifications for the Shield show too, like the the who works for who ramifications of everything. Could one of those ramifications be that Jake might start watching it? The She-Hill show, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Quite possibly. But yeah, I'm excited for Cap 3. Cap 2 was so good. So, I mean, in Civil War in a Cap movie, that's great, getting all that Robert Downey Jr. action. I mean, we're not getting Iron Man 4, but this is is almost probably better. This is better. Oh, yeah. Man, this is going to be the first time heading in that I've read the comic of what's coming. So I'm fucking goosed. I can't wait. Yeah, it's going to be cool. I, it'll have big ramifications, I think, for all the movies after it. And I think the build-up to it will be fun. All right. They've confirmed that we're going to see Black Panther in this movie. Yeah. Are we going to get to see Wakanda? Are we finally going to get to see Wakanda uh, in this film? I bet no. Okay. I bet they're going to save that for the Black Panther movie. It has been confirmed, though, that we are going to get a fully costumed Black Panther in this movie, though. That's awesome. What side was he on? I don't remember. Was he... Frank, you just read it. Was he Team Cap or Team Iron Man? I think Man? he's going to be playing the Peter Parker role in this. Oh, that, that would, oh gotcha. that's a good call. So I'm trying to remember which side he was on. He's going to be on Iron Man's side. Mm, Team Iron Man. Well, he'll be the flip-flopper. Yeah. He'll be on Team Iron Man, and then he'll be like, what the fuck am I it, doing? Exactly. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Cap Shield gets destroyed in Age of Ultron. Oh, no. So Yeah, I'm excited for that. I can't um, wait. That's one reason I think we might see Wakanda, so he can get a new fucking shield. Yeah, that's a good I don't call. know. That's just, that's just that's the only thing I'm thinking. That's a know. good call. He'll probably visit and have it with him or something. I don't, I don't know. That's so just uh, just gonna take a trip to Wakanda. No, I mean Black Panther will visit Cap. Gotcha. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. All right. Got an email here from uh, Greg Alenti, and uh, he says, "I don't want to add any negativity into what was a tremendous couple of weeks for Marvel news, 
But as a huge Captain America fan, there's one thing that's nagging at me a bit, and I'm curious if anyone else in the Army feels the same way. So here it goes. I love the idea of a Civil War movie featuring Captain America and Iron Man, but I'm not entirely thrilled that it's happening in Cap 3. The reason? I wanted to see more of the story that we saw in Winter Soldier, Cap's search for Bucky, Crossbones, Falcon, Agent 13, more Cloak and Dagger, Hydra stuff, etc. I'm slightly afraid that Downey will overshadow the movie and that it will feel like Iron Man 4 instead of Captain America 3. It felt like after Winter Soldier, Cap was starting to get closer to being the franchise's second flagship character after Iron Man. And it just seems like they're not letting him stand on his own. Again, overall, I shouldn't be concerned. It's an amazing time to be a Marvel movie fan, and they haven't let us down yet. But I'm wondering if I'm alone on an island on this one. No, I think he brings up some valid points. But I think they will give Cap some time. I think there will be Cap and Bucky stuff in this movie and developments between those two characters. Uh, Maybe Ixnay on the crossbone stuff. And some of that other stuff you mentioned, but I think I don't think the Bucky Cap dynamic and them evolving as characters together is going anywhere with this movie. This is going to be a monster in length anyway in one film. Yeah, to I don't do it justice. I don't necessarily think so. I think it's going to be radically different from the comic book story, in much the way that Age of Ultron has little to do, if even five percent to do, with what happens in the comic book. It's going to have really nothing to do with the Bendis story, except for the fact that all the fucking Ultron bots destroy everything. Exactly. Uh, I really feel the same way here. That just the the crux of the story, the the Superhuman Registration Act, it will be there, but everything else will will deter from what happened in the comic books. It'll right. be it'll be its own beast. You don't think the big reveal though will still happen? What's the big reveal? What's the Spider-Man thing? Oh, in one form or another, yeah, but that's still just a beat. And even it's going to happen differently and not be Spider-Man. Well, so right, ev- but- every aspect of it will be different, I think, other than the fact of just the main plot line. Is is this law just or unjust? Other than that, the whole thing will be different. Sure, it, it probably would play out faster than what I what I was assuming. Guys, okay, Greg... I understand what you're saying completely, dude. I understand what you're saying completely. And before any of this happened with, um, you know, I don't know, how do I explain this uh, to where it has the most impact? (laughs) All right. I think, honestly, before a lot of announcements were made that, yeah, they would have kept going with the Cap 3 story that we thought we were going to see, like tracking down Bucky and all that shit. Mm -hmm. But March 2016... There's a movie coming out called Batman v Superman, and it's got Batman and Superman in the same film. Marvel is not going to be outdone by Batman v Superman. So what does Marvel do? Captain America, Iron Man. Exactly, man. (laughs) And it's not like they're trying to bite off them. No, it's a fucking team-up movie, and it also answers the question of, like, you know, where is Captain America? Where is Iron Man in these fucking solo movies? Why can't they team up in a movie? This answers that question. Yeah. And it's a great way to start off an event. They didn't Civil do War. it just to like do it because they could. Like exactly. it, it's something that pre existed. I mean I'm yeah. wearing my Iron Man vs. Captain America hoodie right now. Exactly. I mean, it's not just like, oh, we'll do this gimmick. Right. Like it's well established. Yeah, exactly. But you know what? If you're gonna come out with a Captain America movie in the same fucking you know, year, 
as Batman v Superman, yeah, you're, you're going to want to up one up your game a little bit. Mm-hmm. I think uh, I, I think you know what I honestly do that think that this is a response to that. Yeah, it makes, it's a, it, and it's a valid response. Come on, yeah, yeah. Back in the days when we thought both might come out on the same day, yeah, I mean, this would be a huge blow. Saying oh, yeah. not, it's not Cap Three; it's the Civil War movie. Yes, and then it's like, oh shit, right, <laughs> right, right. I agree. So, so I, yeah, I understand what you're saying. What you're saying, Greg, but um, you know, I mean, I, I think this is what Marvel needed to do uh, in order to keep up with the times. We're Man. still going to get that Captain America hunts Bucky down stuff. That sure. is that is still going to happen. Yeah. It's not going anywhere. It's yeah, going to happen. It's still going to happen. It's not going anywhere. Sebastian Stan's fine for nine pictures. We got eight more pictures with the dude. Right. It's yeah. not going anywhere. Yeah. Something's going to happen with that. So don't worry about it. We're going to get that story. Definitely. Absolutely. More Winter Soldier. Yeah. Guaranteed in yeah. this movie. Yeah. Guaranteed. Yeah. Just like people are upset with Batman v Superman saying we're not going to get a proper... Superman sequel. Mm-hmm. Well, it isn't a proper Superman sequel, but they've already said that there is going to be a Man of Steel too. Yay! So don't sweat it. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> and I wanted to finish this. Uh, Greg also says, "By the way, I just saw Godzilla, and it was absolutely awful." Oh, Brian, you were right on this one. When I pay to see a monster movie, I want to see the monsters. Not Aaron Taylor Johnson's shitty ass. <laughs> Regards, Greg. Thank you, Greg. I got a lot of shit for my review on Godzilla. A lot of people said I bashed the movie too much, and I just kept going on and on and on about how that fucking movie fucking sucked so much ass because we got very little Godzilla and a lot of bullshit, and I got a lot of shit for my review on that one. So thank you, Greg. I just promoted you. You pick your fucking <laughs> rank. Not general, though. Nice. So. Welcome, Greg. Welcome, Greg. You're part of the army. Yay! We'll send you your secret orders soon. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. Let's talk about Thor Ragnarok. Thor yeah. Ragnarok is a movie I'm really looking forward to. We got confirmation that Tom Hiddleston will return yeah. as Loki. Hell yes! And that's always great fucking news. Yeah. yeah. For this and both the uh, Avengers movies, right? Isn't that what the Tom Hiddleston announcement was? Uh, that's news to me, and that's even better news. That's so thank awesome. you, Jake. Yeah, I swear I word that he signed on for that, the Ragnarok and the two Crusade movies. The Infinity Wars? Uh, Infinity Wars, yeah, I call yeah. them Crusade. It's Sorry. all right. Wrong crossover. Don't sweat it, Chief. <laughs> That's why I'm here. Frank's not doing anything. So <laughs> somebody's got to keep this podcast in line. <laughs> Frank's talking, still thinking about Mr. Peabody and Sherman no over there. Fuck. <laughs> I um I have an interesting theory about um the Thor movie. Um I think this might be where we see Adam Warlock for the first time in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Nice. I think that all these announcements almost solidified that we have to see Adam Warlock at this point. We're gonna. We have um, to. By naming it Infinity War instead of Infinity Gauntlet or Infinity Crusade, by naming it Infinity War, I mean that's the series where Magnus was the villain or Magus, my apologies. Right. And who is a direct descendant villain of Adam Warlock. He's like, you know, part of that. So this will so. be like, okay, so Aven- Avengers Infinity War Part 1, the movie before that we're going to talk about here in a second, but um, the movie before that movie is then Thor. Mm-hmm. So do you think we're going to – do you think that's th- – that we're, maybe one of those answers that Thor goes off planet for – 
is going to lead him to Adam Warlock. I, I really do. I really think that this is where, if we're going to see Adam Warlock anywhere before the Avengers movie, it's going to be here and maybe in a pretty big role. Okay. So, it's just me speculating. I have nothing to, you know, to prove there, but... I really do. I think we're going to see Adam Warlock introduced before the Infinity War. It's great speculation. I mean, we've seen the cocoon, and uh, all I want to hear is a fucking Aaron Aaron Eckhart casting. Oh, nice! As Adam Warlock, I'm still I'm still out there, man. <laughs> get, what... get Keanu for that. That'd no. be <laughs> yes. I think he'd be yes. great for that. Adam yes. Warlock doesn't say much at all. Yes, <laughs> and he just look. Yeah, Keanu for Adam Warlock. Yeah, yes. <laughs> I think that's good stuff. There we go. Okay. I'm all for it. All right. Uh, Here's what Kevin Feige's quotes were about Thor Ragnarok. Uh, Thor Ragnarok will pick right up after The Avengers 2 and will impact everything to come afterwards. What we'll do between now and the release date is educate the rest of the world on what that word Ragnarok means. Um, So he's referring to the end of the world, and he promised the film would, quote, take Thor to another level of his own franchise. Here's the uh, the official press release. The Norse end of days will come to the Marvel Cinematic Universe with Marvel's Thor Ragnarok on July 28th, 2017. Chris Hemsworth will don the Mighty Avengers cape once more for the hero's third solo adventure. And with the title foreboding as Ragnarok, you know he'll have to rise to his toughest challenge yet this time around. Kevin Feige quoted, This is a very important movie for us in Phase 3. We plan on taking Thor to another level. It picks up where we leave Thor in Avengers Age of Ultron and impacts everything that comes after. Um, Let's talk about this shit. Thor Ragnarok. The end of the world. The end of times. Yes. So, yeah, who knows what that's going to be. Man, I really want to see freaking Fink Fang Foom in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah, me too. Let's bring his ass in, in here somehow. I don't know what – I'm excited. It's obviously going to be we're going to see more Loki is making power plays because he's assumed the role of Odin. Yeah. Right? We're gonna. I think we're going to see more resolve in that storyline. What about the uh, – Ragnarok. Yeah. Uh, do we want to talk about the origin of Ragnarok for people that aren't uh, familiar? Like me. <laughs> Frank, this is for you, Chief. When the real Thor was missing in action, presumed dead, Tony Stark took one of his hairs, which he had retained from the first meeting of the Avengers, and helped Reed Richards and Hank Pym clone the Asgardian DNA within, fusing him with Stark technology. This resulted in the creation of a new cyborg Thor. The clone was put into action during the superhero Civil War, sent to battle anti-registration heroes. The heroes were easily brought down by the clone, but Hercules helped the heroes to escape. The battle got out of hand when the clone murdered Goliath by blasting him through his chest and set out to kill the rest of the anti-registration heroes. Reed Richards deactivated the cyborg with a vocal cord and later operated on his brain to prevent such a mishap from happening again. The new Thor returned during the final battle between the pro and anti-registration heroes. He faced off against Hercules and Storm of the X-Men, who defeated the clones by ramming his own hammer into his skull, claiming it was an insult to the Odinson, and yelling, Thou art no Thor. Mm. 
As a cyborg clone to Thor, Ragnarok has all the powers and knowledge of the God of Thunder prior to Thor's recent acquisition of the Odin Force, including super strength, extensive combat knowledge, godly stamina, high resistance to physical injury, immunity to all earthly diseases, and superhuman agility and reflexes. Ragnarok's hammer, though not the enchanted Mjolnir, is constructed of a vibranium and adamantium alloy. The hammer is able to absorb and discharge lightning, like the true Mjolnir, and has circuitry within its head, which allows Ragnarok to direct it mentally. However, unlike Mjolnir, it can be picked up or lifted by others. Uh, In the Master of Evil storyline, Dark Avengers, Ragnarok acquires an alternate universe version of Mjolnir and is accepted as worthy to wield it, (laughs) changing him into what would seem to be a mortal being making Ragnarok one of the few characters worthy to wield Mjolnir. So that is your origin of Ragnarok. That is badass. Yeah, it's crazy crazy that that movie's coming out after Civil War, since in the comics. I mean, I know, like what I said earlier, that nothing's going to be a direct, like, descendant of anything. But just it you seems think, like it would come out. You, you think that those elements would happen within Civil War? Yeah, yeah. maybe right. they will. Maybe the Civil War will build to this the Ragnarok stuff. But who knows? They say it's happening directly maybe, after. Maybe the events of Civil War mm-hmm. are now the catalyst for Ragnarok. Yeah. It, well, what what makes me think that that can't be though is that how they put the emphasis on how Thor three will take place right after Avengers two. Like immediately after the events of Avengers two, right? So it's, I don't know. Maybe the Ragnarok stuff will be already fully developed in Civil War, and then Thor three is kind of a step back, like seeing it lead up to that part where it shows up in the Civil War stuff, if it even does. So that that's interesting. Yeah, the I, I'm excited for um, Thor three. Sounds great. I like that they really are trying to push the limits of what they can do with that character. Can we agree though, like real quick, like you know, I, I oh. <laughs> <laughs> catastrophe. <laughs> oh, um, fuck. Can we agree that I'm gonna pause here real quick? <laughs> yeah. And we're back. Yeah, I uh, I dropped my phone. Sorry about that, people. You'll have that. I've been there. Believe me, I've I've broke my fair share of phones by dropping them, especially, uh, especially down here in the cement basement. Yeah. I'm up to two in the past 12 months. Oh, I got you beat, Frank. Brian knows. I've got nobody beat. I've had this phone for like over four years. Yeah. And uh, it's, in, uh, it's in pretty good condition. This is an iPhone 4, not a 4S. I never broke my iPhone 4. This thing, yeah, man. This no, thing's I a fucking neither. champ, dude. Yeah, the 5, man, it don't take much. The 4's a pro. The 5's a wuss. That's part of the reason why I'm holding off on the 6, because I heard about it bending in people's pockets and That's shit. just a plus. But I wouldn't get that big monster anyway. Well, then you're fine. Ben Gate is only the plus. Ben Gate. Everything's a gate now. Yeah. Gamer Gate. All right, guys. Yeah. Thor. Yeah. Ragnarok. Looking for, I'm looking forward to it. Excited. Um, super. But yeah, it is a little weird that... Um, do you think that... Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's a big question. I mean, how much can they fit into the Civil War storyline? I mean, is this something that they can set up in that story and then and then it come uh, full circle in Thor Ragnarok? Yeah, I don't think we're going to see Ragnarok involved in the Civil War. I just think we won't. 
I think somehow it's going to be something. I don't, I don't know. I that, could be completely wrong. That but. caused people to switch sides, though, in Civil War. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it was a pretty big deal. I mean, I can't see them not doing it when it would make so much sense, but that goes back to there's a lot of shit going on in this movie, too. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't think he's going to be involved. Okay. I, I really don't. I'm not saying that the characters of Cap and Iron Man won't be involved, but... In Civil War? No, in Ragnarok. Oh, okay. Oh. I mean, that could be a possibility, but I don't think um, I don't think Ragnarok will be involved in Civil War. Yeah. Loki's coming back. That's exciting. That's good. Hell fucking yeah, dude. We got him for more. Yeah, they can't not do that if it if it's not broke. Any Loki? Why, why good try Loki. to fix it? So keep him around. I'm gonna stop right now, guys. I am so fucking excited. For Phase 3, and we haven't even gone through all the movies yet. But oh, I, yeah, Phase 3 is blockbuster. I'm yeah. so excited for Phase 3. It's like double the movies of Phase 2, it, too. It, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. In um, the same amount of time. Yes, yes. Yeah. in the same amount of time. I mean, we're getting three movies in a year in some cases. Um, this is crazy. Um, all right, moving on. Next movie. Yeah. <laughs> Captain Marvel, guys. Yeah, that's like, super exciting. Oh, man. Captain Marvel, DC, they revealed that they'll have a female lead uh, film with uh, Wonder Woman. And uh, then they also said they're going to have an African-American hero with Cyborg. Marvel was like, boom, Black Panther. (laughs) Boom, Captain Marvel. Yeah. Confirm, Carol Danvers. So there... You know there have been several versions of uh, Captain Marvel, but uh, they're going to go with they're going to go with Carol Danvers. Good. And uh, Kevin Feige described her as quote Earthbound and cosmic, and uh, quote one of if not the most powerful character in the MCU. Nice. All right. Now, just how powerful is Carol Danvers, Captain Marvel? Captain Marvel possesses superhuman strength and durability. She can fly at roughly six times the speed of sound, retains her seventh sense, and discharge explosive blasts of radiant energy, which she fires from her fingertips. <laughs> she also demonstrates the ability to absorb other forms of energy, such as, such as electricity, to further magnify her strength and energy projection up to the force of an exploding nuclear weapon when sufficiently augmented she can withstand the pressure from a 92 ton weight and strike with a similar level of force although hank pym theorized that this is likely was not her limit danvers cannot absorb magical energy without consequence though she aided dr stephen strange in the defeat of the mystic menace sir warren traveler karen danvers is also an exceptional espionage agent pilot hand-to-hand combatant and marksman so, Captain fucking Marvel, yeah, Carol exciting. Danvers. Who is going to play her, though? Oh that's what we're going to talk about. But, guys, we're getting Captain Marvel. All these Kelly Sue DeConnick fans out there that are loving this new Carol Danvers, Captain Marvel book. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a group of girls out there, women. They call themselves the Carol Corpse. And uh, this has been a huge character uh, since they uh, brought her character back. Yeah, Brian uh, Reed really brought her back to the forefront, I think, back in the day. He did such a great, so, like a 50-issue solo run on her, and she's been just hitting it off the, you know, doing really good stuff with her yeah. ever since. I got a question. 
the animated X-Men series from the 90s, mm-hmm. there was an episode uh, that revealed how Rogue got her powers, and it was from Captain Marvel, or was it not? Yeah, I believe that's true. It was Carol Danvers, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. Because she, uh, I don't know if this is going to be a spoiler or anything, but uh, but she put her in a coma, and she stole everything. Mm-hmm. But she was she was pretty much just a vegetable. Yeah, but I mean, none of that's going to happen because of the whole X Men. Right. Yeah. 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 But I was I was just curious if that was who I was thinking of. Yeah, same character. They they had her in one of the classic costumes in that cartoon. If I yeah. believe so. Uh huh. Yep. Um, Slash Film did an article on the ten actresses that who could uh, play Captain Marvel. Oh yeah. And uh, I read quite a few articles like that, just trying to see who everyone was saying. Here they are, and if you have some of your own that you want to throw out there, then let me know. Yeah. Number one. Jake. The the one that I really liked, I read a couple of these articles. I don't remember if I read Slash Films or not, but the one that really stood out to me was uh, Kristen Wiig for this role. Mm, I got to disagree. Oh, I I thought that was really exciting, much like Mm. Pratt for uh, Star-Lord, that this Mm. would be a lot of fun. I don't like that. Yeah, let's hear hear some more. Katie Sackhoff. Oh yeah, that's good. Oh. I mean, I've liked that from the beginning yeah. from Battlestar Galactica, work, Starbuck. Yeah. Starbuck. She was rumored as uh, Captain Marvel last year, long before Kevin Feige even confirmed a Captain uh, Captain Marvel was confirmed. Um, she may be a bit old for Marvel's taste. Uh, she'll be thirty eight in two thousand eighteen. Uh, but uh, Katie Sackhoff, you can't go wrong with her. In my no, opinion. I taste that. Yeah, and I've seen her recently. She's not wearing her age poorly at all. Emily Blunt. Mm, yeah. Emily Blunt from, uh, she was in the uh, Edge of Tomorrow movie. Mm, yeah, she was good in that. Live, yes. Die, Repeat. You know, she's been another um, actress that's been rumored. Natalie Dormer, Game of Thrones character. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, um, she's, she's, been, uh, she's been talked about. Mm, that'd be interesting. She's good on Game of Thrones. Yeah. Hmm. That'd be, yeah, uh, yeah, I could see that. Uh, Slash Film said Zoe Deutsch. Very few people caught Vampire Academy Vampire Academy this February, but <laughs> yeah. those who did were treated to a firecracker performance from a relative unknown. Zoe Deutsch has personality in spades and even acquitted herself pretty nicely in the fight sequences. At 19, she's too young to play Carol Danvers right now, but she'll be 24 by the time Captain Marvel actually comes out. 2018. Hmm. Um, Nicole Bahari. If Nicole Bahari can make the ever more ridiculous plot turns in Sleepy Hollow feel believable, she's the actress uh, that plays the opposite of, lead, of the lead in um, Sleepy Hollow. With Johnny Depp? No, the TV show. Oh, the TV show. Yes. Okay, sorry. She's a very good actress. Um, she should have no problem selling anything Marvel throws at her. Besides that, she's immensely likable actress who comes across as rugged, even enough to save the world. She's five foot one though. Mm, yeah, I, I see Carol as tall. Yeah, Brie Larson. Brie Larson's ready for the big time and has been for years. She's so good. She stole scenes in Don John with barely a word. All she needs is one Marvel level project to launch her into the next level. Combine her believability. Uh, heroism from Short Term Twelve with their colorful attitudes and Scott Pilgrim. You've got the mage. You've got the makings of a major superhero. Hmm. 
Another actress that's been rumored for a Disney-related film but did not get a role is Sayers Ronan. Sayers Ronan, they talked about her uh, being an actress in Star Wars Episode Seven, mm-hmm. which we talked about you know, last year. Sayers Ronan's character, uh, they tend to be on the quieter side, but Captain Marvel could just be the thing to bring her out of her shell. She's already starred in a superhero movie, kind of. She played the titular super soldier in Joe Wright's Hannah. And she did a bang-up job of it. That toughness should serve well as a Marvel lead. Samira Wiley. Samira Wiley is a standout among standouts in Orange is the New Black. Mm -hmm. So I have not seen Orange is the New Black. She plays Piper. Oh, is that... um, The main character. The main character. Is that the girl from... uh, What's it called? The... 70s show? No, it's not her. Okay. She plays someone else. I forget what that character's name is. Okay. Mackenzie Davis. Her resume is brief, but Mackenzie Davis is on her way up. She made a small role memorable in What If and even managed to be a rare bright spot in the mostly terrible That Awkward Moment. On AMC's Halt and Catch Fire, she plays an assertive, competitive woman who's not afraid to speak her mind. So Mm. that could be... You know, Captain Marvel. Rosa Salazar. At present, Rosa Salazar is likely the least famous name on the list. But her tough yet tender turn as Zoe on season three of Parenthood and her goofy appearances uh, for college humor may have established her as a talent to watch. Hollywood is starting to take notice. The Maze Runner producers recently tapped her for a big role in the sequel. Hmm. Marvel should consider snagging her before everyone else does. So those are the names on uh, Slash Films list. I have a name that I'm going to throw out. I didn't know if, Jake, if you had an actress that you'd like to see as Captain Marvel. No, I'm, I, I'm still, I, I still would vote for Kristen Wiig over all those people. Oh, no. <laughs> I got to pass on Kristen Wiig. Yeah. Um, she's been mentioned for the Suicide Squad movie. Mm-hmm. If uh, she doesn't go for the Suicide Squad movie, I would say that the Wolf of Wall Street actress Margot Robbie mm. would be a fantastic Carol Danvers. Yeah, I still have yet to see Wolf of Wall Street. That's my. You've got to see it. it like, I, I'm telling you, like, Martin Scorsese is just like. Just like fucking like wine. He just gets better with age. Yeah. I'm not kidding you. This guy, like you see a lot of directors just like, fuck, man. Like the older they get, like the less like uh, their movies are just that impactful. But Scorsese's mm-hmm. just still fucking killing it. Yeah, I need to see that. I and love Leo too, so. Yeah. I, I think Margot Robbie, uh, I think she would be a really good Carol Danvers. Second choice. No, actually, Margot Robbie's my second choice. Get Katie Sackhoff, come on, god damn it, make her fucking Captain Marvel. I'm with you there, man. That was the best uh, recommendation I'd heard. Yeah, she definitely looks the part. Yeah, like yeah. more than anyone. Yeah, that I've, yeah. I've seen yeah. heard suggested. And mm-hmm. she, she's already tough and intimidating in uh, Battlestar Galactica. Yeah, yeah, she, she's great. She yeah. has she has a lot of emotion. Yeah, Katie Sackhoff, all the way. Yeah, really, sh- you know, can really play that introvert type character that's really like hiding everything, but then let it all out. I want to see, you know what I want to see? Like, okay, Civil War, Cap dies. Mm-hmm. We need somebody to, to come in and be a leader. Mm-hmm. Captain Marvel. Yeah, the new leader of the Avengers. That'd be awesome. 
Absolutely. That'd be cool. So she was the leader of uh, Tony Stark's Mighty Avengers after Civil War in the yes. comic books. Yes. So why not make her the leader now? And uh, even when they're working together, Captain America, Captain Marvel, he's got a lot of respect for Carol Danvers. Oh, definitely. definitely. A lot of respect for her. So, I mean, that's, that's, that's who I, I, I am so fucking pumped for a Captain Marvel movie. Oh, me too. It's going to be incredible. Are you more excited for Captain Marvel than Wonder Woman? Which which has you more excited? It's a tough one. Captain Marvel. Yeah, definitely. Captain Marvel. I got to admit. I mean, I love the news that I heard from like the 1920s, the yeah. 1930s and stuff like that. I love it. Um, Best maybe, news I've heard yet of the Wonder Woman stuff. Yeah. Maybe this will change though once they cast Captain Marvel. Maybe they'll cast somebody like Kristen Wiig, and I'll be like, <laughs> oh. oh, that's a horrible choice. And Jake will like be doing a fist pump or whatever the fuck he does when he gets excited about <laughs> some bullshit casting. But I personally like uh, if they if they cast Katie Sackhoff or oh, if they yeah. cast Margot Robbie, I'll be like, yeah, let's bring on Captain Marvel. That's what I'm looking forward to. Can't wait to see it. Um, but, uh, I'm looking forward more to a Captain Marvel movie than, than the Wonder Woman film. But, you know, that might change if I see a really good Wonder Woman trailer. Yeah, definitely. Wait, which one comes out first, Wonder Woman? Wonder Woman comes out first, but- which is fitting. I mean, she was the first. Mm-hmm. That'll give Marvel some notes, though. Yeah. So. Now, if, if somehow, some way it did end up being Katie Sackhoff. Think about Gal Gadot yeah. versus Katie Sackhoff. <laughs> I mean, who's the more believable, tough, you know, superpowered? Yeah, I would think Katie Sackhoff could yeah. take Gal Gadot. But, yes. Yeah, but come but on, that's guys. The fight. <laughs> that's a fight. But let's wait for a director on Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. Let's wait for that first trailer. Let's freeze it. Come on. I freeze it. Let's I, freeze it. I Tupperware the Wonder Woman news. Guys, so. yeah, I'm thrilled. You know what? It's, I'm not trying to put it versus each other. I'm just happy that we're going to get two female centric superhero films. It's about fucking time. Yeah, basically yeah. within a year of each other. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So I'm, it's about fucking time. All right, guys. November third, two thousand seventeen. We're getting a Black Panther movie, and we are getting Chadwick Boseman. Yeah, as wow. Black Panther. We're gonna go to Wakanda. Are you guys excited? I am excited. That's going to be great. So, yeesh. I hope he uh, is getting doing training now because, I mean, that's going to take a lot of physical work, I think, to be Black Panther. Yeah. I don't know anything about Black Panther. Yeah, just, I mean, you know, lots of physical fighting effects, I think. This needs to be just a really great action flick with lots of great physical stunt work and stuff. Yeah. You know? Lots of jungle. We haven't seen Marvel in the jungle yet. Yeah. And that's what we need to see here. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm really excited for this. I'm very excited for this. I mean, and there's so many ways they can go in tying this in with the rest of the Marvel Cinematic Universe that that's really exciting, too. Like, to what – are people going to try to take over Wakanda or exploit Wakanda? And if so, which characters and who? Right. And how is this just going to fit into the puzzle piece that is the Marvel Cinematic Universe has me really excited. Yeah, Black Panther, good stuff. You know, and if, uh, if a character like um – uh, Captain America is going to leave the universe. You want that voice of reason to be there. And in my opinion, the voice of reason has always been the Black Panther. Yeah, definitely. Very, very solid head on his shoulders. Very solid head on his shoulder. 
Yeah. And, uh, you know, he has uh, – he's a very moral character, in mm-hmm. my opinion, a very moral character. If I remember right, his role in a little bit of what I re- – not a little bit, but uh, in Civil War is that he's completely neutral. He didn't choose a side. He wasn't going to be fi- doing friend fighting friend. Yeah, that makes sense. He wasn't an American not, you know, per se anyway, right. I guess. So he had no stake in that battle. Yeah. I just I've I've always loved the character. Um mm-hmm. and uh I can't wait to see it. Um Chadwick Boseman, I think Marvel did a great job locking this guy up. Five picture deal is what's confirmed. Yeah, nice. So I'm very happy to see, you know, him come into the Marvel universe. And I, I fully expect this movie to do gangbusters. Oh, totally. I really do. Yeah. I do. And I, I think that we're going to get a Black Panther 2. I think this is going to be another character that Marvel's going to be kind of like uh, frantically trying to cast this guy in the future. After they know that he's going to be, you know, l- you know, his five-picture deal is going to end, I think he's going to be another guy like Robert Downey Jr. where they're worried about this guy coming back and doing more films. Because, you know, outside of this... He's still doing really good movies. Yeah, yeah. They're going to want to latch onto this guy as long as possible. I yeah. agree. I agree. Hopefully, he doesn't play the Robert Downey Jr. card of signing it like a movie at a time and shit, you know? Yeah. Oh, God. Don't do that to us. <laughs> don't do that to us. But, man, for them to lock this guy up. Mm-hmm. Five movies, that's a lot. That'll take he- a, yeah. That'll take him through phase three. Yeah, but see, like, the thing is, like, these movies, they come up on us so quickly. I mean, like, we've only. we've Yeah, that's we've, probably just to the end of both Avengers movies, I yes, guess. Yes, yes. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. So my my headphones just cut out. Did you tap something? Uh, whoa. You good? Uh, there, uh, they, there nope. they are. Yep. There they are. Yeah. yeah. All right, we're back. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> Black Panther, it's man. Ghost. Yeah, Tupperware. You know, that's the thing. It's like um, a lot of people think that. Uh, do you think that a lot of people thinking that uh, Marvel's biting off DC because? DC came out with their announcements like two weeks before. Hmm. Oh, we've got a Wonder Woman movie. And, uh, oh, you like Iron Man? Well, we've got Cyborg. And now, like, Marvel introduces Captain Marvel and fucking Black Panther. I I think this is always in the works. Yeah, I agree. The timing itself may be a little bit of biting off of DC. But then Marvel didn't deviate from what they were already planning. Right. I agree. This was already in the works and already the plan. Right. DC just jumped up and said it first. Well, we've heard interviews with uh, Kevin Feige. He was talking to IGN. And a lot of people, like, were talking about how, like, they that's the two characters they wanted to see was Captain Marvel and uh, Black Panther. Panther. Why hasn't been in, you know why hasn't it been inter- announced yet? Yeah. And uh guys, you got to understand that yeah, they may want these movies, but they can't announce them until contracts are signed. Mm-hmm. Sometimes. I mean, they announced the Doctor Strange movie, but I think that that's what they were waiting for was uh they they wanted to announce an actor to go along with one of these movies. We didn't get a uh, Captain Marvel, we didn't get a fucking uh, Doctor Strange announcement, but we did get the we did get the Black Panther announcement, yeah. and it was cool to see like those two on stage. You know, oh, that was cool. Yeah, so yeah, it creates excitement by having these big events and announcing all the movies all at once. I think that that's what Marvel was going for here. Yeah, yeah. It's a shame though that we don't get these announcements all on San Diego Comic Con. Yeah, I don't mind it. 
It'd just be too much at one time. Yeah, it spreads it out nice. Yeah. No, it doesn't, guys. No, it does not. I like the individual God damn it, it does better. not. No, it does not, guys. Think about this. You go to fucking San Diego Comic-Con, you're fucking following the live feeds, you're listening to the audio, and the reaction in Hall H when they announced Batman v Superman, you got to hear, like, fucking, like... 10,000 fans or whatever the fuck, however many people they can pack into that fucking room, mm-hmm. going nuts over Batman v Superman. Dude, that's awesome. I, 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 trust me, I was following the live blog with this fucking, with this announcement. But when it happens at San Diego Comic Con, mm-hmm. it is awesome. You gotta admit that. I agree. It's but awesome. Everything doesn't need to happen all at once at San Diego each year. I, I don't mind the staggering of announcements. Yeah, I, I mean, guess. they did do some stuff. Marvel did do some stuff at San Diego. Yeah, but it's, it, 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 it's San Diego Comic Con. There's like an expectation. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, oh, it's San Diego Comic Con. I can't wait to hear what we're going to hear at San Diego Comic Con because, like, that is that that is Mecca. That is the Mecca. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I love those big announcements to come out of San Diego Comic Con. It's, it's so much fun, and it makes San Diego Comic Con, uh, like our episodes, that much more enjoyable when we can say, oh, this movie was confirmed. This movie was confirmed. That casting was confirmed. Yeah, Frank's it's, under the table. Oh, fuck. Frank's, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Frank just passed the fuck out. Yeah, it's, he's so wowed over by whatever. Yeah. Yeah, Mike Tyson's Mysteries. Two, you know? Part two, season two. <laughs> oh, God <laughs> damn. <laughs> don't be embarrassed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, new listeners, don't worry about it. I'm happy we got the announcements, <laughs> but there's something about there's something about San Diego Comic-Con where I like these announcements made there. Yeah, I can understand what you're talking about. Just yeah. one big event fest. Yeah, one that's what I love. I love yeah. that, yeah. man. Yeah. But I do kind of like that it, it, I think it was neat that they just came out of nowhere with it and to like, oh, by the way, here you go. Here's a whole bunch of awesomeness. Yeah, it gives us a lot to talk about at the end of an October. That's true. Oh, what yeah. I, yeah. Here we are, early November episode, and we're talking about the, the amazing announcements made. Guys, um, before we move on, and I'm thinking about it, like, does this, like, uh, damper your excitement about the, the DC movie news? Um, no, not really. My excitement level wasn't through the roof for them anyway. Really? Like, yeah. Okay, that's, see, that's, that's what blows me away, though. It, that, that blows me away. Um, I mean, you know, DC, they announced a Suicide Squad movie. Yeah. Wow. But they've yet to prove to me in the DC Cinematic Universe that they can do anything right. Like, for me... For as, you, as a fan, yeah. There's well, so it's there's, like announcing, ah, guys. I I think they've done some things right. My opinion, okay. Uh, I'm gonna start off with this. Man of Steel, fucking loved it. Thought it was phenomenal. Yeah. Um, they announced. Uh, I know. Fuck you, Jake. They. <laughs> sorry. That's where we differ, though. That's know, why my I level know. of excitement can't I know. just be like, oh yay, eight yeah. more movies. From, I know. Spawning I know. from that. All right. Yeah. But they announced. They did finally officially announce Jason Momoa as Aquaman. Come on. That's exciting. That's the most exciting. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. yeah, I'm excited for that. I'm excited for The Flash. Yeah, what, okay, the what's the, what the fuck? What the fuck is uh, uh, people that are upset about Ezra Miller as The Flash? Yeah, I think it's great. I like it. You don't like it? Oh, Stupid bugs. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, Ezra Miller is The Flash. Yeah. It's What's cr- the problem? I don't see any problem whatsoever. Okay. Like everybody, okay. Uh, Jared Gafford, one of our one of our listeners and he does his own podcast. Mm-hmm. I was listening to part of his podcast and they're worried about Ezra Miller and him having to bulk up to play the role. Mm-hmm. 
All right. And they're worried about his age and all this stuff. So you've got Batman played by, you know, Ben Affleck. I was going to say Ben Stiller for a second, <laughs> but Ben Affleck, and he's 41. And then you've got Superman, 30s, you know, 35, mm-hmm. 36 when this movie comes out. You've got Gal Gadot, who's probably in her 30s. And then they're worried about Ezra Miller, who's going to be in his 20s when this comes out. Me, personally, I think they need a little bit of the youth injected into this whole universe to make it a little bit more lighthearted and fun. And you know what? Honestly, you look at Grant Gustin, and they said this on their show, the Joe Schmo comic show. They said that he's not jacked or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, I, I, I think if you have a younger Flash, I, I just think it adds – it injects a little bit more youth in there that I want to see. And I don't think – I don't think of the character as the Flash as having like a bodybuilder physique or having to like look like some big like muscle head guy in any way whatsoever. Yeah. That would be kind of the opposite point of the Flash, wouldn't it? Yeah, it makes me think of the old Impulse covers and stuff, where they almost yeah. focused on how skinny of a guy he was, yeah. right? And how he, he's not a big bulky guy, right? I think that plays into the character and his power to not have him be all bulked up and muscled out. I think they number one they 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 cast an actor, definitely. That's what I'm. That's what I'm happy about. Yeah, the, yeah, I love the Flash casting. I'm excited. The fact of that they cast. Ezra makes it seem like we're going to get a performance piece. And the, the two movies that I'm worried about, though, is uh, I am worried about Wonder Woman. I, I got to see Gal Gadot in action. Mm-hmm. Number two, uh, Ray Fisher is cyborg. I know this guy is an actor. I mean, he's done Broadway and stuff like yeah. that. But I need to see more of him. There's a huge difference between being a Broadway actor mm-hmm. and being a cinematic movie actor. Yeah. There's total. There's a huge difference between being Broadway and film. And it's not a character that just because you... It's not Batman. Just because you're Batman, people aren't going to love you. It's You're going to have to really up your game to be Cyborg, a right. character that you're going to have to introduce to people for right. the most part. Yeah. Not that Cyborg isn't an extremely established character in the comics, but I think for most of the movie-going audience, it'll be a relatively new concept for them. Right. So, it's, you know, it'll be really interesting if he yeah. can pull it off. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. Guardians of the Galaxy two. Uh, it's set to release May two, May uh, excuse me, May fifth, two thousand seventeen. Yeah. There were no official details revealed about Guardians of the Galaxy two by Marvel. Who they're being very secretive with this movie. Uh, we do know that it will feature two more female characters, though, mm-hmm. in this film, uh, other than uh, Gamora, and um, we'll get Star Lord's father reveal. Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully, one would think. Uh, we do know, though, for a fact that one of these female characters will not be Captain Marvel's Carol Danvers. That was confirmed. So there will be no Carol Danvers in Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Hmm, that's interesting. So Makes sense, though. Yeah. Not a lot I can really talk about Guardians of the Galaxy 2 other than, you know, like you said. Yeah. You know, I think James Gunn is still writing this movie, to be fair, too. Mm-hmm. I think it's still up in the air what could exactly take place in Guardians of the Galaxy 2. And if they're going to be having it tied to what happens at the end of Age of Ultron, they might the be Hulk. holding that. Yeah, With the yeah, Hulk. Exactly. They, they might have just decided to hold back. Do you yeah. think that's going to upset James Gunn, Jake? Like uh, now they got to, you know, maybe he had a direction uh, with Guardians of the Galaxy, and now. 
Kevin Feige saying, oh, this is going to, you know, we're not going to do a Planet Hulk movie. We're not going to do a Solo Hulk movie. But now you're going to have to incorporate the Hulk into this. Yeah, I don't know. I, I can't see James Gunn being the biggest fan of that. But maybe we don't really know everything yet. That could Maybe he's the one who suggested that kind of thing in the first place, for yeah, all we know. maybe that. Yeah, maybe that's always been the plan because yeah. I can't see them just now coming out with this and saying, oh, by the way. Yeah, and I can't see that James Gunn's like, god damn it, i got to work with Mark Ruffalo. Yeah, <laughs> right, exactly. yeah. Who's going to say that as a director? God damn right. it, i got to work with Mark Ruffalo. Are you serious? Who himself is another good actor. Yeah, yeah. James Gunn will definitely be an integral part to like what happens with that because I mean he writes the screenplay for the movie too. You know, another reason that I think Mark Ruffalo could be involved in the Guardians of the Galaxy is we're already seeing that Captain America three is going to incorporate Iron Man. Yeah, you know sense. this is another team up movie and it's a good way to as a bridge. Yeah, to bridge these characters to the characters that we've already established in the Avengers. And I, f- I have a feeling Guardians of the Galaxy two may have a bunch of different adventures, and not j- it, it won't just be solely focused on all this Hulk stuff. Yeah, that'll just be like a sidebar adventure kind yeah. of. Yeah, I just yeah. kind of had a thought about how they could tie uh, the end of Age of Ultron, where obviously they're going to have to get rid of the Hulk. Uh, yeah, I to agree. I agree. Civil, to Civil War. Maybe that is the event that causes them to want to do the registration instead of having to introduce a group of people called the New Mutants that nobody's well, going to give a shit about. Well, they just have a superhero kill a bunch of people by accident. It doesn't matter who it is. Couldn't, well, yeah, but that would make real good sense for it to be the Hulk. We're going to see the shocking moment of a bunch of innocent people dying because of something a superhero does. Right. I will bet all the money I have on that. I agree. Yep. All right, guys. We got... Uh, we got uh, the Inhumans. Inhumans, yeah, I'm excited. Lockjaw. Are you? Are you, Jake? Because I love Lockjaw. This is one movie in the past we've talked about that you were like, ah, do I really need to see an Inhumans movie? I can go back and quote you on this. Yeah, I'm still excited. Now that it's official, I'm excited. Okay. What, when I said what this a, kind of thing, the difference is, is I never. You I said it before Guardians. No, but I'm going to explain. I didn't think that Marvel would jump into this place where we're doing three Marvel movies a year. Like I'm, a, I'm a little bit more down on Inhumans when it's I only get two Marvel movies a year and one of them is Inhumans. But okay. if I'm still getting my Thor three and my Cap three and my Doctor Strange and my Guardians two, and on top of that I'm getting an Inhumans, that that changes it up a little bit for me. It's not interfering with other stuff I'm more excited for. So, and I am a big Lockjaw fan. As as a huge Fantastic Four fan, they're not my least favorite characters. I do like Medusa. I do like Lockjaw. I even like you know Black Bolt a little bit. I'm interested to see what they do with this. Yeah. Uh, we're going to be seeing characters like Black Bolt, Medusa, like you said, Karnak, Gorgon, Triton, yeah. Crystal, Lockjaw, and my favorite in all of the Inhumans, Maximus the Mad. Oh, he's great. Okay, guys, this casting for Maximus the Mad I think is the most important. Yeah, who do you think? Um, you know what I mean? It's... Like one of those things, like you've got to cast somebody along the lines of Tom Hiddleston. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? You've got to. Um, <laughs> I know who I think. Um, it'll never. God damn it. No, somebody else give me a casting on Maximus the Mad because I know this will never happen, but um, I'll give my casting here in a second. But it's somebody we've mentioned for another role. Um, but who would you cast as Maximus the Mad? Off the top of my head, I'm having a hard time thinking about it. It's, you're exactly right, though. It's very much like the Tom Hiddleston role. It's got to be someone really sinister that can be really smart and powerful but still really slimy. Oh, God damn it, I'll say it. You want me to say yeah, it? Oh, wait, wait, wait. I got one if you want me. Go want for it. it. Jake Gyllenhaal? 
That's a good one. Yeah, that it would that's be a, a very good casting. He'd Frank. be good for this. Fantastic, fan. Uh, you know, I'm all. Uh, I'm. Uh, I'm split now that. I, I'm going to go with yours. I like yours. I was going to say. I was going to say Joaquin Phoenix again. Oh, gotcha. You know what I mean? Like I'm basing that character off like what he played in Gladiator. Mm-hmm. But no, um, now uh, he looks the part too. He looks yeah. the part. He definitely looks the part. But no, now that you mentioned Jake Gyllenhaal, I am 100 percent in support of that casting. Yeah, I like that too. I very much like that casting. I, th- I think Lockjaw is going to be a huge hit for audience. Oh yeah, yeah. You you love Rocket. You love Groot. You're yeah. gonna love Lockjaw. Yeah, this giant adorable dog. With a <laughs> You're gonna love fork it. on its head. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> People are gonna love this character. Absolutely. Lockjaw stuffed animals and merch that's gonna be cool um what do you think that we're gonna get in an inhumans movie um where do you think they're gonna go i mean there's a lot of lore yeah i think they'll keep it um about the core characters and their relationships with each other and their home world and what they do to keep it alive okay big question for you is we didn't really get much of an origin story for the characters except for maybe peter quill in Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. Do you think that uh, a movie like The Inhumans does warrant a origin story I for these characters? I think Inhumans will have an origin story. I believe it has to as well. I look for them to show a scene that explains where the Inhumans come from, uh, that gives us exposition. Uh, you know, uh, I think this movie needs it. I, uh, basically, uh, when the human race was in its early stages, the Kree saw that the Celestials saw potential in the human race, and they wanted us to advance. They, the, 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 the Kree wanted to use us to advance themselves. Mm-hmm. So they started doing experimentation on early humans and uh, created a race called the Inhumans. This could very well tie into Captain Marvel in many ways, too. <laughs> very much so, because that deals with the Kree race where she gets her powers from. Exactly. From Marvel. Mm-hmm. Um, now, the Inhumans, they became very powerful. And then the Kree race, they were worried about them advancing more than themselves. And they abandoned that experiment kind of stepped away from it and the Cree thought that they were part uh, the Inhumans were actually part of a prophecy that would eventually bring their race down uh, the Inhumans they're led by their king Black Bolt uh, his royal family that consists of Medusa Karnak Gorgon Triton Crystal Maximus the Mad and Lockjaw uh, both Crystal and Medusa have been members of the Fantastic Four Crystal has been a member of the Avengers as well um which also Crystal has connections to another character that they're introducing in Age of Ultron. Oh, really? Who's that? Quicksilver. They, oh, good call. They marry. Yeah, that's right. So, Crystal gets around in the Marvel Universe. Yeah, and that was not popular with the Inhumans because they're supposed to marry within the Inhumans, mm-hmm. and Quicksilver in the comics is a mutant. Now he can't be a mutant in this. I'm hearing rumors that Quicksilver and uh, Scarlet Witch actually get their powers from the Loki staff. Oh, that's interesting. That uh, Baron von Strucker has. um, That they're the miracles and, like, somehow they've harnessed some power from that, which, I don't know. Does that make any sense to you? No, not really. That's a theory I've heard, guys. Not not really at all. Yeah, I don't like it. I don't like it. But Marvel's Inhumans, it'll make its way to theaters uh, November 2nd, 2018. I'm very much looking forward to that. Do you think that Black Bolt will be that second role that Vin Diesel has teased? Yes. Yeah, I, I'm thinking so, too. I think that Vin Diesel will be Black Bolt. Yeah, I'm, I'm cool with that, too. Yeah, I'm down with it. 
All right. Um, all right. Here it is. Last but not least. Avengers Infinity War, parts one and two. The official press release, the Avengers have already triumphed over Loki, and next summer they'll face Ultron, but nothing could prepare them for the menace of Thanos. How big of a threat does Thanos pose, you ask? Big enough to span two epic films? Beginning with Marvel's Avengers Infinity Part One, Infinity War Part One on May fourth, two thousand eighteen, and then concluding in Marvel's Avengers Infinity War Part Two on May third, two thousand nineteen, for one massive cinematic event. Um, Kevin Feige says we've always had a plan since Nick Fury broke into Tony Stark's house and told him he's part of a bigger universe. Avengers Infinity War Part One is the beginning of the culmination of any of everything that has come before awesome um do you guys want to talk about the infinity war a little bit yeah um a pretty fun comic series mm-hmm. um one of my favorite parts about it was it introduced a bunch of doppelgangers of all the characters which i really hope the movie um in some way or another kind of introduces too there was basically an evil version of each hero yeah go f- so i'm talking about yeah, there was an evil version of each hero that they had to face. There's like an evil – obviously, there won't be an evil Spider-Man with extra arms, but that's like an example. And just all these different doppelganger characters. I really love that Infinity War. Right. That's the next thing I'm going to be getting into. Yeah, read Gauntlet first. It's Gauntlet and then War and then Crusade. Okay. Yes. Uh, the Infinity War, it was published in 1992, a sequel, a sequel to the Infinity Gauntlet. Mm-hmm. Uh, and created by Jim Starlin and uh, Ron Lim. I love Jim Starlin. Oh, I love Jim Starlin, too. In the previous series, he used the gauntlet to kill one in every two living beings. In War, the cosmic character Adam Warlock, whose cocoon we may have seen in the Guardians film, and it's been confirmed as far as you know, Mm -hmm. yeah, uh, gets the Infinity Gauntlet, is tried for his worthiness while his evil self, the Magus, gets all power obsessed. The Fantastic Four get involved, and there's a big cosmic tussle with various involved entities, with everything getting doubles as well, like you mentioned. Mm-hmm. It gets a little confusing. Magus gets the Gauntlet, Doctor Doom and Kang go it. Thanos gets his own double to fight. Warlock gets the Gauntlet back turns it into its own entity which defeats the mages and ends up putting warlock in a coma and it all turns out to have been a thanos trick and the comic beings declare the infinity gems will never be used together again yeah Um, good luck keeping that exactly so yeah we see like the illuminati (laughs) and everything else come out of everything so um i'm looking dude i'm looking forward to the the Infinity War. Right? Yeah, how can you not be fucking excited about that? Two yeah. Avengers movies within two years. Yeah, Woo-hoo. I know. Yeah, yeah, we get uh, part one in eighteen, and then part uh, two in two thousand nineteen. Fucking a. Yeah, that's the part that blows my mind. It's yeah, no, we don't no have to wait no wait. three year wait, man. Yeah, wow, two Avengers movies, two years. You know they're really in a cliffhanger the shit out of that part one. They're gonna <laughs> yeah. be like, oh no, yeah. <laughs> and we're gonna get more Josh Brolin uh, Thanos. So yeah, yeah, it's huge. It's huge. Um, part one. Um, what I'm what I'm worried about though is like I I am a little worried, you know, about um, 
So this is going to be considered Avengers. Is this con- this is considered Avengers three then? Yeah, that'll be Avengers three. And the other that's one the movie a- that uh, that's the last movie that they have Robert Downey Jr. signed for then. That's interesting. Unless you know what I mean. That's yeah, the last movie. Unless they're they're filming both of these movies at the same time, and that's, and that's how part they of the deal. Get uh, exactly. Yeah. I bet exactly. that's the case. I bet they are filming both yeah. these back both to at back. the same time. And then, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it'll be interesting to hear if Whedon is still attached to this or not right. at the end of the day. What do you think, guys? Do you think everybody that that, uh, that has been involved in these movies up until this point is going to be involved in this Infinity War Part 1? I, for one, think that they're doing themselves a disservice if they are not. Yeah, If you're going to be doing a true event, you need to have every character that's been involved in all these movies, Guardians and Humans. Uh, Captain Marvel, Black Panther, Iron Man, uh, you know, uh, hell, uh, Falcon, even War Machine. Every character that's been involved in all these Avengers films, Black Widow, Hawkeye, Hulk, everybody needs to be involved in the Infinity Wars. I agree, 100%. I think that he was hinting at that when he said that it's been a plan since uh, uh, he broke into Stark's apartment at the end of uh, first Iron Man. Yeah. That would mean that it's been all connected ever since the beginning, so that would tell me that they'd have everybody in it. Oh, we've known the Infinity Gauntlet has been brewing for a very long time. Right. So I yeah. believe him 100% too when he says that this is what they've been building towards. Yeah. This is the beginning of the end, kind of. Guys, I'm excited for all this. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's super exciting. But we know for a fact that Kevin Feige has everything mapped out till 2028. Phase four. What is phase four? <laughs> Holy fuck. Holy shit, four movies a year. <laughs> I'm still thinking they're going to go with three. Yeah. But phase four. What is phase four? Where do they go from this? Where do they go from Thanos? Secret Wars. Secret Wars. That's exactly. That's where I was going. Yeah, I yeah. think so. I think so, too. Yeah, so I'm excited. Marvel's got their shit on lock. Hell yeah, they do. So, wowzers. Now, I'm excited for this. Now, what did we not get? Uh, we did not get a Hulk solo movie. No. We we did not get too many actor announcements. We did not get a lot of actor announcements, uh, uh, aside from Chadwick Boseman. Mm-hmm. Which, guys, that's a home run in If my you're going to get one. If you're going to get one, that's a home run. Uh, loved him in 42. Absolutely <laughs> phenomenal. Haven't seen Get On Up yet, which is unfortunate. I do need to see that. No Hawkeye movie. Yeah. No Black Widow movie. No. Nope. No team up Hawkeye Black Widow movie. And uh, we also didn't get an Iron Man four. But that kind of I makes a little bit more sense to when and uh, I almost called him Stark. Robert Downey Jr. was being real evasive when they were bugging him about it. He probably knew this was coming out soon. Yeah. And he was fine already with there not being one. Yeah, even without an Iron Man 4, he's got a ton of participation in all this. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, it's good. all great stuff. Um, I've got two emails, and we're going to wrap up the show. All right. All right, first email comes from Cece Chandler. She says, hey, guys, so I bet we are all still reeling from the Christmas come early, a.k.a. Marvel Overload that went down, you know, Tuesday. If it wasn't enough wishing every day was May, thanks to the freaking amazing Avengers trailer, I'm finding it hard to even fathom that wait for all these movies. I just wanted to take a minute to express my excitement that finally we are getting a female-centered character superhero movie from Marvel and DC. Yeah. It's been a long time coming, and I can't help but feel a positive outcome 
it's going to have for the next generation of comic-loving little girls is going to be Jihugant. Jihugantus. Jihugantus. I also thought about what this could mean for DC and Marvel when it comes to long-overdue plan to release these solo female movies. I know that DC has planned for Wonder Woman to come out June 2017 and Justice League Part 1 coming out that November. I wonder how set in stone they are with these dates now that Marvel has announced their lineup. While I doubt they will have much change in the release dates, I can't help but think what it would mean if DC held out for a year or vice versa and they had these two powerhouse women go head-to-head in the box office. Yes, I understand the contradiction and gimmick is there. A, quote, cat fight for viewership. I just think it would be really interesting and fun. We saw that it was going to happen with Captain America and Batman v Superman, so why not have it happen with these two strong superwomen? Either way, it's a win because both studios are taking a huge step and bringing these two characters to the screen, as well as letting them stand on their own. Anyways, just the thought it would be—I just the thought it would just thought it would be fun to imagine what the epicness of of a super estrogen-filled box office would be like. Keep up the good work. You guys are crazy, but I wouldn't have it any other way. CC Chandler. Um, CC, you're crazy. Yeah, crazy. CC, you crazy. Yeah, CC, you crazy. Girl, you nuts. Yeah, you should. <laughs> Girl, you out of your mind. You need to slow down. You're getting two two female superhero movies. You don't want to. You don't want to, as a male, a male figure of speech, blow your wad on one no, weekend. Matt, you need to slow your roll, yeah, CC. Slow your roll. You want those movies spread girl, out. Girl, what you doing, girl? Yeah. You, you want to spread the love of female superheroes over a good solid year, not just, you know, have it all happen over the weekend. And, you know, those movies would draw against each other so bad. Like, it would definitely just be a. Oh, yeah. You, oh, you just couldn't do it. So I, I see the sense of not opening it at the same time. I think Wonder Woman would win if they did that. Really? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I think the name of Wonder Woman probably would win. It, more people at this point would know about Wonder Woman as opposed to Captain Marvel. Hi, I'm Marvel. You know, right? But no, yeah. no, 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 no. It's I didn't finish that. That was Marvel just saying hi. I'm Marvel. <laughs> but then Marvel's like they wait. There's a pause, and then Marvel says. I'm going to show you a fucking trailer like you've never seen before. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, Marvel. Oh, my God. Their trailers are just amazeballs, right? Oh, my God. I agree. I agree. It's all fantasy, though. We'll never <laughs> see that happen. Those two movies will not come out on the same No, weekend. no, no. I agree. I agree. Um, but what movie are you – I'm going to ask you two questions. We talked about – We talked about. Um, I'm going to ask you two questions. Number one, out of all the movies that we talked about, the Marvel's coming out, their big slate. First question I have for you, out of all the movies that we talked about, which movie, and I'm going to ask this, uh, I think I did ask it to the Army, but I'm going to ask you guys right now. Out of all the movies that they announced, they announced like nine, ten movies, whatever. What movie are you looking forward to the most? And then, between the two female movies, what movie are you looking forward to the most? Are you looking forward to most Wonder Woman? Captain Marvel. So, out of all the Marvel movies that were announced, which movie are you looking forward to the most? Uh, Frank, boom, go. I got to say that uh, Civil War. Civil War is what I'm looking forward to the most. Okay. I, I really liked, like, in 
our own real true history, the Civil War, brother against brother, and that is strictly the case here. It's going to be intense. It's a good point. Um, so, uh, uh, th- th- and I think there's going to be so many big things to come out of the end of it. I- I'm I'm really excited for that. Yeah, I think um, the one I'm looking forward to the most is Guardians of the Galaxy two. Um, but if I eliminate all the sequel properties, if I just bring it down to the four new properties, the Strange, the Black Panther, the Inhumans, and Captain Marvel, of those four, I'm looking forward to Captain Marvel the most. Oh, and I skipped the question of the... Uh, We're the doing it one at a time. One at a time. Oh, okay, one at cool. a time. Movie I'm looking forward to the most. Mm-hmm. All right. The uh, First off, let me preface this. The casting that uh, got me excited the most, it was the only casting that they really gave us. Chadwick Boseman, Black yeah. Panther. Can't fault you there. I'm looking forward to all of these movies, though. Like, even yeah. the eighth one I'm looking forward to the most. I'm still looking forward to a shit ton. But the Marvel movie that I'm looking forward to the most, you can include the fucking sequels. Include Thor. You can include Cap. You can include the Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Captain Marvel. Yeah. By far. That's the movie I'm looking forward to the most. Mm. My God, I can't wait to see fucking Carol Danvers on screen. I can't wait to see a woman. To, a woman that's just as powerful as like, you know, like, you know, she's got Superman abilities. Mm-hmm. She's got, you know, she's got the power of Thor. She's a woman that's going to fucking demand fucking. Uh, it's going to be a real special effects bonanza. It's oh, going to be a oh, Absolutely. Yeah. I can't wait. I can't wait to see it. I can't wait to see her origin story. I hope she, I hope they do show her getting her, uh. You know, powers from the Cree, Captain Marvel. Yeah. You know, that's what I hope they show. You know what I mean? I hope they show some of her past. I want to see her as a pilot first. I want to see her get her powers. Dude, I cannot wait for Captain Marvel. Yeah. I want to see a strong female in there. Dude, I'm not going to fucking bullshit you. Fucking Marvel, DC, all these movies have been very much so white, mm-hmm. male, mm-hmm. dominant characters. That's a problem both Avengers and, and you know, Justice that, League have always had. That, exactly. See, that's the big fucking problem. And it, you think it's like, okay, as white males, we would be like, oh, this is great. Bullshit. <laughs> right. Bull fucking shit. I am sick and fucking tired. I've got, there's so many fucking white superheroes and fucking, you know what I mean? I do want to see some African-American superheroes. I yeah. want to see Latino superheroes. I want to fucking see female superheroes. It's the same fucking thing all the time. Yeah. I do want to see a movie led by a female. I do want to see an African-American superhero uh, superhero film. I do want to see these things. I'm getting sick of the same old bullshit. I really am. I agree. I agree. They need to um, invent new characters for these type of people, yes. even too. Like, and these movies are so big. I'm surprised that we haven't invented characters that are just as big as characters that come from the page yet. Agreed. And I think that that's the next step. I wonder who's going to jump on that first. And I feel like Marvel, you know, yeah. in introducing a superhero, an Avenger that's brand new for the cinematic universe first, and then Pro- introduced on the page. Problem is, okay, the problem is, like, people ask all the time, like, why aren't we getting new characters? Mm-hmm. Why aren't we getting these new characters that come in here? What's the last big new character that we got from, like, Marvel? Yeah. Deadpool. Yeah, I Right? Back in the 90s? And the reason is because it's like, okay, Frank, you're a creator, and you create this amazing fucking character, mm-hmm. right? 
as soon, and you're working for Marvel at the time, and you present it to Marvel. Mm-hmm. What happens to that character when you present it to Marvel? Marvel owns the rights to that character. So a lot of these new characters that are being creative, these creators don't want to bring them to Marvel. They want to go to the independent independent creator they want right. to take these characters to image yeah so because they can sell the movie rights themselves exactly yeah. they don't they want it to be creator owned they don't want to lose the rights to these characters because as soon as you introduce like a thanos or a fucking deadpool or a wolverine it automatically becomes the rights of marvel and i mean yeah you're gonna get royalties and shit but it's not really your character anymore yeah, you know what yeah. i mean so that's why we haven't seen new characters come out you know what i mean so um, that's a big problem, I think, with like Marvel and DC these days. Yeah, eventually the well's going to run dry, and they're going to have to do that. Agreed. So there's only so many Inhumans and Guardians of the Galaxies running around, where exactly. eventually you're going to have to come up with something else. Yeah. Right, right. But I, I'm I'm ready to see I'm ready to see a female superhero. You know, uh, somebody that looks at things a little bit different. Somebody somebody that's going to demand some respect from like characters like uh captain america and shit you know what i mean yeah i want captain america to look to captain marvel to help him in a movie you know what i mean that's what i want you know what i want for phase four is a a she-hulk movie let's get the superhero courtroom drama movie that'd be cool that'd be interesting yeah a she-hulk movie i don't know uh courtroom drama i think maybe a netflix series yeah that would be fun that'd be fun too so I, I'm with that. It'd be yeah. fun to see a She-Hulk interpretation in the cinematic universe, though. Right. Surprised we haven't got that yet. Uh, got a final email here. Thank you, CC, for that email. Thanks for listening. Even though you're so crazy. You crazy, sir. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Got an email here. It's from a listener. His name's Joaquin. You know what? He doesn't even tire it, Dear Leftovers and Frank. This guy, you have won my heart. This email starts out with, Dear Brian. Oh. Oh. So, Joaquin, you're the shit, dude. You don't even acknowledge these fucking two jokers. <laughs> you're just like, I'm going to go to the fucking man. I'm, I'm talking to Brian here. Um, he says, recently Marvel released their lineup for Phase 3. I admit I blew my load when I saw the awesome movies, but there's also some things that bothered me, and more specifically, no new Iron Man. As it was revealed in Marvel one-shot, All Hail the King, it showed that there is an actual Mandarin, and he's pissed. I just found it odd that they wouldn't address such a big villain. Then again, they didn't do anything with the leader, Hulk's nemesis, so I guess it's not such a big deal. Sincerely, Joaquin. Mm, I see why he didn't address me. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, yeah, it is a little bit weird that we didn't, um, that, 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 you know, and I'll be honest with you, I was so turned off by Iron Man 3, I didn't watch all the Hail of the King because I did not want to see that Trevor character again. I have not seen Iron Man 3 again. I have not seen all Hail to the King. Okay. So I need to see that. I started yeah. to watch it and then I didn't keep going with it because I didn't know what the outcome was, but it's Trevor in prison is how it starts. Okay. How do I see that Iron Man 3 bonus features? It's, I uh, think it's, you can look it, it up on YouTube. You can probably see it on YouTube, and okay. I know it's uh, one of the uh, it's the Marvel one shot that was included in the Iron Man three Blu-ray. Yeah. So yeah, you know you're not excited. You're you're happy Iron Man four wasn't on the slate. No, if they would have said Iron Man four is on the slate, we're gonna get a proper Mandarin, and uh, Ken Watanabe has been cast as the Mandarin. Mm-hmm. I would be like, all right, I'm fucking, I'm I'm all in. I'm in. Let's do this. Yeah. 
So. That'd, that'd be interesting. Yeah. So you'd have to have a lot more Avengers in that movie too, but that across the board, that's what's going on. So it seems like now's the time to do that kind of thing. Right. But maybe that's uh, for Phase Four. Iron Man Four, Phase Four. How do you fit in Iron Man Four after you do Civil War? After you do fucking like Infinity One, Infinity Two, you just have to. You'd have to wait until after that's all over. What do you think will be Tony Stark's final fate in the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Do you think they'll kill off the Robert Downey Jr. character, or will they reboot him within the universe? I think they'll kill him off. Really. Well, if they've got this plan cleared through 2028, it would be continuous. You can't erase the past at that point. I think what I think what they're doing is they've got this planned out so far ahead that they're. I think they're waiting. I think they're going to reboot. I think they're going to bring the character back. Um, I think they've got this planned out so far ahead that they're just waiting for another actor to step up that they can see that can play the part of Robert Downey Jr.'s Tony Stark. You think it'll be continuous then like that? Yeah, I do. Like like a James Bond-like character? It'll yep. just be, hmm, that makes sense, a new hmm. Tony Stark. Yeah. It could go either way. I'm fascinated by how they'll do that. Yeah. It, depending on how much they villainize Tony Stark in Civil War, maybe there is a chance he That's could die. That's true. That's true. Because he's an asshole. Yeah. So, it, it, I don't know. It'll be interesting. It's just one story, guys. Yeah. It's yeah. just one story, though. I mean, you know what I mean? Yeah, he's going to be a villain, villainous character in that in that story. Yeah. But I think overall, I think Iron Man is going to be part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe for years to come. I don't think the character is going to go anywhere. Yeah, maybe that'll be the big cliffhanger of uh, Infinity War Part 1. Iron Man getting the big kibosh. Well, and it may also fall into the hands of, like, how is Benedict Cumberbatch going to play this Doctor Strange? Are they, are they going to have somebody that can take over? Hmm. Yeah. You know, I don't know. Yeah, it's a good, good question, though. Yeah, very good question. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I'm sorry. I've never seen All Hail the King, and that's just me being a stubborn douchebag because I hated fucking Iron Man 3, and I did not want to see Trevor again, ever. So I've kind of refused to watch All Hail the King because I don't want to see Trevor again. Yeah. Fuck that shit. Fuck all that <laughs> Fuck shit. Fuck Trevor. Yeah. Guys, it is only 7.30. Yeah. That's nuts, man. We always wrap up at like uh, fucking like at least 9, 10 o'clock. Yeah. We started about two, three hours earlier, though. We would have even started earlier. Frank would have shown up on time. Right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that goes without saying. Yeah. 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 <laughs> the sky's got to be blue. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, guys. Huge fucking Marvel news, though. Huge-ass Marvel news. What are you guys up to tonight? What's your Sunday night viewing schedule? Uh, Walking Dead. Yeah, I got to drive back home, and then I'll probably watch Walking Dead and pass the fuck out. Yeah, I'm going to get some Panda and do Once Upon a Time and pass the fuck out. Probably read some more comics, do some more Superior Spider-Man. Yeah. I'm glad you're catching up on the Walking Dead. Uh, What's the last episode that you watched? Oh, shit. What happened? It was the Carol stuff with um, shooting the kid. Oh, okay. So, so you're at the point. You're at the point where it's picking up. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm still. Right. The, I gotta admit, it's like, it's 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 a trial for me. I'm trying to catch up with Walking Dead so I can talk about it with everyone, but yeah. it, it's still not my favorite thing. Mm. It's like I gotta watch it in one or two episodes at the most at a time. I, I yeah, sure. I I really enjoyed that. I really enjoy Scott Gimple as a showrunner. Yeah. I really do. Me I too. Um, I mean, I loved Glenn Mazzara's start. I thought some of the episodes were filler bullshit. Um, even this season, I think the second season wasn't the second episode of this season wasn't my favorite. 
Um, but I think uh, the first episode was Tupperware. Second was like a low taste it. Third was a fucking Tupperware. I think Scott Gimple's killing it on this season. I think he's the guy that actually understands that. Yeah, we need to we need to incorporate the comic shit, man. Yeah, I think Scott Gimple is just as much a fan as the comic stuff, working hand in hand with Kirkman. Yeah, why I, waste all that source material? Yeah. Exactly. I, I get that absolutely. But on well, he's been on uh, the Talking Dead quite a bit, and you could tell he's got a passion for it. He comes off kind of dorky because you could tell he's into it. Yeah. So that makes a big difference. I like Scott Gimple. I, I hope that they can finally keep a showrunner yeah. around for a while because I, I really like him. I think it always hurts a show when you change horses midstream. Yeah. I do. Mm-hmm. I really do. You know, I loved Frank Darabont for the visuals. Glenn Mazzara was – he was okay. I don't know. He was all right, but I, I think I think uh, Scott Kimple finally gets it. I think he's really, really good now. Now that he doesn't have to try to fix all fucking Glenn Mazar's bullshit. I think yeah. Scott Gimple's like he's a, he's a good showrunner. I like him. Season four is like a big band aid, then, huh? And season five, we can get it back going. I agree. Yep. Uh, yes. Yeah. I, I I think I think that's where it's at. I think that's what happened. Is like uh, Scott Gimple had to use season four to fix all that Glenn Mazar shit, and uh, now that he's done and now he's doing a full season again uh without the restraints of all that bullshit from glenn mazara i think i love i'm i'm loving this this season so far awesome that's good to hear yeah, like the, i'm sorry i was just gonna say i hope i feel the same way when we get up to those episodes like the first the the uh, season opener for season four mm-hmm. where that one kid got sick and died mm-hmm. uh the season opener i mean spoiler free season opener for season five is like completely the opposite mm-hmm. of that I mean, they came in a guns a blazing. Fuck Farmer Rick, dude. Uh, yeah, fuck Farmer Rick. Dude, now dude, that was stupid. They're, they're fi- Jake, they're finally getting the comic book Rick. <laughs> yeah. fuck, fuck, fuck old McDonald had a farm. <laughs> E-I-E-I-O. That shit yeah. was bullshit. The, like, they're finally getting the comic book Rick, and as a comic book fan, it makes me happy. Well, good deal. It, it's cool as fuck. So, yeah, season five has so far been pretty damn good, I, I have to admit. Um, they're not really impressing me with Michonne, though. Oh. She hasn't done much. Yeah. She's just kind of a lackey. But, you know, I think it's kind of good that they've... Well, okay, I can't say anything. Yeah, hey, (laughs) y'all. Yeah, ah, shit. There's going to be opportunities coming up. I hope so. Yeah, I mean, nobody's... It's not like somebody's in peril or anything like that, but... Uh, yeah, I, I, I think that we're going to have some more of the di- divergent paths thing. Give me some more Carl, too. Fuck all the Carl haters out there, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like I like Carl, man. You know, him and Rick have been flip-flopping ideals the whole time. Yeah. Uh, when, when Carl's like, fuck it, kill them all, uh, Rick saw Farmer Rick. And, yeah. and then when Rick saw Fuck It Kill Him All, Carl could, was like, yeah, man. help everybody. Yeah, <laughs> dude. I agree. I agree. Yeah. You're totally right, man. You're totally right. All right, guys. This is episode 65. Woohoo. Yeah. It's over. You, God. We, we, I think we're we, senior citizens now. 65, <laughs> 65, right? 65, exactly. I feel like Wilford Brimley. Yeah. <laughs> Diabetes. I'm going to save money on my panda. <laughs> you remind me of Blanche because you're a pervert. <laughs> All right, guys, I want to end this one with us singing the Golden Girls theme song. Oh, please, no. Oh, my God.
thank you for being a friend. <laughs> Come on. Uh-huh. Travel even... down a road and back again. I don't know the lyrics. I don't know oh, the lyrics either. I know the, Sorry, I know the melody, yeah, but I've not the it. lyrics. Right. Whatever. Am I the B. Arthur of the group? <laughs> At least give me that. Yeah. Yeah, All right. you can have that. So I'm the Betty White. Is no, that... you're the B. Arthur. Okay. You're the B. Arthur, and I'm the Estelle Getty. Yeah, I'm definitely the Snidey one. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys, just like all good leftovers say on their doggy bags, thank you for your patronage, and thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Later, y'all. Next Bye. week it is. Thanks for listening to Pop Culture Leftovers. Congratulations. I don't know how you did it. I couldn't do it. You people need a t-shirt saying, I just listened to two hours of nonsensical crap. Anyway, if you'd like to reach the Pop Culture Leftovers cast, you can email them at comments at popcultureleftovers.com. You can also follow them on Twitter at PC Leftovers or like their Facebook page. They'd love to hear from you. They're all pretty sad and lonely. One of them is homeless, but I didn't say that. And as always, check out our website, www.popcultureleftovers.com. We've got great articles there, comic reviews, movie reviews, television reviews. It's awesome. Check it out. And if you're interested in writing for the site, uh, we definitely need more writers. So send an email to domesticateddave at gmail.com. And if David Griffin likes what he reads, he'll get in contact with you, and you can be part of the team. Remember, this is a non-paying gig, but it's a really cool way to have your voice heard, and we'd love to read your submissions. So get in contact with David, and thank you. And check us out on Tumblr, too, motherfuckers. <laughs> and don't forget, we're on Instagram, too. <laughs> yeah, that just happened. Already like 7 million podcasts Talking about pop culture and all that Makes us happy like shooting at a womp rat But it's all been done before and we don't want to be a copycat We're the leftovers picking up the scraps Dropped by the cool kids it, it, It's a trap! Good it, toss it, good it, taste it Do we love it? Hey, let's face it Can't erase it, let's embrace it Tupperware party Subculture spill over like a vulture Carry over counterculture pushovers Pop culture Leftovers And with the uncool kids What's to say's already been said Leftovers Pretty sure that the only talent Is the band that's singing this Pop culture leftovers Podcasts that are original and good have already been done before.
course that we should Separate the wheat from the shaft And we're the shaft The crap Even though we're the shit Woo! We're the leftovers picking up the scraps Dropped by the cool kids it, it, It's a trap Good and toss it, good and taste it Do we love it? Hey, let's face it Can't erase it Let's embrace the Tupperware party Subculture spill over Like a vulture carryover Counterculture pushovers Pop culture Leftovers And we're the uncool kids What's to say has already been said Leftover Pretty sure that the only talent Is the band that's singing this Pop culture leftovers Do we love it? Hey, let's face it, can't erase it, let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture carryover, counterculture pushovers, pop culture. Leftovers. And with the uncool kids, what's to say has already been said. Leftovers. Pretty sure that the only talent is the band that's singing this. Pop culture leftovers.